Hello, boys. Guess who it is? It's a boy. Bring it back, Billy. Sitting in a bubble bath with a glass of champagne, per usual. I heard you two were going to bring back Stefan Urkel to the podcast. <laughs> that boy's sexy as hell. Bring it on back, baby. Eric, I heard you're going to bring back the Red Fraggle to the podcast. Yo, Bubble Butt can't handle the Red Fraggle, baby. Bring him back anyway, though. And Jim, I heard you wanted to bring back cartoon dog catchers to the podcast. Ow! Baby, you know you're bringing that To the show of shows, at least when it's DC Comics related. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 203. 
203. Hello, Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. You can mm. hear Eric. I have my voice back. Me, me, me. I got the that? sniffles, so I think I'm going to lose mine soon. Oh, you got the sniffles, sniffles, does ya? We are a spoiler podcast that reviews most of this week's DC Comics. If you want to read our written reviews, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and also check us out on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeirdScienceDCComics. We also have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for everything we do and also get a ton of new shows as well. You can go over to www.Patreon.com slash WeirdScience and get such shows as our weekly comics news show, our Back Issues podcast, which Mm. we just did, JL number 54 Thanksgiving JSA. issue or JSA you're right the new 52 review show and the Secret Origins podcast where I just featured the Scarecrow there's a much others including the Pop Culture podcast all those things that Dancing Mike throws at the end of every rant sure does. he does we also have a Patreon only spotlight that comes out every Thursday night and features two books as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew boop, beep, boop. Boop. and this week was a Drowned Earth spotlight featuring Aquaman number 40 and Justice League number 12. Now, I will tell you another reason to go over to the Patreon is because this show tonight is not going to set records for length. No. We don't have a lot of books uh, <laughs> coming up on the show. So if you need more, there is always plenty more over at Patreon. And that is what leads into the badasses of the Patreon I account. Love them guys this too. is there. Badass roll call. Here we go. Boom, ba boom. I'm gonna get through this, Eric. I'm not gonna have problems. Oh my god, what just happened? Who See now you're over? you're throwing me off. We're gonna start with matches Balone, John Jack, Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Jagger, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond, Mark, Jay. I hear he's coming on strong, Eric. Oh, yeah. G Man, David Fink, Andrew and Belfast, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie, Carlos, Ian. Brian from Arkansas, Leonard, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Polly P, T, T, Fred Reed's Comics, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Ooh. Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones and his Ulysses Jones show, Hakeem, Double A Ron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone hmm. Wolf Marv, Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben. We have Ruben at the end, and I think that might have been the best I've ever read. Even with the badass roll call. Back here. Yeah, Hordak. Hordak's always there the to ruin everything. Doesn't he transform? I thought he transformed no, into a nice cream truck. I thought that he transformed, but that is the bet. Listen to how much time I have left. <laughs> I had so much time left. I, I did was it really so hoping well. you couldn't have heard Hordak over that sweet, no, sweet song. How could you not hear Hordak? All that news, uh, news, all that noise that he made. All I'm already news. getting ahead of myself because we're going to go off now. Start off the podcast, the main podcast, by going <laughs> off <laughs> to some news. But first, we'll have a little ad from one of our sponsors. Jim here, and once again, I'm going to tell you all about Great Shoes. Great's Brooklyn's first sneaker company who offer both men's and women's styles and offer something perfect for those looking for that holiday gift. If you go over to greats.com right now and enter the code WEIRDSCIENCE, one word, a capital W, you will save 15% off your first purchase. And that could be amongst all the best sellers, including the classic all-leather royale lace-up 
in white, which is Ethan's favorite. That's the one that Ethan got. I told you about the last time we talked about great shoes. Now, since then, Tanya has actually gone over and looked at all the new fall styles that were released for men and women. And actually, she did order a pair today. Now, she didn't tell me this, and I didn't realize that it ends up being my gift to her For, I guess it would be Thanksgiving. It's a little after Thanksgiving, but she ended up going over because Ethan kept talking about how much he liked his great shoes, the leather royales that he has. And she did go over and she was looking. She picked out a pink pair for herself and she actually did use the code. So it does work. I have proof. She ended up getting that. Now, I did tell her that that means I don't have to buy her a Christmas present. She told me that is nonsense, that this is just a a shoe for her. She said she needed shoes and Ethan has been talking them up so much that she did want to get them. So she did order those. So the next time we have the ad, uh, which will be in a couple weeks again, I will tell you, and maybe Tanya will even come in and tell you how much she likes the shoes. Again, go to greats.com, Brooklyn's first sneaker company, and order whatever you want. Get all of your holiday gifts there at greats.com. Add Weird Science, the code capital W one word weird science and get 15% off your first purchase. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. Hello and welcome to this week's news, and the news is going to be about Tom King and Tom King taking a short break from Batman due to, quote, secret TV stuff. Batman writer Tom King has stated the reason he is not writing February's 2019's Batman and number 64 and 65 is due to an outside television project, but that he would be returning for the title in March of 2019, and this came out after people kind of saw that in the solicits, Joshua Williamson was writing both Flash and Batman in February. Uh, February's, like they said, number 64 and 65 of Batman is being written by Joshua Williamson in a crossover with The Flash. King recently sold the rights to an hour-long dystopian TV series called States of America, but it is unclear if that is the project the DC exclusive writer is working on. King's work on Heroes in Crisis and the Walmart Superman Giant series appears unaffected The writer said that this two-issue Batman break will also extend out his plan. 100-plus issue run on the title, I believe, taking it to 105. Can't can't get it less than those 100 that he's going to be on. You know, he's got to maintain that. He needs that 100-issue run. Uh, The best is he hasn't really said that that ends his run either. Uh, I don't know if DC will try to get him to stay on. I would think that he would leave after that issue 105. We shall see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, a lot of people either were rejoicing or uh, crying when they saw 
Tom King's name not on the solicits of Batman, though once you saw that it was a crossover with Joshua Williamson doing that in The Flash, it kind of made sense. It's the same thing that happened with the button. If you remember, the button was four issues, two of Batman and two of Flash, and the last issue of Batman, Joshua Williamson himself finished that story up for Tom King. So this is not anything out of the ordinary. Now, in the roundabout deal as well in these solicits, Dan Abnett is listed as the writer for Justice League Odyssey, and it isn't known yet, as far as I know, that that is a permanent deal, that he, Dan Abnett, is going to be on Justice League Odyssey, which a lot of people were saying they were hoping that was the case, not because they don't like what Joshua Williamson is doing so far, but Dan Abnett on a space title seemed more in line with what people really enjoyed from Dan Abnett, you know, mainly the Guardians of the Galaxy run over at Marvel. So him leaving Aquaman, he's still on Titans, but leaving Aquaman kind of frees up some time, but nobody's sure if that is just a one-month thing that he's filling in for Joshua Williamson as Joshua Williamson fills in for Tom King, or if this is a permanent deal. It would seem odd to be a permanent deal, but odder things have happened. So that is the story of the week. Uh, There was a couple other bits of news. It was a slow news week because of the holiday here in the States. It was Thanksgiving Day. So with that, a lot of the places, including D.C., shut down on Wednesday. So there was no news coming out of D.C. because nobody was at the office. So we'll see how that goes and if that means that there is an avalanche of news stories next week. But that is it for the news. And we're going to go off to start out the books. Sometimes I feel like destroying a urinal Sometimes I feel like punching my friend The city I live in, the city of Gotham Is turning against me, I guess I'll just cry So depressed cause I have no companion It's pulling the strings cause he knows who I am They have him in Arkham but I know he's fooling Sometimes I'm happy now that is a lie Such we crave. 
Indeed. For the reviews, and we don't have a lot of books this week on the podcast. We have, I think, but seven we got good total. Ones though, right? No, and oh. uh, we we have seven, but one of those is with uh, Chris and Reggie. So me and you are going to be talking six total. Some with Reggie, one with Chris as well. Uh, and there's just not a lot of goodness going around. Uh, though I did, like, I did like Great Balls of Fire. I did <laughs> like my uh, book of the week, actually, but then there's a lot of stinkers. But we're going to start out with one that I've been down on pretty much. Just and you? I, well, just me, because it seems <laughs> now just it just seems now that everybody else is getting down on it now that I'm actually starting to be a little teeny bit more positive, though – You'll see why I'm positive. It actually, I think I'm punch drunk. I, I really think, I think that you I am well. uh, getting, but it's Batman number 59 written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon, Jordi Belair, and Clayton Cowles. Sit back, Eric. This is a long blur. Uh, Tom uh, King continues his Batman run. And while a lot of people's scores are going down in this book, mine have gone up a little bit. Is it because ooh, King wait. has beat me into submission with this fill in the blank storytelling that leaves huge gaps wherever he goes? Maybe. But even though Batman feels off to a lot of people, he mm-hmm. is consistent for the series. So I can't go against this Batman anymore. What we see is what we've been getting. So that's it. The big thing that raised my score, however, was the little smile Bane gives at the end of this issue. Instead of leaving us guessing about whether Bane was playing or not and opening a whole other avenue of questions that will never be answered. That smile showed me that Bane is ever even more screwed up than I thought. And the fact Dang. that he has his plan messing with Batman firsthand won me over a bit. I still don't think he, we will get answers we want at the end but no. this issue felt more complete than most of what we got from tom king because it actually ends with an ending we actually have bane smile at the end which actually wraps up this issue in a way that he never does he never does that most of the time i expected first off i expected this to start a bunch of nonsense that we would get for at least 20 issues because we still have a lot and of the issues thing is, left. because because we're not though i'm actually really scared that there's no story going on you even tell me about the whole idea you did in your new show tom king he's taking some time off to do some tv stuff yeah, so he's it's taking two extending issues his off run. I, I really don't think he's got a tv deal i think he's got, he realizes oh my god i don't got shit i better think of something yeah, i gotta take it, some time there off, is legitimately he has already sold this tv show it, it came uh. out a while ago so i don't think that's <laughs> It, but I, I do believe that he is making the story up on the fly. I don't think that this was – if this was the story that he wanted to tell since issue one, we would have seen hints of it up until issue 50. We, we have no hints. Yeah, banana. That's nonsense. That is garbage. I'm not going to say nonsense. It's garbage. Well, so even when, that- like you're what? talking about you know, the hints of the story, and this is what really made me realize that we've talked about it on and off since issue 50 happened. We saw the big cabal of Bane and all the villains yeah. he has and the idea that there's this giant thing going on that Batman doesn't know about. And we're going to see the next bit of the story, the next half of the story in the next 50 issues. And here we are, issue number 59, where Penguin's talking about seems like the only thing we've really done 
is kill three or four women. And he says, no. there's some other people out and about doing projects too. I'm like, we haven't seen shit. Who's he doing what? He says that. And he says that, you know, I've had other little things that I've been doing. It's Tom King trying to make this seem like a bigger thing that was going on before 50. The, the thing, though, that I don't mind here is that we are at issue 59. We're nine issues right. since the wedding. And yeah. at least we're starting to see something from the story. Whether or not we both think that he is making it up on the fly. At least, though, this whole idea of the people that he, uh, Batman blamed Freeze for, that's kind of resolved here. We have the idea that Bane in this issue seems to be playing, you know, he's playing dumb. He's doing this. Now, it opens I, I up some other he's questions. Doing that either. <laughs> but it, because he wants Batman to go insane. Like, I, I, I mean, this is not him like... trying to b- break Batman physically. He's supposed to break him mentally. Oh, so, Batman going in there, that's how he, it would break him mentally. This is just I, the I see first time right we've seen Bane since, you know, like, you know, where Batman has come across Bane or talked about Bane. And that's not the case. It is him coming across, but when he says to Penguin, it seems that he's gone and looked at him before because he yeah, does. I, say, I just don't know. We haven't talked about him. Why the hell would a headbutt? Why is he going to go. Mommy, why I know, make I me know. stop well, now? It's, Mommy, it's like, because become a goddamn idiot. All he's doing is trying to get Batman to get physical so that he continues this idea of him going over the top. That's all it is. And it works. And I don't see this as anything more than Bane screwing with Batman in a way that we see firsthand, which we haven't seen up till now. I thought that we were going to go until issue 80 with this. I wonder if Bane's Bane's behind it. Oh, Bane this. Oh, I'm doing this. And finally, we actually see this and Batman confronts him. And yeah, this is Bane just trying to make Batman Look insane. And the idea that somehow he has worked out that Gordon seems to think that Bane has never left the cell. Yeah, that's weird. Bane is being looked at Especially and never since gone. Gordon's supposedly the one who's like, he's personally in charge of keeping it's off. It's off. A lot of this stuff is off. But seeing Bane actually playing the game firsthand here and driving Batman insane to the point where if you say that Batman isn't Batman, right. a lot of people, this isn't Batman. This isn't Batman. Well, it is in this book, and it is in this issue to me because Bane is driving him insane. He wants Bane to fight him. He wants Bane to be mano a mano and fight him. And Bane's playing, you know, uh, dumb. Mommy, is that you? And it's just driving Batman insane. Now, where I don't like the whole idea is that usually Batman would go in and say, What's going on? You know, Penguin says that Bane is behind all this. I'm going to go, says to Bane, hey, I I know the jig is up and gone. Penguin has told me what's going on. And, you know, I know that you're not catatonic. I know that this isn't you. And when Bane, mommy, the waters are coming, I would expect Batman to say, okay, (laughs) I'm going out of this room. Give me surveillance. I'm telling you, give me surveillance of, of this. Is this, and we don't know, is this room being under video surveillance because if that's the case he can go and look oh, yeah, we don't know anything about what's going, going on. on we don't know and the idea of gordon being personally involved maybe that's the kind of deal where he's not going to be there every day so he goes he hey what's going on tonight and well i think that he got called once batman goes in and pretty much uh you know should be arrested for assaulting a police officer totally. now now this whole thing goes around too is and this is the problem. This is what I don't think we're going to find out. Is Gordon just calling and saying to the guards, 
Hey, hello, uh, what's hello. up with Bane? And ahoy, then the ahoy. Bane there's like, oh, he's he's in a cell because Penguin spells out fully that the guards are all oh, on yeah. the take. So you can't. Everybody's so on this, the take this is here. The he's deal. running Arkham and turn. He's running Gotham as well. Now, so he goes off and that, like I said, the, the only reason I think Batman is off is he's not looking into it as a detective. Well, it's he's not going in half Bat- cocked. Oh, and- yeah. He's going off all full freaking, you know, big dick energy Batman. Yeah, kind of he thing. Is. Like He's been lately ever since the wedding fell through. He's but all miserable. that's kind I'm of what fucking- we're getting. Exactly. This is the status quo. I really thought we were getting away from that, though, after the whole jury I know. duty arc where it I seemed know. like he came to a revelation about well, himself he did, but as then well. He t- then he left ba- uh, KGB for dead. Exactly. So I'm that's saying, all All it took now. was a little nudge of getting Nightwing shot in the yeah, head. All it took was Dick Grayson to get shot in the head to get him all. But even the whole idea is that we're finally moving the story forward, which is a great thing. I want it to happen because I want to see what Tom King has planned. But even with the whole idea to move that story forward, we are force-fed this whole idea. Penguin had a wife that nobody ever knew about. She's fed. dead now, and now he's upset. So this is going to get the story forward yeah. where there's a whole subplot to stuff we've never seen or even heard yeah. of. Now we're here in secondhand. All well, right, yeah. I'm out of the story now. I'm going to go get arrested and maybe die later. Well, Batman. Oh, yeah. He just, just basically says he's going to die. Uh, but with this – if Bane didn't smile at the end, right. I- I'm telling you, my score may have gone down two or three points. That's how that much I would have been so upset. You thought, you thought a wrong turn, didn't you? To smile no, no. Smile. Uh, what I thought was <laughs> is what we were setting up was more questions that we were going to find out that Bane actually hasn't been behind it. Or this wasn't really Bane. I, I swear to God, I thought this was a Tom King, Mr. Miracle deal where <laughs> we were going to find out that that guy sitting on the throne of Skulls was actually Clayface or was actually somebody else oh, disguised and I was going to kill somebody. This is what I'm talking <laughs> about, how irritated I was. And, yeah, it made me laugh with, you know, hot water burn baby babe. <laughs> He's just yelling it. But no and also the idea that it's it's one of those things that we've seen Batman, you know, rip a urinal off a wall. Yeah. We've seen him break KGB's neck. And leave I, him I to die in my, Siberia. This, though – is firsthand Bane, him and Bane. And this is what we've wanted to see. This is what we were waiting for. It doesn't make everything before it fine. It's not going to make everything after this fine. It's just that for this one issue, you start out and you have Penguin pretty much tell him straight up, Bane is screwing with you. Bane is messing with you. And you, if you think it's not true, you're more of an idiot than I think. Then he goes to, and we'll go through it a little well, more the in idea, particular. We're, get, we're but, getting past the whole thing too, where the penguin pretty much, you know, he killed that fourth woman the same way that he killed the other yeah. three to try to freeze frame and left a feather behind, which gave Batman the idea, oh my God, it's the penguin. I got to go after him, setting yeah. us up for this whole thing. But now that we know it's the penguin, he's like, ever since you obeyed him, he killed those three women, you killed four. Semantics, whatever. We're never going to get the idea of like, how did he kill these women? I know. What did he kill well, them with? They or anything to like just that kill to do the whole and thing then the freeze them. I mean, the whole deal is he just ended up, they had a aneurysm that was from freezing. Now, we don't know. Did he have a freeze umbrella? Well, even well, that, we because don't know. It, like, remember the, the mortician or what it was, the coroner, they missed this before. So it was never yeah. a thing. Like, I want to know the particulars behind this no, whole thing. You were not how you framed that. I know now, why I like this. Aside, though. Why I like this, though, is Bane ended up killing Penny, which we find out Penny? is his wife. It's yes. not a penguin. When it was his wife, and uh, that's what Rimmer thought. And I was, I told Rimmer, if it ends up being a penguin, 
I, I will kill you first and then I'll go <laughs> after the other people. But uh, I do like the idea that Penguin, and I said, Bane's big, biggest problem is he took the one chip off the board that he had with Penguin. He ended up killing the one person that Penguin seemed to have loved the most. So why would he continue with Bane? Now, this could wrap around that this is Bane's thing all along. But as this, is this part goes. Of the plan as well. This should be like a yeah. chess match well, where he Penguin does sacrifice his pawn. And then Penguin went, though, and ended up his little maneuver was leaving a, a, a thing for Batman to know that he was involved so that Batman would come so he could tell him everything that's going to go down before he gets arrested and right. says, when Batman says, you're lying, you're not telling the truth. And Penguin says, well, this is what's going to go down. Y- you just arrest me for these murders anyway. But if you don't believe that Bane is in charge of all this and he's playing you, when they find my dead body, that, that'll be proof. That's well, proof even positive. It's a, we- it's a weird thing. That definitely the, the whole thing with finding the dead body, but the whole idea too, like, when they like, you know, I get arrested and I get, you know, sent to Arkham and my, you find my body. Then I'm like, why is Arkham the first step for anything anymore? The whole thing. Well, like, he was just, just got is. out of Again, Arkham. I have, to get, I have to get away from some of these things that we have hangups on because everybody gets sent to Arkham now. It's, it's in every I book. I Blackgate. Yeah, it's every book. They, they, he should be in Blackgate, but he's going to be sent to Arkham. Uh, and he says, you'll find my body and that'll be proof enough. And, and Batman then, okay. I mean, it seems as Batman. Like, is that part of, of it? Like, you know, because like saying that he should be sent to Blackgate because of his crimes, but he gets sent to Arkham and finds right. his body I there? Don't thi- that, I don't even like, think the proof? they, no, I don't know. I just think that if he goes to, he's going to go to Arkham. If he gets killed, there's no other reason that he's going to be killed except that he betrayed Bane. And he says it, you know, I'm betraying Bane. I'm going to die. You'll find my body. And there's the proof that you need if you don't believe me now. Now, the other thing that ties in from last issue is this was Penguin's plan the minute that Penny showed up dead. Oh, yeah. Because when he came out, he got two graves. He already set up the second grave. So, again, some things are tying into at least this little bit of issues here. And that's the Penguin's deal. You've been played. Batman goes. And I, I don't know what the hell he's going. He, he walks up to Arkham to this gate. Now, really, is there no guy to ring him in? He walks up to the gate and kicks it down. Look, look, Who is watching him that this is a badass moment? It's ridiculous to the point where he just walks in and kicks the gates in. But I want to know, why is there smoke coming off the ends of the gates when he kicks it open? I don't know. I think that that's not even smoke. I, I think don't it's know supposed it to be just this, like, just the action of it. Oh, of course, as he does this, I don't know. I even thought, I don't know what that is. And then with that, you, you see him from the front and behind. There's no Batmobile. I think he, he hitched. He, Look, he walked there. His, and his then he just kicks in the door. Siberia really taught him the, 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 how good it is to walk around a little but bit these more than are, he has These been. are the things that drive me nuts with Tom King. It, it's got to be in the script. Batman walks up to the Arkham gates like oh, a badass. badass. He kicks yeah. him down. Why? There's the, this is just to be a badass. Yeah. It, it's a badass moment. Only that. So he ends up, and you said when I told you about this, Batman now that he's walked 300 clicks through <laughs> Siberia, the guy walks everywhere. There's no reason to now. ever get it. Yeah, he's Forrest Gump. He's just walking <laughs> everywhere. He, he, he kicks it in and then goes in. Now, this is where I want more of a non, you know, fill in the blanks. He goes in now. Is this the guards that show up that are in full riot gear? They look like fucking, you know, yeah, what's it called? Uh, SWAT team? Freaking RoboCop. Oh, is Robo what they like. I mean, they are full out. Why are they even there? This doesn't seem like these be, would be guards. Possibly in Arkham. There's a lot there. Now, are they going to Batman because they are on the take and they know he's going in to get Bane? Or are they 
uh, there because they've been told that since Batman did all that nonsense with Mr. Freeze, is he not allowed there? Because I, I we've seen him in the whole thing where he sprung out Selena and never brought her or back. That. There, uh, or is it the UN called and said, you know what? This guy did go into Kadeem and leave. So, or yeah. is it that they're really on guard ever since, you know, the War of Jokes and Riddles yeah. where they had the Riddler there and then freaking they got killed like left and right kind of thing. Going, that, all these guards, oh, we better be on guard all the time now. Is it when uh, just recently they had that whole anniversary and the Joker on the napkin? Uh, it, there, uh, This is why are they – Guns drawn immediately. Was it because he kicked in the gate? They're very upset. They just painted that gate, Eric. They don't There's need that. There's a lot that, of things so. that don't. I'm telling you, from what we saw before, and wasn't it in, you know, I Am Bane arc where we saw that big cell that he had Mr. Miracle crates and yeah, the Joker yeah. couldn't get out? Yep. You know, yeah. He's in here building stuff for Arkham Asylum regularly, or at yep. least he used to. It's all the nonsense that this series has done that makes it so, all right, Batman's here, boys. Pull yeah, your guns yeah. out. Put them on the so, rack here. And uh, like I said, this is where you have a problem where the fill-in-the-blank story – you can be as silly as you want with this. I can say that they just don't like Batman's look. They don't like the look of him right there. And so you don't know, but they are there. And again, it's just a badass moment for nothing else but a badass moment. He ends up saying, you know, put your guns down, say it again, because they're like, you can't be here. You're not authorized. Say it again. Tell me what I can't do. And then ends up throwing a guy. Now he has broken the law again. (laughs) <laughs> he is completely broken the law and then throws the gun at him. Look, I, I was and already the, mad about the vandalism for that front gate. I just like the idea that these guys are so stupid that he says, you can start shooting at me, but then you're going to get a bat boot through your face. I have an idea that all he of those guns this. firing are not going to allow him to live. Just aim for the mouth. That's all you have to do. There's nothing protecting it. And he just – I don't just like Tom King's Batman moment. when he talks about everything because everything he says he has is a bat something. That's a joke that people yeah. say. Yeah, the he, bat Batman belt, would not the, say yeah. that. Like even – yeah, the bat belt and when we had it in here. Yeah, he wouldn't like, say a bat That's a utility belt. That's a utility yeah. belt. What are you talking about? That's yep. just a boot to the face. Yeah, he would just kick him in the face. And with this, I will start again where my score is going to be a little higher at the end is not for Batman because I've seen a lot of people complain – Uh, We've agreed for so long. This is not a likable Batman. When you have Batman go in, whether or not these guys are on the take, whatever, just his demeanor, the way he goes through things, even at the point where he grabs fucking fat old Penguin. I mean, Penguin's (laughs) not going to hurt anybody except with maybe secondhand (laughs) smoke. And he grabs him and throws him against the wall. The poor guy is missing an eye. (sighs) <sighs> and he's just not a likable Batman. He's not at all. Well, even and this whole like your idea of the badass walk up to Arkham and the walk up to Bane cell. Like we have seen Batman a million times, just sneak into Arkham and go where yeah. he needs to go. He could yeah, have just go in, you know, stealthily gone in there and confronted Bane. But now it has to yeah. be a whole show. Oh yeah, he page is, count here. Like I said, he it's the page count definitely, and also it's just Tom King wanting people to say, "Oh man, when that started, that's pure Batman, dude." That's what they say, Eric. And that's dude. the typical guy, dude. <laughs> Yo, bruh, it's Batman, all right. I, I saw some people like, man, that beginning, it's just like the start of a movie, bruh. Hey, no, it's a start of nonsense is what it is. And so it's going. And that's where he does go and confront Bane. And this is the first. And I it did throw me baby. off. It did throw me off at first because you have Bane. Now, I have to say, 
that I think that this is kind of a way to show that Bane is in it to win it because Bane is going to make himself look like a complete and utter pants. baby, a complete and utter baby. And I think that goes against everything that Bane I'm, is. And it's he, such a know. weird idea because I like the. I, I think I thought this through pretty well in my mind, the idea of where he is this mastermind. He can outthink yeah. Batman. He can out, you know, strength Batman, all this stuff. That's what makes him such a great character when he was first introduced. The idea of him just putting himself in this situation, it works for the mastermind kind of contingency. Like he'll yeah. go to the distance to see his plan. He like, he's got a lot of pride though. I don't know if he's going to do the hot That's water the burn problem. baby. That's the problem. The hot water burn baby Bane <laughs> seems to push the pride away for a little. To tickle me Bane. To do this. <laughs> tickle me Bane. All right. Um, but Batman does not act like Batman. I will fully, no. you know, I, I'm acts aware like anybody of this. In this. Come it, on. But it's – yeah, and Tom King just writes these. And where you really get this, you have Bane. No, hot water burn baby. He starts <laughs> getting all upset. And Batman Mom, is – Batman has <laughs> – and, and this is where you have this idea that everybody – oh, the humanized Batman. Oh, you really are giving depth to Batman. Batman only has two speeds. Depressed as shit and angry as hell. Those are the oh, only God. two. That is not human. That that ba- is Batman just insane. Is, look, he is he is as, as human as you are. He doesn't care if Bane is mentally challenged or not at this point. He's going to treat him like so any what other you're villain saying and beat the shit Bane out of him. Bane may possibly be a cerebral palsy playing hockey exactly. player. So what? But really, where a lot of people had problems is it seems as if yeah, Batman wants to go in. Bane, the jig is up and gone, as we say. Uh, yeah. Admit it, admit it, because now we're going to fight. But he just wants him to say. <laughs> I am Bane again. He wants I'm to relive the greatest the hits of I am Bane. I am and, Bane, just so he can say back, I am Batman. And the best I'm is, like, God he, damn it. he doesn't say it, and Batman still crushes his Fuck head it. with the I'm head Batman. And yeah, now, and now so, is that one of those things like we used to have with Fred Flintstone where you get hit on his head and become a different character? And now, now that Batman does it again, is this going to make in his mind Bane become not Hot Water Burn uh, maybe. Bane? Now all of a sudden it's not Hot Water Burn. No, it's there. And they end up where Gordon then rushes in now again. With, has Gordon challenged. been watching video? I don't know. Has Gordon been called by the, the first I've heard of it? The uh, you know the Arkham guards? Did they call him? But we'll never know. We will never know because this is, again, fill in the blanks. Is he just sitting around in Arkham? I don't know. He busts in. Of course, busts in just like every other thing in Tom King's deal. Everything is conveniently after the big moments happen. So he crushes his head. He doesn't run in when, huh, what a burn baby. Shut up. Then Gordon comes in and says, no, he's waiting. I can just see Gordon waiting. And just Play. the idea too. He's like, really mad. You, I don't want to get you know, involved. This is an act, Gordon. Like, are you insane? Bane's been under my watch in this cell yeah. ever since you put him in this catatonic state. Like, all of these things. I'm hearing this for the first time in this one battle. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things. Yeah. The fact that he's been in a catatonic state. The fact that Gordon well, we, we've is been asking. for some reason we've been watching him personally. Along. Now, this is – I know that you're what you're saying, but this is also tying up something that we've been asking since I am Bane. We had no idea where Bane was. We kept seeing him all over the place underneath Arkham. At least now we know that it, they think – that he's been in the cell. Obviously, we know he hasn't. Yeah. He has everybody on the take. Now, while this is going on, Gordon's yelling. Now, this is where Batman is completely – he's off the rails, and it, he has lost control so much that it I think is this not is really Batman. Punch. It is not Batman because yeah, – well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe this isn't Gordon. Maybe he's grabbing <laughs> him with the right hand. He does look a lot younger than normal, but he comes in and says – Listen, I've been I've been watching him. This is where Batman should do the whoop, whoop, 
start rubbing his face and come out of this goddamn stupor that he's in that not even stupor, just, you know, anger. And just start counting down from 10. Yeah, and say to Gordon, let's go and look at some evidence. Let's go and see. Let's show me the proof of this because if you are going by the word of guards, but if he's going by the word of guards or anything, we already know and Batman knows that they're on the take. Right. So this should be something that they could discuss. But Batman's nope. unhinged. He's a loose he turns cat around. Jim. And, and this is the other thing I think is off here. Gordon comes in and yells, what the hell is going on? And then uh, Bane is captured by Arkham. And then that's where Gordon keeps talking. I wish that Gordon just broke in and grabbed Batman from behind. Batman didn't know it was Gordon, then turned around and just as a reaction punched him. And then Gordon could still be angry as he is. It's that off does that happen. He, it's off that he would punch Gordon after already yelling and bit Adam. Who would ruin Batman a little bit down, more he now? Says. Yeah, he said, let go. And he's like, you need to calm down, son. This man is a boom. He just beats the guy. And I might break his glasses, Eric. Those glasses, you know how it is. Without If I was glasses. a child, I would start crying because now I'd have to explain how I have yeah, to. Really. My parents are going to have to buy these expensive ass glasses again. Again. You know, and look at his bad. I mean, he looks cannon. pretty good right there. Plus, he was just a fish person. Give him some breaks. He, he <laughs> says to Batman, then get out. We're done. I'm going to let you get out this one time or you're going to be arrested for trespassing. And just I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. Get the hell out. And a lot of people didn't Me like too, this. Gordon. I didn't mind it. Because right Gordon, Gordon should have been sick of him after that freeze trial. He should have went up to Batman and say, listen, don't no, get involved. You after he let shit. Selena go when freaking, yeah. you know, apparently Gordon is all about Arkham Asylum right now. He, everybody's on his watch kind of thing. So like when he lets Selena go, you done fucked me over, kid. And what then remember, that was during rooftops when Selena and Batman were on the rooftop and Gordon comes in and says, okay, Batman, step away. We're taking her in. And he doesn't step away and let Selena get away. And then Gordon said, how could you let her get away? And he's like, eh, peace out. Smell you later, later, buddy, and leaves. <laughs> uh, so with this, this makes sense for Gordon to say. I'm telling you, I'm two issues from now they're going to be buddies again. Yeah, and he's, he's, I know. He, he's just been ruining Gordon's life. And it, again, if you want to get mad, don't Batman's get mad at Gordon or Batman. Get mad at Tom King. He's the one doing okay, it. Okay, done and but yeah, done. So as this is going on. They have, you know, you have these bubbles of, you know, oh, my God, he's going into, you know, a re- oh, he's got a contusion. Oh, my goodness. I he's see hurt. Signs of hemorrhaging. So as they grab Bane, they put him on a gurney type deal, a bed. As Batman goes off, they have that it looks like uh, Penguin is in a cage. They say he's remaining in there. It looks like he might be under Batman's protection. And then Bane's there. And as it goes on and you see, you know, hey, well, I, I, you know, we need, uh, you know, medical help here. Oh, my God, he's going down. And uh, Alfred asks Batman, how is he? Do you believe what he's saying? Because Batman says he's, he's not admitting to shit. And right. Alfred says, do you believe it? And then he says, I don't know. And that to me is like the big deal. But then that's where Bane opens one eye, bloody (laughs) eye, and smiles. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Of all the issues, this actually has a beginning, a middle, and an end. That does not happen a lot. Even in finale issues of Tom King's run or anything Tom King writes, he barely ever has a beginning, middle, and end to an issue. This had it. This starts tying some things in. I'm not going to say that I love everything that it's tying in. I'm not going to tell you at all that I like I'm this Batman. You, it's the stupidest goddamn Batman. thing in the world where I am just disappointed. 
I, I don't know why I want this so much. Maybe even in the hands of a more competent writer. Maybe Tom King. I don't know. No. I wanted to see the whole Penguin and Penny like romance leading up to the wedding. I would love to have had that yeah. actually set up and go for it. So when it actually happens, well, again, that's because he doesn't do sense. that. He he always goes, and that's the thing too. If you noticed in this, is where Penguin starts talking about Penny and to Batman, and, and it's only there. I mean, it's only there to be you know the parallel with Batman having his heart broken. But also, it's a cheap bit of feels. We yeah, we never, we like you said, it's somebody. not set it's up. Tom and the worst thing here is that he goes and the picture of Penny is down on the desk. And he picks it up and you don't get to see it. Like, no. why, why can't we see who it is? Nobody why is he being so coy with this? <laughs> <laughs> why? why? Uh, I still think it's minor disaster, Penny. Oh, no. uh, but yeah, it ends then. Bane is smiling and I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I can at least say... He has a plan, it seems. I still think yeah, on the it's such fly, a weird but gambit, we though, to be see doing it, it so soon at this point to release his stuff, especially it is weird this with soon. all these other you know people that are under his command at this point. Like yeah. we have the Penguin going and doing stuff who are supposedly still out and doing stuff, but we have not seen anything besides for KG Beast and the Penguin at this point, yeah. and we're yeah. already here. Yeah, well, we're here, but we're nowhere anywhere. Basically, all this sets up is now Batman has the GCPD against him. He can't rely on them. He can't get involved with Gordon, and he doesn't know if Bane's playing or not. Or, again, we, we go with the fact that we know what's going on. Right. Batman doesn't. I mean, does he think now that Penguin was lying? Because he now made him look like a goddamn fool and is now pretty much not allowed to get involved with Gordon or the GCPD. So I'm sure he's going to go back to Penguin and start yelling at him. Maybe he'll punch him in the face, too. He's just going around punching people and throwing them. (laughs) But I don't mind. And when is Alfred going to finally step in and just spank him? Just put him on his freaking knee and spank him, Eric. That's what (laughs) I want to see. And it has nothing to do with the story. I just want to see it. But, yeah, I gave it a 7.5. I like the art a lot. I probably would go down like to a too. seven. Uh, maybe even you can convince me to like a six, eight. But I do like this more than what we were getting. Well, you know, get you. I'm say you. The, the finale before. that we had in this issue, it does feel like a complete issue from beginning to end. We we dealt with one we thing haven't and gotten, ended on a so way. Long. And it does feel good to a degree. It's just when I hate every single character involved in this, except for Gordon, it's a problem for me to really enjoy the story. But I will well, give it that where I yeah. do like the art as well. Yeah, I like the art. And I had been down a little on Michael Yannon's art in this because this actually feels a little grittier than what he usually gives us. And I think oh, it, it plays yeah. off it's not well. As clean. And, and you know what? It's not as clean. I think it is also uh, Jordi Belair's colors really help mm-hmm. that out as well uh, with the dark stuff. And, and when Michael Yannon gets on, it's usually these, like we said, it's really clean, really. And, and it works better this way with all the darks going back and forth. Also, you do have this jump between the Bane thing and the Penguin thing that Tom King does like to do this jumping back right. and forth. I think this is the best version of it tale. that he did. Yeah, but I like this version better. And we didn't get Shakespeare. We didn't get Mother Hubbard thrown in. So I, the thing I actually is, so we it. didn't get anything either because I would have liked to have Penny. I'm telling you, we're, yeah, we're told this thing. And hey, I just said in my nowhere. review, though, basically Tom King, he is – I can't even – I don't know how to explain it. He's a emotional user. It, once you get the feels for him, you're done. You get pushed aside and you'll never be seen again. It happens all the time in this. We had Bane's dad, who was just there to make us kind of feel bad that he was, you know, abused as a kid or KGB. I mean, as abused as the deal. And then he just gets shot and he's gone. 
and Batman never even looks into it. We get Bane at the beginning and I am Bane of that die. juxtaposition of Bane's growing up to Batman's growing up. We already knew Who that, but when he's done, it's done. It just, yeah, he just, he does this. He's an emotional user in these books. We, we end up getting that uh, Bronze Tiger has an addiction to Venom. And then it goes nowhere. I mean, yeah. these things always Punch go nowhere. Is yeah. a a master disguise. Okay, we're not I, doing that no more. Okay, no, no, he's just going to blow a bubble and make a raft. I, these <laughs> are the things he does. And yeah, Gotham I think that girl maybe got her powers in Africa. Yeah, All right, we're yeah. not going to deal about that no, no more. No, no, we won't deal with that right now. And so while I'm reviewing this, it's almost like I am reviewing this issue more on a technical way of okay we have a beginning middle end we do this we see there's a plan we see so i do i do still hate this batman i don't i i don't want to have one of the best heroes in comics all of comics to be hated by the reader and there's nothing to like about him though that's what tom king wants that seems to be his setup i don't know why i i don't know i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know i don't know because he's setting up the best character in all of that just to be a hated guy and hated with everybody in the book as well Well, that's how you humanize somebody you hate the shit out of them well and i said human to tom king either is you end up being uh you know so angry that you punch everybody or so depressed you can't even move there's no in between i obviously you can't life so yeah (laughs) really this whole you know game that we call life but uh what would you give it I am going to go up a little bit from my original score just because that whole thing you've told me about the idea that it is a beginning, middle, and end. I do appreciate that. You brought that to my attention because I wasn't thinking about it. I was just sitting yes. there like, man, I fucking hate these goddamn people. Yeah, but hold on. I'm going to, to give it a 5.3 out of okay. 10. Yeah. Yeah. I just it, – it's tough. I didn't go up that it, much. You know, I started liking that you went out. But yeah, it's I don't know, tough I like what to you like, like stuff. This, I get happy about this It's tough thing. to like this book and I see that a lot of people – who were big, you know, defenders of Tom King are starting to fall. And and I think that one of the problems, obviously heroes in crisis, killing Wally and all that, it it has to do with it as well. But I think that one of his biggest problems is that he had that Mr. Miracle book. So what happens is these fans of Tom King now can say, I love Mr. Miracle so much that I'm allowed to kind of not like this Batman. But it's almost like, because when they do, they're like, boy, I really don't like this direction of Batman, but still, I love that Mr. Miracle. And so they have an out to still be a huge fan. that guy still hanging on to a Mega Man for him to still be a Tom King fan? Well, there's still those people, and and Vision. You hear that too, but they they want to grab onto something. And it's almost like, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the Eagles. And too good this year, Eric. But they won the Super Bowl last year. So, but, right that doesn't, but that's the problem is that doesn't work for me. I, nope. I'm a what have you done for me you're, lately kind of guy. You're, you're of the guy. moment, Jim. I am. I am very much of the moment, Jim. That's my new name, of the moment, Jim. I don't what, like it. What book's next? What book's Nightwing, next? <laughs> Nightwing number 53 written by Scott Liddell and Fabian Necesa with art by Travis Moore, Patrick Zercher, Tamara Bonvillon, and Bonvillon. World Designs. Designs, I say. Designs? I don't know. What's wrong with Is he on the designs, is he? Tamara (laughs) Bonvillon. I just like the designs. And where (laughs) are designs? 
There's a new Nightwing in town, and Rick Grayson is face-to-face with him this issue. Where do you think that our main character might get a little pissed at someone stealing his threads? As it turns out, Rick Grayson couldn't be happier about Bloodhaven's newest protector as he moves on with trying to figure out who he's going to be now. And some Scarecrow stuff here, too. Yeah, uh, the problem with this book, and it's kind of just a way that it's designed, Eric, is you're you're dealing with the idea of, you know, of memory loss, but Dick Grayson knows too much at points, doesn't know anything at other points, and it comes off weird. It is Uh, weird to a degree because he doesn't know anything, but his body knows, Jim. His mind might not know. Not even just that, but when when he wants to, when when Scott Liddell wants to, and Fabian Nicesa writing the script, wants to have him that like it, when he sees uh, this new Nightwing when he sees you know it, it, he's like I don't know I, I kind of feel like I think it's Fabian's plot and Scott Liddell's writing the script is how it is yeah well it says Scott Liddell plot Fabian says a script oh I'm sorry so it, yeah, I, it I was wrong I took it completely back I'm yeah, actually on the credit the screen right now and they, I'm they like, don't I think spell it's the other way well. Jim yeah, no 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 the design of it is that but when he sees <laughs> The you know when he sees the Nightwing costume, he's like, I kind of feel like I should own that, and I'm like, eh, you're starting to push the. It, it goes well, in weird directions. He was directions. in his lair where he would try to burn these goddamn yeah, things. I know, you know, hot water burn baby Eric is what happens, but <laughs> nothing ever I burns do, baby. A lot of people are against this. It's against this whole Nightwing thing. Not I me. don't know that they're reading it then because this isn't bad. This is ha- still I'm going actually having forward. a lot of fun with this idea, especially since we're taking what I was talking about before, the whole idea of the slow burn story. I was really afraid that you know we got this new status quo for Dick Grayson. Yeah. People aren't going to like it. People are going to lose their goddamn minds, and DC is going to react and say, know, we got to get Dick Grayson back to where he was. I was very afraid that things were going to move so quickly that we never really got to yeah. really feel out this new status quo. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're only a couple issues in at this point, too. But I still I said like issue we, we, 60 is when we get back, so we still have a exactly. bunch with and that. Exactly, and it but, could be quick for that whole thing, but yeah. I like the pace that we're taking right now because not even the whole idea of Rick Grayson and figure out who he is, but even, you know, Detective Sapienza and his whole new Nightwing persona. Like, going into this issue, I really thought from what we had last issue that – Oh, he introduced his friends to the idea of Nightwing, and they'd be down, and now it'll be the Nightwing crew. Yeah, but yeah. this finding out here, they, they said no, and he had to move yeah, on. Yeah, they said like, no, and he had to move on. And that I do really think surprised that, me. I like the well, hell out of it. And I do think that this leads into what I thought all along. What would happen is the Sapienza might have some problems. Now, in this issue, as far as Rick Grayson seems to think and see – Sapienza has it all covered. It's the yeah. after he leaves that he must get the crap kicked out of him. I do think that it's either going to lead to Sapienza being killed and then Rick Grayson basically. But I do think it ends up being kind of like a lot of times when you have a hero give it up. The idea of somebody taking place Somebody's and not being in, as yeah. good as you and may die because of you. And I think that that's where I would doubt well, that they're going to want to have idea. a death on Rick's hands. No, but that would I think be terrible. That I think that but, where these others didn't join in, I really hope that what happens is is that Rick Grayson ends up joining up with Sepians and they become Nightwing they and become together. Nightwings together. Oh, yeah, because I want to see Dick. I'm not even going to call him Rick. I, it drives me nuts. I'm doing I, I want to see Dick Grayson actually in the old That's school so uniform. Jim. I want to see him in the whole old school. Yeah, really, Rick. I just don't like the sound of it. Now, one thing that oh, Rick Ricky Grayson, boy? what Ricky Grayson doesn't remember. Is that when he's watching TV and sees news, uh, you know, news reporter Vicky Vale uh, oh, on God. the news that she that is should the be worst in. Part about this yeah, issue is that it's crazy. Nowhere, for some reason, we had that Ben Percy leave, and we ended on a gigantic freaking plot where. 
we had to get him and her and Willem Cole out of Worm's cell phone world. And we just kind of moved aside. And somehow yeah. in the interim, she got out, left <laughs> Gotham, came to Bloodhaven, became a TV reporter. I'm like, yeah, TV reporter for happened, Blood- Bloodhaven. Shit. Yeah. Why do you have to get her? You could have made up another where, reporter. Maybe well, it will tie anything. in. Maybe it'll it, maybe tie it in. Maybe she'll go to him. Will. I know because I she was she was enamored with him. We, we even had a little sexy talk between yeah, them. She but was enamored with Nightwing, not Dick Grayson. That's what I'm saying. She's going to go after Sapienza. He's going to go for it. He's not going to. It'll be one of those. <laughs> it'll be like Revenge of the Nerds. Look, look, oh, look. Sapienza, he's a fine Nightwing for his first yeah. time out. But I'm looking at this profile pic of his side. Ain't nobody wants Sapienza over Dick Grayson. Oh, how dare you? Well, you, you go with the Nightwing. Nose. You go with the Nightwing that is there at the point. But yeah, with this, we do have. What is it like? Rick the fucking, and- is it the, like the last people left at a bar at 2 o'clock? Damn right. Well, no, I somebody go with this I'm person. thinking more. More of a deserted island. <laughs> now it's been an apocalypse. That's the only way I get. I'm either going to have to wait for the apocalypse or be at the old folks home. Then I'm going to be a sexy swinger, Eric. But you have Rick Grayson, and he, he's there. He's there to get his uh, guy uh, who has been Burl, captured yeah. by these gang- gangs, Burl. And you have Sapienza there dressed as Nightwing comes out and says, hey, what are you doing there, dude? Uh, which we saw at the end of dude, last issue. Uh, I, I, I really wish that the whole thing is, you know, you like, you know, Dick Grace, Rick Grayson is able to spot this guy and thinks, you know, it's but guy's probably in law enforcement. But the idea yeah. that Sapienza actually puts his badge out, I'm like, there should yeah. be a badge number on that. Don't yeah, be yeah. flashing that yeah, around. You don't, for you people might be able that. to identify you now, as a vigilante going forward. Is, now the, pro, is the profile it's a police officer? Is the profile when he says, I can't put you at risk because he looks no, damn right the ugly there. Is, Look I at him there. The, I admire that, but you have to get the hell out of here. Oh, I see him there. But look at him there when he's just trying to act all hard. He looks even worse. Where you have, you know, uh, baby blues there giving him the, hey, I'm not leaving without my friend there. But yeah, he's like, okay, well, there you go. And he handcuffs him to the cab, which is classic, and goes in to fight these gangs to get Burl. And Dick Grayson uses his magic abilities that he doesn't know and gets out of here. I some kind of talent where I could just – not even realize I'm doing something and do get, something get really cool cups. because I don't do anything. I'm telling you, I, even when I put my mind to something, I can't do anything decent. This guy looks away. All of a sudden, he's out of handcuffs. Oh, wow. He looks, it's the whole Jason Moore thing. He has talents. He doesn't even know he has. Like, yeah. I wish I had one goddamn talent that I knew I had. Yeah, yeah, I wish I did too. You have a couple you don't know yet. I'll, I'll teach you tonight. So I get to the top shelf. That's that ain't no got. talent. That's, that's oh. a physical attribute. Sure he has at the end of looking through the skyline. And he's like, all right, this is pretty easy. I see the guy. He's tied up there. We got a bunch <laughs> of guys here. I'm going to go in. And I like that now, they this is do me address. As a superhero. Well, I, I like that they address it. He goes through and ends up falling on his ass. And well, the hurt. thing is, I don't even think he tried to go in. What I think is he was waiting on the glass to get a better and look just and just broke, broke through it. Yeah, well, he says, I gotta learn, I gotta learn a a better entrance here. And they end up, these gang uh, bangers are like, yeah, these gang guys are like, oh man, you've been gone for four months and this is when you decide to come back. Well, you're going to get it. They, they have the guns there and uh, a lot of guys, there are no shirts. That means they mean business, Eric, when they're not wearing shirts. But that's when Dick Grayson comes in. Where they're going to take money from a cab driver, possibly, you know, maybe his his kidney, but also take his goddamn kidneys. I'm like, well, gangs are hard in Bloodhaven. Yeah, I, the thing is, though, Burl's the one who brings up the kidney. He's like, hey, there's a big market for 70-year-old kidneys, huh? Eh? And I think that he has given them an idea. 
They Some were just like, you punks well, have. we were just going to strip your cab and maybe kill you, but we'll take your kidney now that you no stay like, Oh, man, you'd be surprised. I mean, <laughs> for some reason, I imagine. You think they, they were talking a, about it beforehand? No, first, yeah, I think they were because in my mind, you got fish people walking around. You got Guppy maybe still on the loose. Yeah. I don't know. He might be into freaking old man kidneys. Old I don't know what Guppy's into. Yeah, it's just Bloodhaven's weird. Maybe people do want 70-year-old kidneys. Yeah, yeah, they might. And you know these gang members are are for real, Eric, because they hold the gun sideways and they're going to shoot. Uh, you know, Nightwing, well, yeah, where he it just ends looks up, so cool. Yeah, and Dick Grayson comes in and kind of distracts him for a moment so that Sapienza can throw the Nightwing orang, and uh, <laughs> it hits this guy in his lat. Though he does say it was a misfire, he tried to get the hand. He's not that good with it. Uh, I, I'm but actually then- really happy about this whole. I wish we saw a little bit more training. Maybe that is a little bit too slow of a burn, but the idea that yeah. Sapiens is not good at being a vigilante. He has no, he done isn't. police training, but Nightwing training is something, even when he gets, realizes, shit, I'm, I'm going to land a little bit over my head here, and grabs a machine gun and just starts firing it yeah, over it his just head as firing. Nightwing. That's what you Everybody do. down on the ground. Nightwing firing. He just starts yelling because while this is going on, Rick goes over, gets Burl. Burl wants to fight. That's the best part. Burl, this old guy, 70-year-old, he unties him. And he's like, all right, thanks a lot. What the hell are you doing here, Rick? I'm I'm rescuing you. And then has to pull him because Burl is trying to throw fists. He's trying to throw fists at these guys. And he's like, let's get out of here. Nightwing has it all under control. It is funny. He's like, Nightwing has it all under control. Well, then you have Sapienza. Looks like he does. I mean, he's throwing fists. He's kicking. He's doing what normal Nightwing things do. It doesn't work out for him, it seems, by the end. I am very pissed at Burl the next day when he wakes up in the hospital and the doctors say he might have had a concussion. They want to keep him in overnight and stuff like that. So, you know, Rick's right there. He's like, Thank God for Nightwing. I'm like, you motherfucker. Rick, yeah, I know. untied you, got you like, out I'm of the there, one kept who, you from I, throwing I helped you. Yeah, he doesn't even give him any benefit. He looks sexy as hell, though. I'm telling you, when he's there, I heard you Nightwing girl? was young and much hotter. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Rick. I'm all for him. He's like, man, you nursing a crush on that guy? And I'm like, yeah, I thought he was talking to me. What are we, breaking fourth wall here there, buddy? But yeah, he's like, I don't know. I think you're the one with the hero worship. Like, and the then thing, goes like, off. He was there with Rick when they even had the conversation during the game. He's like, you're a good kid, kid. But that was mighty stupid of you. Nightwing is a pro. You could have been hurt. I'm like, Nightwing is not a pro. You saw him no. fall on yeah. his ass. And he, yeah, that's Rick's like, no, no, no. He's not that much of a pro. But yeah, he goes off then and goes off to the bar. You get you to see Tiny. You think that was a guy, bro? I heard Nightwing was young and much that's hotter. Right. That's right. Much hotter. He goes off to the bar and Sounds Tiny like me comes trying up. to keep a secret Tiny's identity. There, I know. I heard Tiny's there really drunk hot. as hell. And uh, he ends up having – he's going off and he has a meeting, which ends up being like an AA meeting the next day. And he feels bad. And he's like, you know what? At least you're going. This is Rick. He's giving a little, you know, bedside manner type psychology here and saying, at least you got up and you're going. Yeah, you're right. And he goes off to that. And then we get this interaction between the bartender and Rick where they are kind of falling in love, it seems. Which we've had a little bit of this as the series Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And and that's where – yeah, that clean slate where they do mention – Barber. Know, he even I mentions Alfred too. Yeah, I want to know what Rick Grayson's or Dick Grayson's type of lady is because, like, I don't know what my old type of woman used to be, but I'm but pretty sure it was my her. Type. Like, athletic? I, I don't know what we're getting at here. Just like, hot. You know, star just, fi- is, it, is it just hot? I don't like, know. I, I'm, I'm all about hot women too. It's like, you know, you're star that's fire, his, bad that's girl. That's his type. I mean, look at him. I'm like, 
He's a sexy guy. He can let go whoever he wants. So they go off. They end up having a little date, getting breakfast burritos, uh, and they talk. She's not a date. She does not have dates. It feels like a date. It (laughs) feels like a date. Uh, But yeah, they talk, and it's one of those we don't get to see exactly what they talk about for hours. But, you know, you get the whole idea that Rick is a one-trick pony so far talking about how he's a clean slate and doesn't want to go back to his old life. Uh, so Look, get I'm that. actually happy for the little amount that we had of recap that what is the, like Rick Grayson is going through. Because if we had to have another issue like we did last time where we're going through the same tropes that we've yeah. had since this started, no, I was going to be so angry. No, this is very light, and I think it works very well as a – like, you know – moving forward in our progression of the story. So you have to have that little bit there because this is the biggest thing in his life right now, the fact that he don't know who he is. And then while this is going on too, we do get the news report from Vicky Vale uh, where you have Malcolm Hutch, one of the guys that we saw last issue that Sapienza asked, will you get involved and turned him down? So you actually see the- Hutch looks way more in shape this issue than in my mind. He's humongous. (laughs) And then with that, you end up with the news report saying Nightwing came, took care of these people and that's where took care you know, of the Hutch Niners is, gang and Hutch is like boy you did it Sapienza you went and did it you know good on you you beautiful you crazy SOB he's like you beautiful maniac <laughs> and that's when Sapienza comes in and he is <laughs> knock, bleeding knock. out Who, everywhere coming to the door at this time of night oh my god Hutch. it's a bloody night wing oh my god Hutch I am dying he's like we gotta get the doctors we gotta get <laughs> no the doctors no doctors uh, yeah, you're a mess they, man yeah, Wouldn't have been if you right. if you all really, decided to jump. You got to get let, that little bit of guilt he, he in gets, there because I, you, I really think that he beat himself. I think she think he, he took out have. the Niners pretty handily and beat the shit himself, out himself to try to himself, get Hutch yeah. and the rest of these guys on his team. So hopefully, for Sapien's sake, uh, Hutch is on board now. I'm telling but you, we'll I see. really like the idea because the cover shows you all these different Nightwings on yeah. in this issue. You don't get to see that, which was very no. disappointing. But the cover gets me really excited for what we could have yeah. with this whole team of Nightwings. Yeah, I and wanted that Just too. like I predicted, of course, the lady on the group had to have the deep V freaking costume. Yeah, she like, has the deep you V. Bunch of we still have to see that, but we end the issue at Avalon Heights Rehabilitation Center where we do see that Tiny did go to a substance abuse meeting. And he's there and he's like, you know what? I might have failed last night, but I'm going to try. They're all clapping. I mean, really, they should be uh, you know, throwing shade at him. He was drinking the night before, Eric, but he's there. And look, like, look, hey, look, you know, this is, this is, this is then- a safe place, Jim. Well, it is a safe place. It's a it safe is a safe place. Yeah, it is. And then what we do see then How is the you. doctor who might actually be Indiana Jones at this point gets up. He looks just like freaking Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones gets got up. Way and too says, many wrinkles from my yeah, mind. I don't know. He like was not Indiana that Jones young now? then. He, no. Yeah, really. He gets up and he's like, okay, you know what? We're all here. I was a transplant from Gotham. We know it's the Scarecrow. This is Jonathan Crane. That's the thing and is, he says, I would like to say I know it's the Scarecrow right away. I didn't because every time somebody draws him, they draw him a Well, they draw him different, but it's the same name that he used yes. before. So he says, listen, you know, thank you for your honesty. You know, it's not easy to face your feel- failures and your fears in bold. And then it just keeps going on where he just starts getting darker, <laughs> I got, darker I, I, and I get, darker. I get what you're picking up here, Doc. Fears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, I'm like, on the joke. And he's like, you know what? You guys are nonsense. And I, you know, don't mind this fear gas that seems to be going here. Everything's turning green and, you know, scaring everyone. And then finally at the end, the, the reveal is he, he, he suddenly became costume. the scarecrow. And are what? we? And this is the problem is everybody's attacking each other just like they were 
earlier uh, right. in the issue where you had this new type of guest that seems to want to make you attack everybody and almost like oh, you think you're better than the me. morgue when you yeah, had the freaking the doctor in the corner blowing each other but, away. Yeah. Is it, we get this idea all of a sudden? Crane said, "Time out! I'm going to be like Lady Gaga. I have a costume change and it's full <laughs> I out scarecrow. Like what the full fuck? out scarecrow now? So when a lot of What'd people had issues, clothes, a lot of people had issues before when he was sitting there and his his reflection shadow. or his shadow was the scarecrow. I see why this guy can go back and forth in an well, instant. That, I'm telling you, this we, we keep getting these little vignettes. I believe I should call them. Yeah, of what the scarecrow was up to in the background of this whole thing of rick grayson but it doesn't really seem to be adding up to me for some reason because the one part no, the i don't know what introduced to, to is that we have a guy who drowned in his sleep and we found yep. that you know oh he was seeing a therapist the scarecrow i want to know what this has to do with going to a substance abuse thing there and then also filling the guy's body with fear gas that would blow up when he's in the morgue like, yeah i don't know what your game is here but every time i see I don't scarecrow know. It seems to be changing. So, do you, do you have a plan? Are you playing the long game like Bane? And I just don't see it We're happening. Gonna see. Yet? I, don't, I don't know. You what didn't do with know Scarecrow. that in Nightwing, it's always been Scarecrow pulling the strings. But we'll see. But we'll even see the, by I, I the like end. the way he looks here, and I always am on yeah. board for a Scarecrow story. Hopefully, it yeah, works so out well. But that's the thing too: Team Nightwing versus Scarecrow. What's Rick Grayson going to do? Just drive his cab oh around? Oh my! You know he's going to eat breakfast burritos, and while he eats, goes nom nom. You know, he'll, he'll delicious. have that nom nom. I don't like breakfast burritos at all. I'm not a big fan. Well, I don't of them. like you. Well, I don't like you either. So I guess we're we're <laughs> even eggs, there, buddy boy. Onions, some sausage. I don't know what's nah, wrong with that's you. nonsense. I don't need that. It's actually the the tortilla shell that just comes off as a little bit. I don't know. It doesn't go well with that for in my mind. So there, take that. What, there, if, buddy. what if we just take some the same ingredients and wrap some toast around it, and make a sandwich? And I'm in. Make right. make it uh, French toast, and now I might actually kiss you right on the lips, Eric. Uh, what did I you give this like French issue? toast? No, I don't mind it in that sort of deal. I don't know. I'm just so saying you make shit. fancy French toast sandwiches. That's how you like <laughs> your French toast. No, I told you I hate pancakes. I don't mind French toast as much. Pancakes are nonsense. I don't mind waffles, and I, French toast is okay. But I put cinnamon on my French toast. You wouldn't like. Uh, it. You don't like cinnamon. I would so not go to like hell. It, no, you're a heathen. I like the uh, art in this issue a lot. I think the gritty nature really plays with the story that's being told, and I like the slow pace. Like I've been talking about the entire review here. I like a lot of this issue. The biggest problems I have is the scarecrow with like who knows what his motivations are to do whatever yeah. the hell he's doing. And plus, uh, Vicky Vale showing up. I'm like, yeah, that's you, weird. You had one goddamn job. You had to pick one character yep. that can't be one here in an entire DC universe. Yeah. What does help have Roy Who's show next? up? For some uh, goddamn- we'll have Willem Cloak show up in the next issue exactly, wanting a no rise in a cab. Yeah, but uh, at least with that, you'd know, like, oh, I guess I got out all right. But no, I yeah. gave this a 7.8 out of 10. I had a good time reading it. I'm really liking this new status yeah. quo for Nightwing just because it's the most interesting thing that's happened to the character since Rebirth. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5. I like the art as well. And as a Dick Grayson fan, maybe even a Rick Grayson fan now, but I'm as a, a Dick Grayson, Grayson fan, fan, I like them apples. As a, as a Dick Grayson fan, you kind of have to go with the flow. This is what yeah. you get. Now, you, you may not be happy about it, but by now, you, like then you get off the trolley. Because they keep doing this sort of thing. At least they're trying. Now, this ends up kind of being forced in by Tom King, it seems. But at least they try to change up the character a bit. Well, it's like this last time we had when, like, you know, when uh, Forever Evil happened and they had to kill off Nightwing and his whole identity was, like, you know, put out there. So then we got Grayson. So it it makes sense within the story for these things to happen. And I like Grayson. It was one of my favorite books at that time. Nightwing gets a little boring at times because essentially he is Batman-like. 
Yeah, yeah. And Batman, who's a good guy, and that's why I like him, but it could, it does get boring. That's why you ended up going to Bloodhaven when they yeah. had Nightwing at first. I mean, he is a, a character that's always in flux. You're always changing it up, and you almost have to, as a fan, accept that as a positive and not look at it as a negative. You, you just kind of have to if you want to continue being a fan. That's all I'm going with. Yeah, and, and I don't mind this. You're still getting this whole deal where he is trying to figure out what he wants to be and when he gets to choose. And I, to me, I don't think this book is going to get to issue 200 with Rick Grayson still going, man, you know what? <laughs> I see that outfit and I don't know if I own it or not. No, this is going to end up But it might where, lead to some interesting stories no, though, down it, the to line me, because it's gonna of what end happens up here. Being a Dick Grayson who, again, chooses the identity for the right reason. And that's fine. I, I don't mind that. I, and I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully I'm right. But I don't see another way that it'll be. <laughs> hopefully yeah, I'm right. That's all you I'll care go, about. No, yeah, I'll go 7.5. <laughs> and we're no, going to no. go off now to the mail. Hey, everybody. It's me back again to talk about Beardbrand.com. And Beardbrand.com is basically to get fresh crew of beards. Beep, boop. And they have great grooming products, but also want to pass on their grooming knowledge and create a welcoming and educated following amongst the people that become not just fans, not just customers, but friends. And their mission is to foster confidence through grooming, and that goes way beyond beards. It means your skin, your hair, your body, and your overall confidence you gain in looking good. And I like to do that. I like to look, and I also like to smell good. And that's why I use their utility bar that is the spiced citrus spice is actually what it is. And I'm telling you, Tanya really likes it. She may even be looking at me with sexy eyes after I use that. But not only that, she has also grabbed a bunch of the products that I got from Beard Brand and ended up using them herself. She uses the shampoo and the conditioner and uses the one balm on her skin as well. And she loves it. She thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Now, if you go over to beardbrand.com, it's not just a company to buy stuff from. It's also a place for education. They also have inspiration where you can go to their Instagram and see a lot of their styles, things like that. It's also a community. They have a YouTube channel with more than 900,000 subscribers. That's a lot. And so just head on over to beardbrand.com slash weird and end up taking the quiz that will tell you what style best suits you. You can go. I said it before. I ended up getting three styles that they said that I would go with is corporate beard, scruff, and sideburns. We all know that scruff is where I am at. Now, this is a thing. You take the quiz. You find out that, but also check out their products as well. They have oils, soaps, shampoos, conditioners. I just said I use the Spice Citrus Utility Bar every day. It's starting to get down now because I use it so much. I'm going to have to get another one soon. And all of their products work with your body's natural chemistry. And uh, they have a bunch of different scents. And I said the last time that I suggest the old money scent. I ended up taking it into work, this bomb that had that. And Eric smelled it. He loved it, too. Uh, I already said Zach has grabbed a bunch of things. Zach, in fact, is growing a beard just because we got these products in. But go over to beardbrand.com slash weird. Take the quiz. See what type of style best suits you. Check out their products and all that. And I'd really appreciate it. And remember to keep on growing. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail. 
Boom, and it is mail with Eric. And if you want right. to be part of that mail, you can mail us in what at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. You say that. This is one mail to this week. But <laughs> Brandon know. ended up getting a hold of me and was like, hey, uh, I might not get a mail in or whatever. I'm like, yeah, do what you got to do or whatever. I'm thinking he better. <laughs> we have none. We have one mail. I will blame you, but I also thinking, think though, that I, the like, holiday week is also no, to no. Blame, blame me all well. you want. It's just I was like, I like the idea of a show where we didn't have mail because when was the last time that happened? It never happened. We have exactly. never had no mail since we started. So I'm there into you that go. idea. Once we started the mail, I think we started the mail around episode eight, and this is probably the least amount of mail. Usually, when this happens, you can always count like a Harley girl shows up. Eric out of nowhere. <laughs> Brandon is the only mail though. Says sub fellas, writing up, in from the Great White North. Hope everyone gets themselves minute uh, minimum five pounds fatter. After Thanksgiving to start a nice, healthy, upcoming hibernation. I did all right eating myself. However, unfortunately for me, I never get off for this week anymore since I retired my tie and knees from the ranks of teaching. His tie and knees, Eric. Uh, There you go. I get paid handsomely. Is that like next to China? The tie and knees? Yeah, very handsomely. To come in during these times, but trust me, I'd much rather just continue the food parade down my gullet while I watch football like everyone else. My point of bringing all this Thanksgiving talk Make up, me feel bad for not having really, these things? is to really get around to mentioning pies and the one he wanted to rank them. And yeah, he ended up working all of Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday. They don't get off at the FedEx deal. Uh, this they is their busy on. season. They do get on. He ended up sending me a note, the one, I guess it was Thanksgiving, and he's like, yep, that I'm ending up being paid handsomely to eat breakfast pizza. So, I don't know so what, what is worse, the breakfast burrito or breakfast they're pizza? Both. They're all bad. And that treats a pizza, you can go screw yourself. I don't even know yeah, if I've ever had a that. breakfast pizza. I uh, There is actually a breakfast pizza now at Walmart. They actually offer it. It's a new oh, item for at least that. ours. You are right, yeah. And it has eggs on it. It has mm-hmm. some sausage, okay? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that it probably, if you're going to ask me, it should have the white gravy and say that is kind of in the, uh, you know, like a ground or a, a, a chip beef type gravy type yeah, thing yeah. around ours. That. But what I really get intrigued by by this pizza thing is that the crust is made of biscuits. Get Eric. Oh my, that actually gets me very excited. So you tell me, as soon as we get done this, I should go get myself a breakfast pizza. I may. We're we're going to Walmart Don't after you take we're my done as pizza? well, and there usually is one or two. I might grab it, but I'm not allowed to eat that, Eric. But I think I'm going to go off oh, my really? diet tonight. Screw that oh, tonight. Screw that. I, I, I just feel like eating. <laughs> I thought something. you've been off your I, diet for like ten like no. days now. New. Uh, the since Thanksgiving, you know, it's only been a couple two days. days I've been well, two days. I had one day off, and now I'm back on it, and it sucks, and I don't like it. Uh, but I did get to eat leftover turkey tonight because that's oh. on the diet. I just couldn't eat anything else with it. Uh, here is his rank of pies that I'm not okay. allowed to eat. Number five, chocolate pie. Now, chocolate pie to me, I think of the pie at the Burger King. That uh-huh. they have that chocolate pie and what my buddy Pete used to call it, chemical pie. Number four, yeah, yeah. pecan pie. Ah, it's okay. I had that I'm yesterday. not a huge pecan pie. You are I've a had fatty. a lot Where- of pie over the past two days. Really? You had all that pie. I'm desperately trying to find fat. I've had chocolate I, I pie. Gotta- I've had oh, pecan pie. Let's what see if like, it all continues. A pecan pie and a chocolate pie. Pecan. Oh. oh. Apple pie. As he had calls that. it, other apple two pie. Two days ago. 
Yeah, so and I, I other, don't mind other, an apple what, what pie. Is, what is other apple pie? Well, you'll see. You'll, you'll know. Uh, It'll make sense once you get there. Is it like there. the French but, apple pie we have yeah, at the Tasty no, no, Cakes? No, it's the uh, Dutch apple pie is what he would call that. But the same thing. No, no. It's when uh, you get real fat and, and be miserable. <laughs> the Dutch apple pie. Uh, no, other apple pies, he says. And I guess that's just an open-ended category. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't mind apple pie, but I need to have mine heated, I realized uh, recently. I, I have like one more better. piece of pie though so like i I has to be on the list in my mind okay is mincemeat pie on your list is is that and i know you don't like cherry pie which is my favorite and i I like like cherry pie pie. but i like cherry pie with ice cream that gives you the sweet with the tart number two pumpkin pie although someone makes and that's what i had he says, although if someone makes it like trash, it falls off the list. I, I don't know how you can the make five. pumpkin pie like trash. I had four of the five pies on his list in the past two days. Ever since I did that little maneuver where I pretended that pumpkin pie was shit at that I dug <laughs> out of my ass cheeks, I I'm can't glad eat. I can't eat I pumpkin forgot pie about now. That. Yeah, I can't eat it. It ends up looking like dog shit or diarrhea it's in you my had mind. Hands crack. Yeah. Yeah, it was in my ass crack for a while, <laughs> too. It might still be there. Who knows, Eric? But yeah, uh, pumpkin pie is kind of fell off. Uh, when I ended up having our Thanksgiving dinner, we had both a pumpkin pie and an apple pie. Usually I would go pumpkin, I went apple because I looked at it, I'm like, nah, nah that was in my Why ass Why do you get a cherry pie for yourself? That. They don't have that. We got it oh. at uh, Boston Market. Oh, that's they right. only had two options. Uh, I'm telling you. That, that For the price you a, paid, that you meal was $175. God damn it. They, they should have given me a handy, Jay. And it was nowhere near <laughs> worth that amount of money. Tanya says to me. She says. I got two encore dinners I made. Yeah. Now, Tanya goes, well, it's not just one meal. We're going to have leftovers. So basically, though, we ate some tonight. It was two meals worth. Hey, worth it. It was not worth it no. at all. Number one. Dutch apple pie, which I believe is <laughs> the farted, you know you. French apple pie. I don't know. I, I know that a lot of we have a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch people at work, and I hate yeah, I one like more than the next. <laughs> I can't Dutch stand them. I do have some Pennsylvania pie. Dutch in me. Would you Gross. like to have some in you, Aaron? No. As you look that up, I'm trying to delay now. Fatty. There you go. There you no, go. Not to show what me is a Dutch apple pie? Fucking... Um. Oh, just look up, uh, you know, when you I do that, hit F5. images. Oh, just hit God. images. I, Jesus Christ. Just do I have to tell you pie. how to work the intranets? Is that what I'm here for? got bits on top. You happy for that? Oh, really? So it's yeah. not like a uh, a French onion pie. A no. French onion French pie. Onion. I'd like a French now onion pie. Now you're talking, pie. boy. With yeah, all the really. freaking cheese in there? French onion Mm-mm. soup. I'd like that. And a little crock. It just looks like it's got the little freaking... The little granola kind of it like just has the crumblies on top. Not granola, fucking um, graham cracker. Crumblies. Yeah. Oh, crumblies. graham cracker. Screw I don't that. Know. I can't stand graham crackers. That's why I don't like s'mores. You're asking a blind man to describe what he sees. Really, really. I mean, Daddy. yeah. At least I usually can count on you with food. Usually you can you can search that out. So a Dutch apple pie. There you go. I, I really think wish that it, it should be the, the problem is this up and it says, this I is actually what this think is. I actually think a Dutch apple pie would probably be what we consider just an apple pie around here because we do have a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look it up now, Eric. So there. You look I'm gonna it look, up. They, I'll they tell have you about Dutch the whole apple thing pie where... cookies. No, I see it. It has a streusel top. Jesus Christ, it took you what all that time. What the hell is a streusel? Eh, do you, you don't know that? Well, then you, you're not even in this conversation. Me and Brandon are talking together. You're talking you don't about even know Dutch what that is. Fucking uh, ovens or whatever. It. You're in Pennsylvania here. You're in, we're in Dutch country purpose. here. Dutch, you know, Pennsylvania, Dutch country, and you don't even know what a streusel top is. I just is. don't have a car to get away. 
Yeah, really. Yeah, or or the or the uh, whereabouts to even get off your ass. Well, I want to apologize to everyone for cursing us all by wishing for Tom King to get whisked away to TV land. Oh, yeah, Brandy's. Yes, on it here. happened. Yes, it happened, but it comes back around to bite us in the ass anyway because it only extends his Batman run now to at least 105. Plus, the equally intolerable Joshua Williamson is jumping on. <laughs> the, the best is, too, is uh, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you would have heard me lose my mind over that over whole button everything. story. Over the you. button story, oh, especially. Wow. And uh, what uh, Tom King ended I'm up tweeting it's... is, hey – this story coming up, Joshua Williamson is going to out-button the button. And like, really? Really? Ay, ay, ay. And so now we get both Barry and unlikable Batman in the same type of four-issue run that will go nowhere again, just like the button did. And the Flash has for 50-plus we'll like, issues. Maybe Batman better in those issues, just not Maybe the Flash. Maybe all of a sudden what happens is it, it is a cold case story. What's going to happen is it's going to about to be solved only if they remember Jay Garrick's name. They won't, Eric. It won't get some. I bet Tom King's dystopian TV series opens and starts with someone dying in awful or shocking manner. You, you say someone. It's going to be a kid. Uh, get this. It's going to start with a zombie little girl that gets shot in the head. I've never seen that before. A streusel I, I, topping of butter, yeah, flour, and sugar topping. baked on See? top. Right? And a delicious, there you sweet, go. crunchy twist. It's easier and sweeter mm. than a pastry top and makes exactly. a nice change of pace, Jim. I'm, I'm no dummy. As a matter of fact, I'm so sure of it that if Vegas set odds for the sort of uh, of think I would put money, a chunk of money. The Vegas system, what are we talking about now? On that. Hey, here's the sentence. As a matter of fact, I'm so sure of it that if Vegas sets odds for that sort oh, no, of Vega? think, I put would money a chunk of money on that tomorrow without a second thought. Uh, wrong turn. Uh, (laughs) This is Brandy. 105 is is so far away. It's almost like he was doing this really quickly. It's almost like we're serving a prison sentence. And our asshole bunkmate, ironically named Tom King, also reminds us constantly every day how many hours, minutes, and seconds we are stuck in this place. Brandon is saying that. So he's getting shit, what you tell me. Well, it seems like Brandon has some experience here. He really knows how it goes. Or maybe he just watched Of course he does. He's married. He watched Oz. Oh, my. Ball and chain. He already (laughs) lost his ring. Books. Batman. I got my shit on Tom King rant out of the way early because while I don't think this issue was great by any means whatsoever, I did enjoy it more than 80% of Tom King's other issues of Batman. Janine can still get lost, though. I'm done with his art for a long time after this. I just don't enjoy what he's doing on Batman. Everything has too much of the entirely done on the computer feel to it. I thought this was a little better, uh, coupled with the coloring that is super dull. I don't know, just something I don't like. I really can't explain well at all, and I miss Finch, who started things out and has never returned. Justice League. I'm so close to being done with this title. I think I'm I mostly that. sticking around because Scott Snyder has never really let me down before in such a huge way. Sure, the RoboBat stuff wasn't great, but at least it was him trying something different. This book lately feels like I read a lot of words about made-up things yeah, that yeah, I have yeah. no clue what they do. Don't talk back. I keep reading these tweets saying everything's explained in this issue, and I read it and I get nothing. Can, can you please just explain more, it to me then? Please. Just more of Magic McGuffin Hunt that won't die anytime soon. Then throw in whatever the awful art was for half the issue, and I feel like I'm Tally from South Park reading this issue. I have no idea what's going on. I I have no idea. I can't do it, Tally. Yeah, hey, don't, don't, one don't, don't, more. Don't. I can't do what that's going on. 
You said that's Tally, Perfect. right? <laughs> yeah. Hey there, buddy. I don't know what's going on here. I'm about to call so bad. How about this? Hey, man, I don't know what's going on. Is that good? Hey, 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 no, hey, what's going on today? How about that? We, we can't do that no more. We can't uh, do that hey. one no more. <laughs> that is Bill Cosby, isn't it? Hey, one more after this stupid crossover. Uh, and if I don't like it, I think I'm out. Sabres eight in a row now, one of which is a come from behind win against the Penguins. Sorry, Sounds not like you're trying sorry, to jinx Jim. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. He's doing this whole idea where we are in November and he's bragging about eight in a row. Please. And really, <laughs> I have a lot of guys who I used to play hockey with. And basically, all of them have now told me that they don't even start watching hockey till January 1st. And that is early for me as well, because it means nothing now, Brandy. I fellas. And the, the penguins stink. Stink on ice. I fellas back to got? resting up. For tomorrow's tailgate for me, love brandy. There you go, and that is hey, it. Going That's back the to the beginning of that mail, there, just talking yeah. about the whole holidays and stuff like that. Because you know, Jess went out to her parents' house, and I guess I had to explain this whole thing about why Eric Daddy. wasn't coming, all that good <laughs> stuff. So I sat here and I had some encore dinners. Come to find out yeah. today, though, this today being Saturday, that mm-hmm. at some point on Black Friday, because they own a shop and you know, oh, yeah. in a in a bill like yes, a little town do. village in the area, kind of Check. thing around here, but. Bravo. It's luminary season, apparently, I, I oh, found out now. So yes. they're putting luminaries all yeah, over this little town for all the little shop and stuff like that. And as Jess's mother was crossing the street during the time- hit by a car? You know, yeah. She went oh, up over the hood Christ. and everything. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? Like Somebody just gets <laughs> hit by I a laughing, car Eric? up over the hood. I'm like, what I am I supposed to say this? You don't look. Bitch can't get no, it through the, the door. Is what well, the thing is, it was like you know there was she started crossing the street. You would think they had that a she's stop in. Right the, I I know where this area is. Yeah. Uh, it's it can't be more than a fifteen mile an hour speed limit. Well, the lady where she's was coming around the corner where she oh. was walking. wasn't paying attention to see if there were people there, and okay. then also clipped somebody else who was with her. Really? Yep. Two people got hit. That lady is screwed. Really? But, it is Jess's mom but, no, the thing, no, no, the thing is, though, since Jess's mother and her family was in general, ja- very she nice was ja- people, very she charitable people. She was jaywalking, people. wasn't she? No, no, she was at the uh. light, you know, at the line right there going through. This lady came around, wasn't paying attention. But the thing is, they're like, yeah, like people are like, can we call the cops, everything like that? They were going to light the tree in this town that night. And she didn't want to take away anything of lighting the tree with cops or ambulances or anything like that. No. Nah. I said, no, just let her go. I so got her information. She, go? she can go. She just and let her go. The- and the end is that she died last night of internal injuries, right? No, is that she what happened? fell on her face and it's all swollen up. And I'm actually scared to go over and <laughs> Does look. Does her face hurt? <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing me. Oh, man. I felt really bad, though. So just, are you going to go see today. her? Are you going to no, go just see her? No, went and did that. I don't know if I will. Well, I'm going to <laughs> no, see her for, for Christmas. Really? So hopefully yeah. it's healed up by then. I just hope that somehow she becomes Rick Grace and doesn't remember you. And then you're like, boy, you Most really my, got hit by that car. That. She? Yeah, I'm saying she's like, who are you? And you're like, oh, man, they, he really got hit. She, she has amnesia. They're like, no, we haven't just seen no. her ass in three years. I have no idea. I there see you them go. on Jess's birthday and Christmas. It's more than you I usually see them on Thanksgiving. You didn't want to go. 
You didn't yeah. want to go and deal with them. And so you sat home and ate on Because the meals. idea behind this is that I have to put a lot of thought in how I'm going to counter my mother's craziness. Because if I went to there and then she said at you some point, watch like, yourself. oh, you couldn't this even come over Patreon, here. Eric. I don't care this, what it is. Okay, you you're going to tell this. At least this I can is say, what happens. I didn't go anywhere else either. I stayed so at home and did nothing. So what you are telling me to reiterate this is you don't like to do anything on the holidays. And, you know, that means it, it's not really personal throughout for anybody. But if you get commandeered by Jess to go to her parents, you're afraid that your mom will take that as a diss to her when it's not. It's not a diss to her. In fact, you don't want to go with Jess to her parents. You're just being made to I go. Know, I like so you stuff. say, yeah, but I'm saying you don't want to do stuff <laughs> that then you have to do more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I tried setting it up that if your mom's listening, she's not getting mad. Now, see what happens there? It's you. That's this is the, a preemptive it's not strike. I'm not the bad guy here. <laughs> Somehow it <laughs> always ends up. It's going to end up being me, the bad guy. I know it. I know that I am going to be the bad guy no matter what. We'll see. I don't know if your mom listens anymore. I think she's given up on you. Eric. She's given up Hopefully. completely. Yeah, we'll see. No, I don't think I, I didn't say that. That's not me. Oh, my goodness. Daddy! I did say that. But that is the end of the mail. Oh, Eric, you're digging yourself a a grave. You're digging yourself what could be another Verizon hole. I'm just saying, this is one of those Black Friday stories of getting trampled. This lady was so into shopping, she hit a shop owner with her car. She she was looking for the next deal. The prices weren't low enough for that lady. (laughs) The only thing falling is is your mother-in-law, but you're not married, so (laughs) I can't say that. Jess's mom is the only thing falling there. Eric, but there you go. That is the end of all the mail. All the mail night. It was just Brandon, but we're going to go off now to talk with Reggie about his books. Your over narration is trash. I won't give you my spending cash. And you wrap up balloons galore. You don't let the auto store no more. Don't talk back. All right, and here we are with Reginald. Hey, Reggie, Hello. how are you doing? Hello, Hello love. How are Hello. you doing? You have one book, but yes. two books, because the one book uh, you magic. gave to me, we're going to find out in a little bit, that you gave up Harley Quinn. You That's gave right. up the ghost, and actually, you didn't necessarily <laughs> give it up. You just got a hold of me and said, is there anybody that you know <laughs> that will take this book is legitimately what you said. No, Reggie, now, no. There were no I takers, know. so there was. It's back <laughs> to me. It's come full circle, but that is not going to be the book that we lead off with. What we're going to lead off with is Justice League Dark. And what I hear, uh, you know, at the rec center that I like to call the Slack chat. That's when I right. say the rec hmm. center, I mean the Slack chat. Uh, everybody loves this book. Is it, me, that's where you get wrecked. Is that why? Is that what is. happens up there? And, yeah. and really, I mean, me and Simon right now are, are mortal enemies when this yeah. book oh comes up. I mean, it, it got heated, Eric. At one point, got so heated, I basically kind of told everybody I was done with the entire podcast. And I was cut, done. Cut to Simon about right. literally yeah. sipping tea with his pinky up yeah, and like yeah. just, just placidly sitting exactly. at his computer. Oh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's how I, I get it. I'm, I'm telling you, at one point, I got so angry. I'm just like... Yeah, you know what? You guys convinced me. I'm never talking about this book again. I guess Reggie and Eric are going to have to get together. That's why Reggie when came on, Eric. That's what he was talking about when oh, he yeah. said of them. Because I said, I'm done. I said, you guys like it. You go take it over to your place. Not my place. My why place can't people is here. enjoy this, Jim? No, no. And I said that uh, they can enjoy it. It's that I don't. And, and then it became an attack fest on me. 
And yeah. I was getting angry. Jim's the victim again, huh? Yeah. I, I implore you to go review the uh, actual chat if you want to know what happened. It wasn't quite the pile-on that Jim is no, making itself. No, really, either, if, if, uh, most people are I, thinking I, 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 themselves. I think Jim's criticisms are quite valid. Most, most right. people are probably yeah. thinking, like, they. I was in the chat when this was going on, and, and Jim was doing all the yelling. There, yeah. are, there are points <laughs> when Simon says one thing, and then there's 12 messages in a row from <laughs> yeah. me just yelling and screaming. Then I had proof. I, I mean, I'm telling you, it became oh, yeah. a court yes, case. I, know. Yeah. I had visual aids. Exhibit A. Oh, I did. Oh, was I was going back. I went back, and pretty much now I'm a James Tynan, uh, you know, connoisseur, because I went back <laughs> and grabbed things from every issue of his in Rebirth. Wow. And, and, and Simon said one thing to me, because, again – as the song leading in here probably said of the yakety yak, uh, he did point out to me that this is Tynan's style, especially on this book. He always starts with a narration to get things going. And I said, I I went back and he's completely right. Uh, But it's just, I'd never seen it get this crazy. It's sort of cribbed from an old Scott Snyder style. Although they didn't really invent that either. No, no. That is, he always likes to go in with like a a tale, a time told tale or something. But what I'll say before we go into this, I'm going to, I'm going to shut my mouth for once when you guys start talking, probably. But what I said to him, which I'll end, and you can tell <laughs> you me if I'm right here. What are the odds uh, on that, Eric? They're not very about? good. Yeah, um, I don't know why he has to do that. The problem, though, because I, I said I'm just going to say the same You're things over and over again. And, uh, no, and not, what, not what they said. Oh. <laughs> All I heard is that I'm not allowed anymore. I'm not allowed to talk. No, what, what happened if you go back to the beginning of the series? And the series, the man of extremes. The, the best thing of it is, is that really I'm sitting there. And I know the one thing, and I'll, I'll reveal the one thing that everybody could throw at me and did get. I think maybe Tony Walton said it then, and then I kind of had to shut up a little, was the fact that I'm yelling about a book that was only five issues in. This isn't like it's 15 <laughs> issues. But if you go back to the beginning of the, the Just League Dark, you go to those first two issues that we all really loved. I mean, even I was on board then. You did have this narration, but the narration was always then seemed to set up the next scene. So, and and. Specifically, in the one issue, they went to the Tower of Fate, and you had a page of narration that the Tower of Fate, the place this, that I don't mind it setting the scene. I don't mind it. Get, and this happens in this issue when you do get, say, a Constantine and Swamp thing. You're setting up that change of scenery with the mm-hmm. narration to get everybody on board. What I don't like is when we were getting, and it was really heavy in the witching hour, the type of right. narration that is telling you what everybody's feeling, what they felt before. I mean, it does happen at the beginning of this, where we get this narration as we go The entire Bobo backstory is basically narrated. And so that's where it starts to kind of wear on me, that there's some things we knew already, there's some things we didn't, but this showing of emotions and he cried and he did this, I'd rather see that. Now, I appreciate the idea he wants to get past that, but this book is also getting very crowded, so he's getting past it to just get it all convoluted. But I'm done. I'm done now. I, I think. I think he. Well, let me let me just say what this is, so we can get that well, out of the way. First so, off, I'm going to mute my mic. Beep, boop, beep. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, I'm sure. But Justice League Dark Number Five, I'm written by James here. Tiny in the Fourth, art by Daniel Samper, Juan Albaran, and Adriano Lucas. Uh, yeah, there's no blurb for this because I didn't do it, but. 
I do think I do agree that there is a lot of copy in this issue. There's a lot to read. There's, there's no question about the word count. Who's he copying? Being high. Very good. I like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think the decision to do it this way is part of the tonal. It is. The way, the I, way I the understand. Story is told. It could have been done another way. I mean, you're right. It could have been done in flashback. There's any There's number of ways, ways it could of have been doing done. it. I understand. Uh, and I understand he wants to go. Now, also, before I mute my mic again. I, uh-huh. I do want to point out as well is that this series and this issue in particular really, to me, really makes this stand out. Almost like when I told you guys that I was – I realized reading that Grant Morrison, The Green Lantern, I was not a big fan of The Green Lantern books. And I realized that reading that. Uh, this really is going to hinge on the fact that if you get excited to see a Blue Devil or right, a yeah. Phantom Stranger or a Dr. Fate or the Sha- – if that's no, no your one has thing – well, but if that's your thing, yeah, really, look at him there. If that's your thing, though, you're going to like this boy. more. I don't care about these characters. I could care less about pretty much every character. When, when Man Bat is my favorite Hello. character and the only one I really care about, I don't even care about Bubba. I don't care. If I never saw Bubba Detective Chip ever, I wouldn't care. He all of a sudden came up. This is where I get upset about things like this because Detective Chimp to me is like, say, a plastic man where all of a sudden you you don't hear anybody talking about him until he shows up and then everybody's, oh, my God, I couldn't wait till he came back. Really, three months ago before the rebirth, I never heard anybody mention Detective Chimp. No, I don't care about him. Detective Chimp, he was always kind of a goof, but – they, they, you know, I'll tell you, Tidyan's handling Detective Chim better than Gail Simone handled Plastic Man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's I my agree. fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and and really, go down the line. I don't like Constantine. I'm not a Zatanna fan. I, I like Swamp Thing enough. He's not my favorite. Man, I don't, I don't really care about these characters. The character I care about the most, actually, because I, you know, besides Kirk Langstrom is Wonder Woman, and she's not even herself in this book. So it's just it's just not a book for me. Uh, but go on. Beep, beep, beep. Right, I just Swamp muted thing. my mic. Something's like okay. Swamp? I just, in this, he's just, everybody's pushed aside. No, that's my like, problem, is I think there's too many characters. Don't me about that. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into what this thing's about. It really is now that the uh, witching hour is over. Bobo is sitting at his bar, the Oblivion Bar, thinking back to how he acquired the bar, and it was from... Jim Rook, the Nightmaster, who also defends the alternate dimension of Mira, and and was the first guy to have the what, the Oblivion. Mira, yeah. Mira right? That, that we want to say it or Myra? No, no, I, I always go Mira. I'm just saying the idea of Mira itself I find funny. It's one of those things like how I care about Gem World. It's like oh god, these goddamn imaginary worlds, Guitarists, I don't need any of that. Ding. Though. You just hit you just hit the three the trifecta right there. I mean the thing is I actually don't I've never I know the character Jim Rook I've never read a story with Nightmaster in my life I just kind of know the conceit of it I you know I read Warlord and Amethyst and stuff so I know the idea yeah. that they're kind of presenting here but I don't hate the idea it is just kind of stupid that DC has like half a dozen of them you know what I mean like we'd like to kind of, and I, I hate I, them all. Why couldn't they all just be Scartaris? I mean, why why do they why do we have to have all these different weird little fantasy? Let's dimensions? just go to Dinosaur Island. But that that works for me too. Uh, but you know, Bobo and Bobo's getting reflective. You know, he's getting uh, serious. He's drinking his whiskey and thinking back to the funeral. The funeral was well attended by magic luminaries, including 
Ragman, did you see Ragman, I'm guys? Telling you, I'm getting really upset about this whole idea because I do get excited about the idea of Shadow Pack, just these different, you know, magical teams that have been around besides for Just League Dark. But, like, when I see these characters show up, like, you know, I'm looking at, you know, uh, Enchantress. I'm like, well, she shouldn't be there. She's dead right now, even though she was a part of Shadow Pack. And then I look at Ragman, I'm like, I guess that goddamn six issue mini oh, no, no, is no. the current continuity of Ragman now. Well, if, if this is Jim Rook's funeral, we can think this happened some time ago. No, you know, I mean, if this, this might have been after metal. Oh, is that, what, is that what they said? That's where Jim Rook died. All right, fair enough. Then this would have been after she was on the Suicide Squad, and therefore, yes. is she dead? I thought she was just going to nullify. I don't remember. Oh, that's right. She went to hell. Down to hell, yeah. That's hell. Uh, maybe they gave her a uh, reprieve for the uh, funeral. You ever get but that in why prison? Why do we have to get this new version of Ragman that Ray, freaking Ray Fox did before? Like, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the old Ragman. I don't I want to really see this mummy ripoff sitting here at this goddamn funeral. <laughs> I saw Ragman. I really laughed my ass off just thinking about how much we'd all have a good time with that. I also didn't love the look of this blue devil, but it does look in keeping with pretty no, much like la- the last time we saw. I don't hate it, but I was that classic look. It's always gonna, it'll always be my favorite, you know, the yeah. uh, '80s original. But this is in keeping with the way he looks. So they're all very sad about Jim Rook, and Jim Rook is the one that gave Bobo the Oblivion Bar and the sword, and uh, he essentially immediately seemed to shift all the duties off to Tracy Thirteen. Right, oh, Bobo. Look, I she's a Bobo janitor. Is what she is. She's a glorified janitor. She does the bartending too. But all he does is the drinking and the and the crying. You know, like a yeah, real the bar, bar. The owner. bartending. There's only one customer. It's him. They're all dead. He <laughs> there's so nobody dead. else to bartend oh, to. to. Build up a new clientele. Uh, you know, yeah. I, here's the deal: is I, I laugh too because they have the bar and she says, "Hey, I'm busy cleaning." Who in their right mind will ever go to that bar? We, we've seen it go to hell twice now in Look, metal the and then after. I got to think about the odds. How likely is it that this will happen again? I should start going to Oblivion you Bar. Had the, you had the crows come now. out, though, in the Oblivion exactly. Bar and metal it's twice. Twice again, it's gone. Again. All right, so what's, what's the likelihood that it'll happen again? <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, really? It's now been it's, twice People now. still go to the bar down the block from Eric, don't they? I mean, yeah. geez, you know, so that people like to that lift interest. Eric there. is like so, a crow till he comes in and freaking messing up the place, yeah. Just yelling crow. Get from beep. I just muted my mic again. Oh. Oh, very good. <laughs> so uh, if you want to pick it up anytime, Eric, you can go right ahead and uh, jump in here and talk about it. But uh, after you know, this. This kind of thing is it's one of the weirdest, weirdest parts because I didn't catch it the first time because I was really upset at first because I thought they were trying to say that they finally just had Jim Rook's funeral here. I'm like, that motherfucker died like a year and a half ago. And then I read it the second time. I saw finally that little now where Bobo hasn't stopped doing what he was doing at the funeral. He just sits in the Oblivion Bar and drinks it. But now he's a part of the Just League Dark. And we have to get all into this idea of what it means to be the new Nightmaster and stuff like that. And I do like this idea because, you know, we have all these people on the team. We are going to explore each and every one. We just did the Wonder Woman Witching Hour that was focused heavy on her. Now right. we're doing the Bobo stuff, which I do enjoy. And even just bringing the whole idea where he's the detective. Detective Chimp, and he's also the Nightmaster. I'm like, you're going to have a hell of a resume soon, Bobo. You I like, the, going, I like the idea of that, too. I, I like the idea of just like thinking of imagining a, uh, a you know Bobo there with the sword in in a fantasy world. I, it kind of kind of tickled me. I kind of wanted to know what some of those stories were like. But obviously, it wasn't all wine and roses in that uh, old old mirror. It's old mirror town, was it? You know, he kind no. of did he did something wrong in there. So they, they all want to. I do need to know how. You know, I'm telling you, you had to have been, you know, it's always weird to think about comic book time and how to put it like, you know, where exactly we are from where we just left Jim Rook's funeral and stuff like that, where he became Nightmaster. You know, he's just been drinking pretty hardcore besides for the whole witching hour and stuff, whatever, like since JLD started. 
But he's been nightmares in my mind for a goddamn week. I, th- I like the idea of him just going and ruining yeah. somehow out of nowhere at his first time at being nightmares. I'm like, I do need to know more about this because yeah. what the hell did you do? And how the hell did you fuck over Shadow Pacman, especially Blue Devil? He, he was he probably there for six hours. You know, he did something. He like knocked <laughs> over. He knocked over the rune. He broke the uh, ancient serum and that then he unleashed the dragon and then he got to get the hell out of there. No, I did like that, too. I, mean, I bet there's going to be something about. You know, one hour in the real world is, you know, a hundred years in mirrors some nonsense like this. But yeah, he, he pissed them off. They want to go to mirror really just kind of expand their magical knowledge, as I understand it, or get, get the hell out of the way of the uh, upside down folk and get some more, uh, help. But when well, they just get the there, idea, it's like, you know, we haven't heard of mirror how long, you know, Nightmaster hasn't made a proper appearance I've besides for dying so in metal. <laughs> and all of a sudden, constant, you know what? Constantine's been talking. He thinks there might be something in mirror that we could use against the other kind of my. Well, that's some fucking bullshit right there. You know, you're telling me we're going to go to this world we've never heard of out of nowhere. Very convenient way to get them to mirror. But when they get there, uh, Blue Devil's running the show and he's got their, their dragons and skeleton warriors. And uh, he's like, you should, zombie. what the hell are you coming back here for, fool? He's pissed that's off. That's the problem. Up. You know, you enter a world of imagination. You better make sure you're not drunk and angry at the world because bad shit's going to happen. That's not the way to do it. Exactly. You really got to come in there more on. Uh, hallucinogens or maybe some kind of a no. PCP. To, to just go there with a queer goddamn Adderall. Adderall, you want. Not Adderall, Adderall, Adderall. Adderall might be, a Nyquil could also be good in high doses. One, one page lean. I really love though, when the they're in the, uh, when, when they're in the oblivion bar, this is when, this right. is after like their first talk to him about Mira and, uh, and Manbat talks with Tracy 13 about like studying her. And there's this panel with Manbat's face where he's supposed to look touching. <laughs> He looks. He's a he looks like a horrified bat monster. Get the fuck away from me, Langstrom! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love that fidget monster. And also, meanwhile, just uh, Constantine and Swamp Thing are uh, they're dicking around in the with the Parliament of Flowers. Well, I can't, well even before oh. we get to the Parliament of Flowers, the whole idea when we're still in the Oblivion Bar and Tracy Thirteen has lost a bunch of people. That's why she's still there. She's trying to like you know help Bobo out stuff. But the idea that Kirk is all about the you know this magic and he wants to study as much as he can because we will be getting back to the Kadir uh, Nasur, the, that, you know, the teenage Dr. Fate right. at some point who's Locked still in that base. Yeah, and like, I was talking to Jim about this whole idea before we started recording. Cause he's angry because we're getting so many characters. Each issue they're introducing more yes, and more in the dark characters and it is getting very, very full. But at some point when we get around this whole thing, cause you got to have, you know, these magical characters, they have hung out with each other throughout the time. So you will get this connection here and there, but I really want, there to be a chance that Kadir Nasur can make himself decent on this team. I want him to be a good Dr. Fate because his DCYOU comic was just terrible, but he could have been a cool character. Oh, I hope he gets we, a chance. We, we all thought there was so much potential there on so many levels that he was doing. Remember that one time yeah. he showed up and had Constantine? He was amazing. Yep. I think yeah. that was the only time it was like decent. Uh, I would love to see that. Plus, since the current, you know, uh, Nabu is being a real big asshole and they wanted their, you know, uh, Swamp Thing County and trying to be so cool. I'm like, so that, I that hate the idea right there. of screwing over Kent Nelson as Dr. Fate, especially with the idea that we will get a JSA coming up sometime the next year or so. But yeah. it's just that will be a very cool JLD arc where they actually have to take on Fate itself. I'm like, that's like no holds barred action right there. I actually can't wait for that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes down there. Like we say, there was a little bit of a uh, dalliance with Fate between uh, Swamp Thing and Constantine and. Dr. Fate, but nothing really came of it except for that the Swamp Thing got super big and punched him down into the ground, but I don't think that that 
I don't think that that did it personally, no, right? No, yeah, it's, it really does seem like both Constantine and Swamp Thing are dying because of what the other kind has done, and then Hecate did to the, the green itself. It seems yeah. like these are two characters that are going up against fate because at this point they have nothing to lose That's because the, they're you, on you the chopping block. Yeah, they talk about that, which I thought was cool too. I like that that they're just like, this is it all or nothing. You know, I get we get to go up against the uh, grand asshole daddy of magic himself, and we got to see Constantine use some magic. Look at that shit. That's true. He did. He it didn't did do anything, stuff. but it was cool. I love to see that. You know, we love to see the magic. Unfortunately, like that and and uh, the little bit of uh, to do with with. I think that was the only real action right there was between uh, Swamp Thing and and uh, Doctor Fate. And yeah. that really was the only uh, what we would call fight, and it definitely was magic. We some Wonder Woman fighting a zombie dragon. That's right. At the end, we get a little bit of action at the very end. So. If that's, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people in the comic game, they love to see the high action. That's not really what this book is. I can tell you already, it really is coming across more like a classic Doctor Strange where a lot of the action might be like magic action, which is right. like runes being cast and things like that. But, uh, and seeing this badass, uh, blue devil at the end, I really dug that with like a, with like a, you know, fur on him and whatever. And well, I'm just up. saying, when, when a, a talking when a talking champ who's a hell of a detective and happens to be the Nightmaster says, we cannot go back to Mira, something bad has happened there, you cannot go back there, you should really listen to that talking champ because apparently, Probably. you know, we have Blue Devil who seems to be in control of this army of zombie dragons and zombie warriors. It looks like goddamn Ray ha- Harry has him filmed back here with the skeleton <laughs> warriors going on. I'm like, yep. maybe you should listen to Bobo because by the end we do get that really cool cliffhanger. If you are a fan, I know Jim's not... But Blue Devil seems nope. to be have screwed over where he's stuck in a mirror. He's grown a beard and he seems really pissed at Boba. I'm like, I want to see where this goes. This whole idea that we had a shadow pact. I'm like, you yeah, damn, I, pact, I want to see you know more I mean? of this. Uh, exactly. You know, I mean, I got the impression that Blue Devil was resigned to doing something. He's stuck here, but he he felt that he had, if Bobo stayed away. I guess we'll find out the details of it. As we it go, it could be the Nightmaster axe or something because Blue Devil is a badass here. It's Blue Devil the Barbarian. It really is. I really, I really dig this look on him. I, I wouldn't want to see it permanently, but I do like yeah. to see a little bit of uh, Blue Devil the Barbarian. And I uh, like that Ray Harryhausen comment was right on target. These skeleton <laughs> warriors. I'm sure that it's was Bobo all part and the of the It was. It was. I. I really just enjoyed the hell out of the idea of this. It's like it doesn't have to be, you know, the worst, ugliest creatures. Just a bunch of skeleton warriors is creepy enough. So. uh I got, you know, by the end of this, I got to say, I really heard a lot of Jim's voice in my head, unfortunately, as I read this, because of his, and this is before he even complained about it. Yes. Because I knew about his complaints, and I know the kind of complaints he would have. And I, I looked at it, and I said, there was a lot of that, that darn reading, you know, that darn <laughs> book learning and Tough. reading that, that he's so heavily against. Yes. But in the end, and I do think that, that this book requires at least some familiarity and appreciation for the characters. It you really know. does. Uh, for if, all if, the stuff that James Tynan is throwing at you with these different characters who have yes. had like old comics and old continuities that you really haven't seen a lot of in the past five, six years, it really takes a kind of appreciation. I think you get fully on board with what they're giving you here. Yeah, I, it, it really does. And, and in a way I wish it didn't, but at the same time, you know, if you, if you don't like these characters, you probably may, may never like it. That or might not be rag man. So, uh, you know, hopefully Ragman will become the leader of the team soon, and then we'll really get to get down and dirty with uh, one of our one of our men. Then, then I know Jim will get on board. He'll still be like, oh, well, Ragman. Yeah, not this Ragman. Not this Ragman. So that's awesome. But for me personally, I just couldn't deny. I, I read it twice or more or less in a row just to make sure I wasn't, uh, you know, just getting gassed for just, you know, seeing little certain scenes. And they did have their effect, but I just – I really liked this. I thought yeah. this was a really solidly – 
told book. The art is really great. You know what I mean? I have no problems with that. I love the way magic was rendered. I like the double uh, page spreads. There were a lot of those, and they really made the the issue more dynamic than it was, considering a lot of it was people standing around in a bar talking or yeah. remembering a funeral. But uh, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I just really thought that that beginning, how somber it was, did set the mood for what Bobo is and who he's been since we started the series. Yeah, I, I you know, we, we like you said, we're getting a Bobo story here. You know, we're obviously going to learn more about his character, and hopefully, it won't play out over six issues or more. It'll just be a couple, you know, two or three. Right. But we'll see how that that goes on. Uh, how do we do, Jim? Huh? You did great. Did you yeah, guys did give right. scores? I didn't even no, care. I, <laughs> I got on this. I'm, I'm going to give this, you know, and this is definitely a, you know, Reggie likes the, all the characters and what's going on in this book. Uh, eight out of ten. Yeah, I would go and give this book. I really enjoyed the art, and I enjoy most of the characters. And I, don't, I don't, I don't, hate, I hate magical lands that DC tries to do. I'm going to deal with this mirror <laughs> shit if I have to. But yeah. as long as I'm saying Blue Devil's there, maybe the rest of the Shadow Packs there, except for you know Nightshade. I know she's out and about doing something. I do look forward to that. But this is the whole idea, you know, Constantine. He said that this thing we could use might be over near Mary. I think we just learned about. So it's a good thing we're going to go there next. Oh, there's a problem. Oh, is there? Too bad. We just have to do this thing because Constantine said so. But that was a bit of a forced thing that I really Definitely. did not care for in this John, issue leading into the whole arc. But overall, I had some fun with this issue. I like seeing that we do get the, like, the funeral of you know Nightmaster. It's like a little thing where he's not this known, well-known character. We did see that Bobo had an affection towards him, and was, he was at the Oblivion Bar all the time, it seemed like, back in Metal. So I do like to see that we did get this and a progression of Bobo's character becoming the new one. So I gave this a 7.5 out of 10. Woo! All right. All no right. score yes, from you, Mr. Warren? No, no score. I'm not no involved. Score. Nope. Oh, I'm not okay. involved in any scoring for this. 6.5. Whoa. I, I, <laughs> a lot better than I, I actually thought, thought that uh, Bobo seemed a little out of proportion while he was sitting at the bar. Uh, that was one thing that threw me off. Other than that, I think the art's great. But, yeah, I think that you have to know these characters. I don't know about them and don't really care about them. This is a side of the DCU that is just not my I thing. I still think that the first, definitely the first few issues were, were a pretty good introduction. Yeah, yeah. To these I characters. Of those but characters. I would say at this point, if you weren't, you know, now, and, and the other thing that I'm saying started. is the one thing that does, uh, you know, worry me that I said to Eric is the idea. And you even kind of said, just say this Bobo story's four issues, right? right. You know, you could see that, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's a quarter of the year. I, this yeah. only comes out once a month. This is being written in my mind with the amount of characters it's being written as if it was a twice a month book that maybe it will be eventually. It's not as long as the solicits. So if you're going to spend four issues on each character, we are going to be well past a year and a half before we actually get past these individual, you know, vignettes to get to a story. And I know he's throwing the story in as you're going as well, but there's, it just to me, it's written. He is a guy who is used to now writing books twice a month month and that's where i think that heavy narration comes in with him because he's got to catch up he's got to you make a good point too because you may not live that long too yeah really a recent doctor uh, visit seriously i I came home and the doctor actually told me that you better go get this other medicine quick i came home and i was freaking out because i couldn't find my insurance card and then i accidentally accidentally unplugged the uh he also asked if i had a living will long form comic book stories right now mr warner uh Keep it simple. Read a little more Little Lulu. That's what he and said. He said, uh, you know, read Harley is what he said. He just oh, wanted me to die. Plug? He wanted oh, me to good. D- die. 
Good segue, yeah, good segue. 6.5. But we're going to go now to Harley Quinn. And, yeah, I took over this book. It's Harley Quinn number 54, uh, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Lucas Wernick, Gabe Altieb, and Dave Sharp. Now, since I have taken over this book, but yet it is in the Reggie section, that means in my mind that uh, I should come up with in. a song. That I need to come up with a song, and it, it could be my shining moment. The problem is, is I my voice is killing me still. It, it's a little better, but I'm just setting it up so if my voice cracks, I have a deal. Because just, just, just sing it as badly as I do. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for songs for me to be able to sing this. Here we go. I think Eric will enjoy this. If you guys want to clap or sing along, go right in. It's one of Eric's hits. Here we go. Huh. Give me a give me a a, a C. Can you do? <laughs> Here we go. And this is about Harley Quinn. Sam Humphreys should be fired. It's my one desire. <laughs> Believe when I say someone else should write Harley. Tell me why it's nothing but a heartache. Tell me why him on this book was a mistake. Tell me why I can't wait till I hear them say Sam Humphreys is off Harley. Eric gives Jess no joy. She has needs. He plays with toys. Believe she'll leave one day. She has nothing to do with Harley. Sam Humphreys should be a Harley. <laughs> Tell me why Eric's relationships won't last. Tell me why he plays with toys on his fat ass. Tell me why Jess is gonna leave him someday. And Humphrey shouldn't ride Harley. There we go, guys. Wow, that was incredible. Thank you. What I liked about that, I think the best about that is how much insight you got into the Harley book, especially really targeting Harley Quinn specifically. And that was good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Now we get to talk about the issue. Which uh, song? It's that, that, what, not, <laughs> which issue? Sing that song again? Yeah. Why not? You, you like that? <laughs> My issue or this issue? What are we doing here? <laughs> here we go. Uh, the issue goes from last issue that we had Harley doing her YouTube stuff. And right away, we've talked oh, about it last time. We talked about this book. It, it's all a mess. And the idea that we had those setups of, oh, no, how's Harley going to get a job? What job is she going to have? What job is she going to have? And then out of nowhere – she is already a YouTube star, but yet this doesn't solve any of her problems, and it never works. And through this whole issue, Sam Humphreys does not know whether he wants to be a satire of YouTube, a scathing, you know, diss on YouTube viewers, and, and he doesn't do anything with it. He does nothing with this. In the meantime, you have Minor Disaster, who actually is – a pretty decent character. Like, I would like to see more of her done by somebody who could actually write something funny. She is set up to be a very funny character in this whole concept, but it's nonsense. You ended up last issue where Harley flipped out and started yelling and screaming and being sad. Goddamn bloodsuckers. Well, not, yeah, saying that people were bloodsuckers. Well, and I said, if you were listening last time, I said, this is going to end up that everybody's going to say, man, she really told us. I love her. It's exactly what happens. And I want to know, did, did we get the idea? 
idea before that she was doing this because of the damage she caused yeah. with Captain no, Triumph. This is before. the problem is yes, the, yes. the whole thing is a continuation from months ago where think, she came back from Apocalypse. Yeah, when she yeah, came that, back from Apocalypse. Now. now it's all about Captain yeah, I know. Triumph. When she like, came back like, from Apocalypse, what? it seemed like she needed money for the rent. Now it's the damage. He doesn't even know what the story's about. I love the art, though. I'll tell you. Uh, they, anybody who gets on this book, and this is this Lucas Wernick. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. And he's really, really good. Yeah, he's really good. And so she's there, her mom's there, and and really by the end of this issue, and you, uh, Reggie, you told me that somebody had pointed out that they think that this was going to be Poison Ivy. And yeah. and you had to end up, Poison Ivy is obviously, as far as we know, dead in, in the sanctuary in crisis. Oh, uh, no. So you have her mom here to get to the ending cliffhanger where her family shows up with her mom. Oh, uh, so God. it doesn't even make sense yeah. within I mean, the deal. I- that was really the that was really the point when I wrote you and I was like, can someone else do this fucking yeah, book? It's so they don't bad. Shit. There, there, are, there were a couple of things worth noting, and you're right. Minor disaster and her relationship to her father, major disaster, is the only thing That's of any real interest in this. Even, even though it gets played, it, it does. We get, don't yeah. get really enough of it, no. and it gets played for a heart. A heart tug, which in, I thought in was a book that you inside. don't need it, and this is where you don't I really don't, need it, yeah. where where I see people and people have reviews. I sent some of the reviews. I believe it was this week or the last issue. I sent reviews to Reggie. I'm like, get this, and uh, so people are like, man, this is such a great deal to show that Harley is a hero at heart. Well, number one. That's what this series has been about since day one. What do you know? That's what it's been about, <laughs> and it's been better. So you have where Sam Humphreys also, uh, Petite Tina, not a bad idea to have her in the book. He does nothing with her. He well, does the thing nothing is we at had all with side her. characters that we've completely forgotten about in order yeah. to have Petite we had Tina Egg here. We, me and Eric were talking about, and in my review, it's I kind of threw a little script doctor deal in, where you have Harley on YouTube. We talked about this a bit last issue, where you can have... Have, there's a lot of opportunity for some laughs. I, yeah. I said my idea is that Harley, everybody thinks of Harley as the craziest character in the DCU. So why not have it where she goes to go on YouTube and realizes she's not as crazy as she thought? Like one a kid in Saskatchewan is even crazier than her. So she has yeah. to up the ante, get Egg Foo involved. And, and really, if you really want to go with it, me and Eric want to see Harley as jackass. Where it's just I like, am Harley Quinn and this yeah. is what I call the scatapult. This Scatapult. You have the scatapult that he's never – you have that. You have egg foo. Like, uh, I'm Harley Quinn, and oh, this God. is what I call scrambled eggs. And you <gasps> have egg foo. No. You have, you have goat man. You have so much yeah, there's crazy so many shit. things. You have her beaver. Yeah. You, you it, would know? Be funnier though, it would be funnier though if she was getting killed just by somebody unboxing a loot crate. Yeah, that was it. yeah that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, where Harley <laughs> ends up doing all the craziness that Harley's known for. And Dan Stransky's unboxing <laughs> of a loot crate beats her. And this would drive her nuts. And to the point where she needs to try to get this money. This money thing is just there to be there now. This whole idea of them being internet stars came out of nowhere. But yet everybody in this universe, oh man, Harley Quinn's got another video. There never was the build up to that so that the payoff means nothing. 
And he is just throwing shit out there. And, and really, I was waiting for Johnny DC to come back, Joe, and so I could kill somebody. Because at the one page, she's like, you know, we could fight for a couple pages. I'm like, really? Sam Humphries has this weird checklist uh, of what he thinks is in a Harley book. You break the fourth wall. Check. Mm-hmm. You don't tell any jokes. Check. You bore the shit out of Jim. Check. I mean, he's hitting all the marks here. But it's he's just doing ridiculous. A good job, yeah. It's ridiculous. You, like, you have this whole plethora of other characters that that this book is really based on not here and the only thing that happens when you do have minor disaster dad shows up i do think it was funny that he's so stupid that where's guy gardner she's like dad he's not here that was me that was okay all right baby whatever you say but where is that guy out of nowhere he's like he's like you you go to hell, but if you see Guy Gardner, tell him I'm yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. He's going that really to so, hell. That was the only, that was the only thing, because then, out of nowhere, I mean, I know that it fits the story, and it's it's hilarious, where you go up in space to, to the space station with the people and, they, you know, the astronauts with the monkeys. And I'm like, really? Well, what are you doing here? Those, Just those are apes. Yeah, yeah, you, you stinking ape. <laughs> Bright eyes, but you, you have that. It's just so stupid because – you had minor disaster get upset that her dad dissed her. She smashes the disaster dial that then produces not a minor disaster, a complete utter, disaster, huge disaster where you have Coney Island is breaking off from New York. It's going out into, into this deal in this whirlpool. Petite Tina's there. You end up having like this big moment with her where all the people of Coney Island, instead of running away, they go and help her. Hey, that's that. And even then, though, it's hey, that's that monstrosity that I saw on the <laughs> Like when YouTube channel start no helping. Respect. No respect. That's okay. Uh, it'd be funny at the one point I thought that she was going to pull a meatballs and just let go of the rope, almost like meatballs and a uh, Revenge of the Nerds, but uh, that would have killed them. So I'm glad no, she yeah, did. That would have been the end yeah, of Yeah, then them, I just no, wanted no. it I, happening. I just don't though. understand. We have this disaster dial that is set up to be a minor disaster. Yeah. It's even in her name where she just does minor disaster. She has built a dial that does this. Now, because she breaks it, it causes a major, major disaster. disaster, and the only way to stop that disaster by is a saved by a, a major disaster. I'm like, and, and why does it all have to show up at one point? Like, how is this disaster that you're using this dial for actually a disaster if it's actually fixing something else? And, I don't yeah. understand your idea. behind this. And the, the worst part of this is she ends up going to her father. And saying, oh, man, look, you know, I, I'm kicking ass. Everybody thinks that Harley's a joke and I'm going to there. She's done and on the Internet. And you even have that where I think that Sam Humphreys was trying to get the idea of an older a dad not understanding YouTube and how things work. It doesn't play out. It doesn't go far enough. I thought that that could have been a little funny where he doesn't get what YouTube is. So you're going with that yeah, whole yeah, idea yeah. of like my kids showing me. He doesn't do that, no, no. Yeah. And it. He doesn't understand, but then he's like, you want to get my attention? Why don't you kill her? And and then she's like, yeah, I'm going to kill her. But then she doesn't. And then when this happens and she saves, you know, everybody with this volcano that happens, a secondary disaster that stops the first disaster, you never really get an ending of the entire story. Yeah. And it's just there that it's almost like just a plug. And then she's like, oh, man, I made a volcano. I saved the day. Everybody's, yay, all right. Petite Tina gets uh, the key to the city. And then you have minor disaster sitting at home calling her dad. 
And her dad calls her, hey, I saw what you did. Yeah, maybe we can get together. Then she says, all Book right. Dad. And that, but she says right away, he doesn't even go full out with that because she's like, you mean it? How about tomorrow? If you're free, I'll, oh, tomorrow? No, that's looking pretty rough. Never mind, Dad. You know like, what, Dad? I'll make my own like legacy. That's her strong mm-hmm. moment, but she was going to join him if he was available the next Look, if he's my time, she became but, a yeah. stripper. But yeah, well, even if he's, I, hey, I want something because it doesn't end. You just have all <laughs> this things at the end just boom the story later. was nothing and then it ends with harley two months later man i love christmas look at me and my christmas garb still only you know petite tina and coach where are the rest of the people and and you didn't even now they're in the house they that whole thing was resolved out of nowhere of getting the money to pay for both you know captain triumph and the building being well, torn down that is, building being we, torn down we, was totally pushed aside i thought you resolved that before though with the no. whole guy that wanted to do that i thought we resolved that whole thing and when we went into the captain triumph deal and now the whole thing about money became about the disasters yeah, that just, she caused I, the captain. I, I don't think anything has been resolved we don't even see them pay off the money for what captain triumph did you just no. end up with a, you know, was it? Why not even just have, hey, we're going to give the key to the city to Petite Tina, the hero of Coney Island. Oh, and by the way, Harley doesn't owe any money anymore. Woo! Yeah. You could resolve it well, right you there. To, you have to assume they had to clear that with the bursar before getting the and key. Plus, so why, that's something isn't, had to why isn't Petite Tina trying to bite that key thinking it's chocolate? That's all I need. That's what you would do. That's the first thing you would do. Hey, why out of that bite box? (laughs) I thought it was chocolate. Oh, that's the best. But yeah, she's there and like, oh, man, we're going to have a great holiday season. Oh, this is going to be great. Ding dong. Oh, no. It's my family. Her mother has been there the whole time and just left. She does mention, oh, my mom left. I was like, well, no one gives a fuck about this book, so why the hell am I even... One one thing about it, though, it looks like her one brother is a goth kid. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he might be a fan of the Here's the other thing, though, that's weird about this is... Well, not weird, but it's bullshit about... Uh, we've seen her family in this book multiple times. There hasn't. This isn't like, oh man, we've never seen this family. We have. They have been involved, and the mother has been in this since she came back from Apocalypse. Like we said, we think that it was going to be Poison Ivy, but they had to push her out. But how do you have it at the end where it's like, oh no, my family, what am I going to do now? You were just hanging out with your mother for months. And it's because Tom King thinks this is the Harley Quinn that's in continuity for some reason. (laughs) This book is not funny. It's nothing. It is a bunch of nothing. This same thing happened. I think it must have been Palmiati and Connor's run where the family, her yeah, family, the family showed, showed up. up. And it yeah. was like, oh, what are we going to do? And it turned out it didn't really fucking matter. Everything went along fine. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So they're, they're pulling this again where it's like, why would she be upset by That's this? That's what She's I'm saying. Gonna, we, we already had this. If you've been it's, reading this, really, this, it, this it is... really just struck me as one of these things where no one's minding the store. No one no. cares. They're they just, just keep going. This. It's just cranking it out. It is. And that's what gets me out. We also believe, if I remember right, not only did the the parents come and visit Harley, but Harley was also on the road at one point and oh, visited yeah, she them. Went down to Florida. Yeah, she, she visited went, she them. them in Florida. That's yeah. where she really got to yep. know. Like they, they do like Remember, many they, crimes. Yeah, together. they were. They did, and they at one point they were talking like it seemed like they were getting a little sexier. 
<laughs> it was okay. Was you had the brothers there as well. It, this is just, it, it's just nonsense. It's it's complete and utter nonsense. But I really did like the art, and I do like so that I. character of Minor Disaster. But the way it so ended, I. I wish that there was something more. And the character to I me, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we'll ever see her again. And that's my not. problem. My that's problem is there thing. was no reason why Sam Humphrey shouldn't have had it where when Harley does see her father ditch her, and then tells her. Basically, kind of going from the heart and talking almost like her with the Joker as well. Don't let other people make you do this or make you do that. Make your own way. This was the perfect opportunity to get her as part of this book. And I think that she would have played very well as a compliment to Harley, especially if you're not going to use all the other characters we had. Harley as a book always does well when Harley has a lot of other characters to play off of. And yeah. I think Minor Disaster was good enough to be one of those. And like I, mean, I look, said, you, you want to set up your own cast of characters and fine, but yeah, get do to it. it. Yeah, do, do it. it. You know, uh, uh, yeah. And I, I thought mean, that, that was, that has been like, got a dozen, a dozen issues now or more with Sam. It's, just, oh, and, uh, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's been so bad. And, and you, and you know, I got to say the phrase that keeps coming back to me again and again is every opportunity missed. It's every missed time to do yeah. something interesting or funny just falls flat. The only thing that the only scene I liked at all in this book was that few pages with my minor disaster yeah. and major disaster. And like I said, Where's that guy, Gunner, baby? That, that, that was, that was funny. funny. Because he's so dumb. And I like that. When it is, and he, and he's such an asshole to her. Here was the best. And I'll, I'll do that because she, he shows up. He thinks Guy Gardner's there. She tricked him into – because she has to do that to get him there. And he goes, boy, first you chase Guy Gardner away. She's like, but Guy Gardner wasn't even here. That <laughs> was the strongest even, part that was of this so, That was funny. Absolutely. And then he's, you know, he's, I want to team up. But then it gets, I'm, I'm telling you, this is where I think that, again, missed opportunity. It's like, hey, first you chase Guy Gardner away. She's like, hey, he wasn't really here. Then you screw up big time and you're the, but I wanted to team up. Team up with me? You're a nobody. You should, and he gets so mean, and it yeah. really takes the humor out. This shouldn't be that type of book. Plus, All of a sudden, everything gets real. Plus, I'm thinking, wait a second. Oh, Penny, God. A dad who's mad? Is this the penguin's wife? That's what Uh-oh. we kept thinking of. Because we kept thinking about who Penny was. And they did say the dad kept coming around. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, it's just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. And say this goes on and you do have – would you rather have Minor Disaster as Harley's big villain? Or would you like her in the book trying to make her own deal with Harley? It's yeah. there's no question that she have should her, have be, her be more kind of a roguish hero, kind of like Harley. Yeah, you know I'd like to have the series canceled. Yeah, I would too. But it's yeah, it's going to be, be once a month. That would be cool. Uh, I mean, really, all this book is now based on is how many songs I can make about Eric before we like do it. it. And that's all it's going to be. <laughs> that's uh, that's not going to help Eric's opinion of the book. I got news oh, for That didn't raise uh, your score about your fat no. ass. It didn't. Oh, I man. mean, the thing, the thing is with this book, like, and we've said this so many times before, uh, you know, I think Jim is the biggest Harley fan. None of us, though, yeah. are, could even be called like big Harley fans. No, it's not like we, I grew we, we up loving of, Harley, but I am the biggest fan of sort of review this book academically and like take it for, you know, what it is and expect to see certain things. I would love to see or hear the opinion of a, di- a died in the wool yeah. Harley fan, somebody that loves the character. And somebody who's what loved it and followed the book since, run? you know, it came right, back. Right, right. And- somebody that's been reading it at least for a good amount of time knows about Amanda and Connor. It's a great series that shows how Harley Quinn can be a hero. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right from the comic <laughs> book roundup, isn't it? 
Right. And then, and then we've seen this, and, and it's just <laughs> oh, it, it just drives me insane. And it's just we've seen everything that he gives, and and really, this is the weirdest hey, thing. Hey, watch your blood pressure. Where Jim. we used to say about like, oh, if you like Harley, you'll like this. We we haven't said that in a while. No, but really, I like Harley. When I'm would you, like when this. would you ever think that you'd hear the words that? Please, just give me one holy cremoli. That's all I need. He can't even do that. I mean, he has her say to say. At least she's not saying "asta la vodka" here. Asta but la vodka, even baby. then, it's like she says things and comes off. It doesn't even sound like her. I, I don't even know what you know the deal she is. The Palmiotti and Connors spent years developing what this iteration of Harley ex- is exactly yes. is. Now you're just going away from it. You're, yeah. You jump on, you did no background. I'm like, you son of a bitch. What are you doing here? Get out of here, like, Sam yeah. Humphries. Nobody wants you. Yeah, yeah. And and at the one point, like her big thing is Harley yelling about uh, minor disaster. I'll show her. I'm going to make her look like a bigger, dumber idiot in front of two internets. Oh, Jesus. Really? Please. Get, get done. Be done with you. But yeah, I give it a four out of ten, and that was mainly for art. The art's really good, which and I, good. I had one little chuckle <laughs> with, with Major Disaster, but only because he's a dummy. Uh, but yeah, what would you give it, Reggie? Would you give it four out of ten? Four out of ten, yeah. Yeah, that's not the same thing. Yeah. And and like I said, the art, even even like looking at that last panel, her face looks really like this is a really talented dude. I want to keep my eye on this. Yeah, on this I, I'm telling guy, you, see what he's up he, to. He is really really, he really good. impressed me. Yeah, even story, like Petit Tina looks great, and and one yeah. of those where. Uh, he's just been on this a bit. And usually what we have, and, and Harley's a book that this is a very particular thing with it, is that when somebody jumps on the book, we've seen it many a time, where they can't keep that consistent look for Harley throughout the issue. Right. They have a lot of problems. He nails it every time. Him and, uh, you know, Petit Tina and Harley look fantastic throughout. And I, I was really impressed. So, yeah, that's why it's uh, it, without his art. It, it, this could have been a two. Oh, God, it was yeah. that bad. Garbage. It was that I mean, to be bad. honest, it's still a garbage book. Don't, it is. Don't waste your yeah, money I would on, not waste but... my money on this. Uh, what yeah. about you, Eric? What would you give him? Me, I really like you. I really enjoy the art, and I really love the whole major disaster showing up being an idiot bit because <laughs> the only part of the book that did make me laugh. But I'm just so through with Harley now, and Sam Humphreys, and his like you know nine issues wherever he's been on. Yeah, just is running it into the goddamn ground, making me hate it more than I hated is it during the, the time where I thought the think? series was low. Maybe yeah. let's put let's put Humphreys on this. We need to get this thing over with. No. but it, I'm giving it a fuck you five, even with the art, because I don't like reading Harley at all anymore. It's more of a hindrance of my week whenever it has to come. I'm like, fuck, what do I got to do this week? Go to work? Oh shit, I got to read Harley too. Yeah. Shit, which one's worse? Go to yeah. work. Whatever you ever say, what do I have to do this week? Go to work. You're like, but well, maybe I'll go. To yeah, work. really. <laughs> Tuesday morning, he's like, man, thank God it's Friday. And that, that's the truth. Though that doesn't always mean he's going to take off. It does make me giggle. It used to be uh, heading for the. You haven't used the dusty trail one. Uh, the old dusty trail. It, it's Tuesday yeah. afternoon. You going into town. The old dusty trail. There he goes. But yeah, uh, we're done with this. But uh, do we have a? Uh, we do have a Sandman yeah. universe book, don't we? That's right. We have. Uh, what the hell was it? It was Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that a lot of people. And the Get Fresh Group, beep, boom. They uh, are really into the Sandman Universe book. So I'm glad that you and Chris uh, decided Some to do it. Some quality books. Yeah, yeah have a good yeah. time with it. Yeah, so we'll go off to that uh, right about now. Yeah. Sam Humphreys should be fired. It's my one 
desire believe when I say someone else should write Harley Eric gives Jess no joy she has needs she plays with toys believe she'll leave one day Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have what book form? We've got the second issue of Lucifer. And this is uh, of Red Death and Ginger Tomcats. And oh boy, I love that title already. Uh, this is by uh, Dan Waters, uh, Max Fiumara, and Sebastian Fiumara, and Dave McKeg. And uh, we open, and uh, if you remember, Lucifer was trapped somewhere some, last issue village, and uh like a european op- village of some kind right yeah like like some little fairy tale village <laughs> and uh we open and he's still there um and he's uncovered part of a giant statue of a man we've got other folks in the area gathering around just to check it out see what he's up to uh looks like a big brute of a guy with a sharp talon instead of an index finger or like or attached to his index yeah, finger this is the statue of course yeah. Yeah, um, now Lucifer is sure that this is the image of the person that's imprisoned everyone there. Uh, Jack, possibly the Ripper, is uh, impressed by the talent. Yeah, one of the guys hanging out that has like a clown wig on. I don't know what I don't know yeah, what, what the importance I, of him was, but sure. <laughs> now we go over to the waking world and uh, we go to Gately House Rehab Facility, where John, uh, the fellow that we've been following around last issue, he's speaking to one of the staff, a fellow named Robert. Uh, John's deceased wife Penny had mentioned Robert. Uh, Robert uses some kind of magic in order to find out whether or not John knows something important, but ultimately discerns that he does not. His eyes flash like black a little bit yes. weird, but that's just for one panel. Yeah. Now, Robert tells John to go home, sleep it off. No big whoop, you know. Uh, now, in the halls of Gately House, John hears a blood-curdling shriek. Uh, the hooded giant that let John in last issue mm. says it's uh, merely one of their older residents. So uh, I guess just one of those normal senses shattering screams of the elderly. Sure, yeah. yeah. My grandma used to let those out. We rattle the window panes. We were like, oh, God. There she goes again. There she goes again. <laughs> At 2.30 a.m. Uh, <laughs> now, John is really discombobulated by this eerie screaming. Uh, he doesn't notice that this hooded giant also has a talon on his index finger like the statue that we saw. But, uh, I mean, not that he would know to make a no, connection. No, not that he cares, it's true. But, <laughs> but uh, it is made abundantly clear to the reader. We do, it is, uh, they, they do point to they it. They even so. got to zoom in on it, I think. Right on there, yeah. whole panel is They make hand. sure yeah. you know it's there. So, as John pushes to the outside of Gately House, uh, the giant lets himself inside the elderly screaming woman's room. Uh, it's padlocked from the outside, for one thing. And inside, there's a mottled skull on an altar and a piece of cl- a bit of cloth under it. But uh, mm. looks like that did stop the shrieking, so maybe it just needed attention, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, over at the local motel, John is drinking alone, listening to his voicemails. And one of them is his doctor saying that something showed up on a recent CAT scan. Might be a tumor, he says. He should make an appointment. Back to wherever Lucifer is stuck. Two witches are spying his dig from their attic lair. One gets the impression that they're they're stuck in that attic. But maybe not. I wasn't positive, you know. But yeah. why would they... 
everyone else in town seems to be outside. Maybe, be able to walk around and maybe live, they're yeah. trying to keep their skin, you know, with a crease free or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so too late, ladies. Anyway, there's a there's a very old one and a much younger one of these two witches, but they're both looking pretty craggy and witchy. Like I say, <laughs> they're they're not looking. It's not the younger one has got a baby face or anything. Uh, these witches are blind, so they steal a cat's eye to watch the proceedings, uh, which reminds the younger witch of a story. Yes, it seems that during the time of the plague, two witches representing two of the three natures of Hecate called upon Lucifer. Uh, That would be the goddess of witchcraft to us mere mortals, of course. Uh, So they had the old woman, or, or crone, and the adult woman, or mother. Uh, the, and these witches wanted Lucifer to find the younger witch, they call the Maiden. And so Lucifer heads out to do just that. Nearby, the local duke has imprisoned a woman and accused her of being a witch. He says she can admit it or she will be executed in the morning, which that's, really doesn't give her much. One of, one of those win-win situations, they <laughs> yes. call that, right? <laughs> no, of course, if she admits to being a witch... Well, they're going to kill her anyway. Right. But, uh, at least at least she'll go to the afterworld with a clean conscience. That's right. <laughs> now, the women insist that she's a defa- the, the woman insists that she's a devout Christian and the duke leaves her to her prison for the time being. Lucifer appears to the girl and says he can help if she'll renounce God. And she says she won't do it. Lucifer tells her to suit herself, uh, but she can change her mind at any time by just renouncing God. Right. And, uh, you know, that probably comes with a 90-day warranty, right? <laughs> Act now, exactly. You know, <laughs> time is if you call away. now, <laughs> right. you know, he'll, he'll save you twice. <laughs> uh, now, that evening, an orange cat comes to hang out with the young woman. She knows the Duke will kill it if he sees the cat, but she just can't give it up. In the morning, the Duke threatens the cat immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Unable to bear the thought of it, the woman renounces God. And so Lucifer crawls out of the cat's mouth. Uh, so I guess we assume that he might have really been the cat all along. I, I, that's my assumption. Or I don't remember seeing the cat after that. I'll put it that way. No, he was, there I, was I no cat anymore. I don't think I want to see the cat after that if he was there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he either inhabited a cat or became a cat. Something became like a cat. Yes, and uh, and outside the body of this cat, he gives everyone in the castle the plague. That's right, except for the maiden, of course, except for the girl, who he's yeah. rescuing. So uh, yeah, that was something. Uh, the way the duke grabbed the cat immediately too it was almost like there was a magnet in the cat. Its neck, like, like what? This, this guy can't like even take a breath before he starts threatening a cat. That's like his uh, yep. reason for living. Uh, now, Lucifer takes this young woman over to the other two witches so their coven can be complete. But before he leaves, the mother witch catches the plague and dies, returning the coven back to two members. You just can't make a deal with Satan, folks. You're always going to get learn. Yeah. You're always going to get jerked. Uh, in the present, Lucifer continues to dig at that statue. Uncovering another statue, which we don't actually see very well in the art, but it is they discuss it. Uh, In the real world, John sits on a park bench across the street from Gately House. He's drunk, looking at an old photograph of him and his deceased wife, Penny. He shakes his fist and yells at Gately House, literally (laughs) like an old coot, uh, but essentially tells the structure that he won't be pressing the issue of this wife's mysterious death any further. Uh, The house didn't, didn't tell the two thugs that come out of it, uh, and start to menace him. Uh, and John flails for a while while they close in on him, and he this reveals that one of them has a giant eyeball for a head. Having huh. seen this guy's true face, the two hoodlums take off. Now that now that yes. John has seen the true face, 
Yes. Uh, then a giant mass with a mouth forms in front of the door of Gately House. Uh, I think we saw something like this at John's apartment last right. issue. Yeah, something weird and, like this. Yeah. And it asked John if he has seen Lucifer. Speaking of Lucifer, back wherever the hell he is, a woman is looking for him. She finds him at the bottom of a pit, bloodied and broken. And uh, when we say broken, we mean like really, really broken. It's like one of his legs is just barely hanging on. Like, uh, like it's he's wearing pants. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, the woman drags <laughs> Lucifer back to her house. Uh, we got ravens trailing all the way. And that's the bird, not the titan. Right. Uh, now, Lucifer <laughs> says that he recognized the first statue. That was the one with the talon. And the woman says that his name is Lucifer. I don't. Yeah. I, well, I, 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 I was she describing the statue or him? I don't know. What, that, that, that's I, yeah. where it was unclear. And if that's Lucifer, how? Why? Okay. I don't really know. Is he the beast with the talent in the real world? Eh, who knows? <laughs> uh, this brings us to a flashback uh, where that uh, the same flashback we ended on last issue. We've got that hooded giant meeting with Lucifer, a more clean cut Luciferian Lucifer. Uh, but this is before the big guy was wearing the hood. Um, now, it seems that he is actually. Actually, Lucifer's son, and Lucifer's going to go introduce him to his mother, uh, the boy's mother. Uh, the the mother turns out to be a bloody skeleton filled with pulpy organs named Psychorax? Psychorax or Psychorax, maybe, sure. Yeah, and this turns out to be a character from uh, William Shakespeare play called The Tempest. She was an unseen witch, the mother of Caliban, suggesting that the hooded guy is that fellow, because his name is Caliban. Uh, He was a foil to Duke Prospero in the play, who just so happens to be the Duke that imprisoned the young woman that would become the maiden aspect of Hecate. Whoa. Everything comes together. It's a small world, after all. I think after we finish, we, when the Sandman universe is done, I think we actually will have degrees in Shakespearean literature. Yes. Uh, I feel like the more we read this, the more we have to like familiarize ourselves with Shakespeare. If it's not clear, Chris and I went to public schools as, as children. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and, you know, I read I, in my public school. I read Romeo and Juliet twice. Yep. And I think we did one other Hamlet one. Hamlet or Macbeth? We did Othello for sure. Mm. Um, we did not do Hamlet. I remember I, I wanted to know about that later. And I don't. Th- I think we might have done a mid- Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. So that's it. I mean, I don't really have, you know, everything else I know through osmosis or osmosis. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have, we might have to brush up on some of this old uh, the old bard, as they say. Yeah. Um, so what, what are your thoughts about this uh, issue, Chris? You know, there's some good stuff here. Um, everything that doesn't involve Lucifer, it seems. Uh, it's I, I like the story of the witches, the little flashback story. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Lucifer did play into that, but he wasn't the primary focus. Um, I like the stuff with John, kinda. Uh, I think John John's scenes were much stronger last issue. Yeah. Um, you know, we've to got. Be honest, uh, I forgot some of the details surrounding his the, yeah. his wife's death, uh, except that it was a mystery, and it kind of like came back to me a little bit. But as we got into it, I was like, "Oh yeah, what was the deal here?" Like I wasn't, I kind of like fell apart on it. Yeah, so. like he took her for a ride, and then they woke up, and she was she was impaled by a branch or yeah. something. But uh, I I like some of that stuff. But uh, anytime we've got Lucifer on panel, it's just like, eh. <laughs> just not not a big fan fan of it, and and it's like we talk about this Shakespeare thing, where you know it's like if you're a pitcher and you throw the ball to first base and the batter swings for some reason, yeah, you you didn't strike him out, you know, you threw the ball the wrong way, right? So like we're slipping in these references to Shakespeare that 
they're going over my head and I don't care enough to like research it. So they're not tickling me anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, okay, are we doing this just to be deep? I mean, and if we're doing it to be deep, can we do it with anything a little bit less cliche than Shakespeare? <laughs> right? Well, the, I mean, that's like the Shakespeare, of, Shakespeare uh, of the does. Poet. Yeah, he, he has his fans, though. I'll tell you, some people they just cannot let go of the old uh, shoulder-length hair fella that we know and love. Uh, yeah, you know the the Lucifer stuff. Unfortunately, for the guy that is the title character of the book, uh, it is the weakest stuff in the book. It's because we know it so little about what is happening. Like even and the whole thing with like the statues, everything seems allegorical. And yeah. ethereal, and like it seems, and it resets. Yeah. He's he's doing like a Groundhog's Day thing, right? Everything resets every day. Yeah. But it didn't seem to happen this time. But I wasn't even sure if a full day elapsed. So I wasn't. It's true. That's how unclear I am. And maybe that's by design. But it doesn't make it very pleasant to read. Uh, <laughs> although, if you notice, it, it they use it very. It becomes more sparing as we go through the book. They 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 refer less back to Lucifer. Uh, hmm. My favorite part was the witch's story. Which was just a story, as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was just yeah. a cool little story. I liked it because it was like Lucifer made a deal and jerked everybody. You know, made a deal with the maiden and jerked her, essentially mm-hmm. forced her to, and then to jerk, renounce God, then and then, jerk then, then the he play, inflicts the plague on everybody. I, you know what I mean? I mean? It's just like this is this is the kind of story I want to hear about Lucifer. You know what I mean? Sure. And, uh, and so, the, and and I thought that part was actually very strong. But it was a, it was a smidgen of the book overall, so yeah. I could I couldn't really give it you know I couldn't say that this book would be worth uh, reading for that thing. But I do think this book is coming into focus. Uh, I'm hoping maybe I'm maybe I'm yeah. naively <laughs> hoping it's coming into focus. But I do think it is. You know we are a little better off, but by inches where Lucifer is concerned than we were last, last issue. We were like, what? Is happening yeah. now. We know at we least didn't know if there were numerous, multiple Lucifers. We didn't know what was going why on. Why he was there? We now, still don't. <laughs> now we, but now we know he's trapped. Yes, and he's so trapped some, somewhere. Something, someone has done that. We know that the the statue has a talon. Lucifer's son has a talon. I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know, now we're doing, we're actually recording this kind of early in the week, so I'm not sure if you've given this year official score yet but where do you think you might land on this um I, i'm gonna have to read it again before i actually write it up but i'm right. thinking uh i'm thinking i'll probably fall in around 6.5 i think that's uh that's that's pretty fair you know uh and you you will reserve the right to change that score i want people of to <laughs> uh yeah I, th- I think you know i really was was kind of like eh, between six six point five i think i, I think I'd go six point five really on the on the basis of uh you know that which story and the real world scenes being pretty compelling. There's, there's, there's I, neat I, stuff here. It's just so weirdly placed. It's, I like that. I like that thug is like his head turning into an eye. Like what, <laughs> what was, whatever that is, I, I liked it, but I don't know what it meant or what it, what the implications are. But sure, that was cool. You know what I mean? So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'll I'll ride with you on that. I'll do a six point five yeah. on this, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Whether we can edge up that score or whether it's going to continue to go down because i believe i was seven last week no or was i six point five? I, I don't remember i think we were around we were we, we were at an average score yeah, yeah. We, we, we were at a we weren't thing. blown away yeah now because it's so early in the week i'm actually not positive i can't guarantee that books of magic number two is coming out next week and plus i did see that in january there are two issues of book of Ma- books of magic coming out 
Okay. Which, so maybe it's getting pushed. Or maybe it's coming out next week because it's the fifth week. And then so it won't come out for December. You know, it's, it's mm. schedules getting hinky, but we'll we'll find out <laughs> when we get there. If there is a book, then we'll uh, cover it. We will cover it. If there isn't, we'll probably take a break, folks. We got that's true. We got a lot of recording going on in the background <laughs> here. But uh, I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? No, nah, it'll do it. So next week, folks, I want you to keep it dreamy. See you. In the afterlife, you could be headed for the serious drive. Now you make the scene all day, but tomorrow they'll be held to pay. In the year 1947, the United States of America introduced a new symbol to measure the likelihood of time that it would take for a world event to occur that would lead to annihilation the doomsday clock many believe this was just cold war propaganda an agenda politically driven to promote fear others however felt that the threat was very very real i on the other hand had a different interpretation of the world's events i saw it as a universal premonition for a new beginning. The final hour is approaching and I shall bring it forth. Tick-tock. 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 Indeed, welcome to the Rant Raves for this week. We have a couple of them. If you want to be involved in the Rant Raves, the best way to do it is to record something and send it into our email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh my, I need pills and I need them bad. But we're going to start out this week's Rant and Raves with... You know, somebody who I like to go on the street. He, he is a man of the street, a man of the people. He's also our youth correspondent. It's Jolly Drew. When was the last time you used? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Reminder. Tiger blood. Adonis DNA. You. Booger blood. Poo-poo DNA. 
screaming arrogance. Jolly Drew again. I'm your fucking youth correspondent. Here to tell you all about my fucking favorite DC book. I'm gonna keep a Hondo P baby and tell you all about Teen Titans. Um, Teen Titans is full of so much win right now. This book fucks so hard. To be honest, like, Adam Glass and Bernard Chang are my true OTP. That building went and exploded, but it's all Gucci for my fucking squad. Jin is definitely hiding something, and oh yeah, uh, Crush is getting salty for, like, holding up an entire building. You go, girl. Uh, I totally ship Red Arrow and Kid Flash. Uh, they're totally about to smash a baby. Oh, uh, speaking of which, watch out for Red Arrow, cause mama, she a baddie. When was the last time you used Whoa, 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 whoa. Reminder. Tiger blood. Adonis DNA. You. Booger blood. Poo-poo DNA. Poo-poo DNA, indeed. I, I can't even bring myself to interrupt Jelly Drew when he is the youth correspondent. I just wait for the whole time for him to say, watch out for that red arrow. She a baddie. And yeah, I I have no idea what our youth correspondent said in half of that, but I like the way he said it. So yes, thank you, Jelly Drew. You always put a smile on my face, and we're going to go on to another rant and rave. And really, we only have two tonight. So this is the last rant and rave, just like the mail. Not a lot of not a lot of get fresh croup, beep boop interaction this week. It's a holiday weekend here in the States, though. So we're going to go off to my man, who also makes me smile all the time, Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Erkin. Hello, Mother. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving. Well, I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, in the States, that is. I know our Scandinavian neighbors had a Thanksgiving about a month earlier. I don't believe our friends from Britain land in the UK uh, celebrate the Thanksgiving. No, and in fact, Luke Hollywood doesn't even know what a turkey is, it seems. Nor does the rest of the world. But anyway, I hope you had a... You can still give thanks, though, right? You can still get together and give thanks. A good weekend or weekend. Depending on when you're listening to this. So, like I said, a shout out to everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop! And a special shout out, a special shout out to, I think he is the de facto king of the Get Fresh crew now. I believe it might be. Pete from NYC. Pete has from been NYC. Elevated My from man, Prime Pete Minister from NYC. King of the Get Fresh crew in the absence of Richard Richardson. There's no limitation. So I don't think we'll ever hear from Richard Richardson again. I don't think Although so. Although Jim said you know how you can know how to get a hold of him if you really try, but I don't know how to get a hold of him because no. I guess I'm just a big dummy. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. You have to look but into anyway, it. That's about all I've got to say about that. Uh, giving a shout out to everyone. Shout out. Comics, comics, comics. So I was listening to the sales podcast on patreon.com slash weird science. So guys, if you want to listen to the sales podcast, you go to patreon.com slash weird science. And I noticed that the uh, art germ variant, the art germ foil variant of Supergirl yeah. sold apparently Fifteen million seven hundred eighty-three thousand copies, approximately, or some ridiculous number. And yeah, there is a ridiculous while number. I I did enjoy the I bought the comic and I bought the foil cover, nice. and I did enjoy it. And I guess art germ and foil. You're talking making make uh, you add art germ plus foil, 
and basically the whole economics of the universe get turned inside out because of how much that means to everything in this world. Making the the mint there, but I do believe that was the most. Uh, I thought that was the most visually pleasing, the most. I thought I that was too. the prettiest, prettiest awesome. of all the four covers. So I really enjoyed that, and I'm enjoying that series in I am general. Too. So, um, yeah, but those the numbers for that one just are ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. Let's see comics from uh, th- well this week I didn't buy that many comics I did get a back issue at the Golden Age in 1942 oh. looking through the stacks what would it was that actually be? cover price um, for anyone uh, still at my shop for anyone who was still interested in it in checking it out maybe it was from 2014 it's Little Battlestar Galactica based on the classic Battlestar Galactica and it is I read that. And I really liked it. Uh, written or you know drawn by Art Baltazar, who yep. did the uh, and Franco Tiny will be involved as well. So if you're into that kind of kids take, yeah, they they do all those. They have a bunch of different company properties, and I love everything that they do. Right now, they have the book Encounter uh, that they do. I believe it's them as well that I really like on the classic Battlestar Galactica. It's if you're a fan of Battlestar Galactica, the classic series. I would um I would suggest picking it up if you want to. Yeah. Like I said. At the Golden Age of 1942, it was... I get anything. Anytime I see uh, them on a book, I will grab. And it's usually always this little version of the things. I love that. They, they always put a smile on my face. Still $3.99, so it was a, a fun, good little read. Also got Teen Titans this week, the newest issue. Don't I think it's maybe 24, 25, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, it's... a. Uh, I'm still enjoying the series. Yeah, I hope too. they... they I, I have a feeling that Jelly Drew enjoys it as well. He almost veered a bit into this fighting stuff that yep. I thought plagued the other series in the New 52 and DCYOU and even Rebirth. But hopefully, hopefully they will get back on track. I, mean, I still enjoyed it. And we, I, we will be talking about that near the end of the podcast. And we do say the same thing, though. I don't mind it as much here. Neither did Chris, though. Uh, Eric is right along the lines of what you're saying, Mike. I'm hoping it doesn't just veer into them just fighting all the time. But I think it, I think it was a, a good issue. I still enjoyed. I, I it. thought it was pretty creative the way they did stuff and uh, some mysteries uh, evolving around. Uh, around Jin, uh, I yeah. believe. Uh, anyway, it gets so dark by uh, the end. It's pretty neat uh, little series there. I'm enjoying that I way, like it a lot. way more than I thought I would. One of my favorite uh, series at DC. I think that that's one of the things, too, is doing all these books. And obviously, last week, I was miserable as all heck. I, I really just need that one book a week. That's all I'm asking. One book out of all the books that I really enjoy that I can say that by the end of the podcast, when we give our book of the week, have something at least over a score of an eight, and then I'm happy. That's all I need. When I have, you know, when we talk about 12 books and my highest score is a six, I start getting depressed. I really just need one, and and luckily this week it was Teen Titans. Right now. And the other comic I bought was issue number 10, sadly the end of Deja Thoris uh, from Dynamite Comics. I am enjoy, enjoyed that series. I mean, yeah. it's all kinds of a sexy time with a space princess. Yep. So um, sad to see that one ending. So after 10 issues, there are still the crossovers. I believe there's going to be a Deja Thoris Barbarella. Yep, and there is, there of is. course, Deja Thoris Vampirella. So apparently she yes, is. Indeed. Anyone uh, that has the name Ella can uh, Ella team up in. with uh, Deja Thoris. So maybe we'll get. Jim Ella 
is actually my name, and I am planning a crossover. Yeah, Deja Thoris El Enchanted, maybe. I kind of doubt that. But anyway, um, yeah, maybe Deja Thoris Ella Fitzgerald, the That'd jazz legend and the space princess together. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling here, I know. But anyway, um, so... How about uh, Deja Thoris Cinderfella? Uh, and we'll actually uh, go with that, though I would like the Cinderfella not being the Jerry Lewis, well, probably being the Jerry Lewis would be the best Deja Thoris Cinderfella. Oh, I did not had not read my comics last week when I called in, so if a few little few little uh... Deja Thoris DJ Yella. There we go. We got a gangster rap version of Deja Thoris. That'd be good too. Notes, whatever. Um, Green Lantern number one by Grant Morrison. I somehow missed hearing the review of that, but I gather that Jim wasn't a big fan of it. I liked it enough. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm going to stay on with it. I just thought it was not a great first issue. Uh, I bet you it will be something that I start liking more and more as it goes on. I just didn't think it was a great first issue. That for now. So The Green Lantern, number one by Grant Morrison. So um, I enjoyed it enough. And I will keep you informed, Mike, of what I think of it. If I agree that Liam Sharp is not, I didn't think of him as a futuristic space booger or spaceship booger. kind of guy, but uh, when he's drawing them space boogers and aliens, he's okay. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's just the, the um, equipment I'll, and the ships don't look, they, they look alive. They look like they're like Cronenberg uh, versions of them. So, um, I don't know, Willow Wonder, Willow Wilson, G. Woodrow yeah. Wilson, G. Willow Wilson. G. Woodrow Wonder Wilson. Woman. Wasn't that a, a president? So is it Suzy Wonder, Suzy Woman? I don't know. I don't mind a warrior princess. I'm not looking for a comic about a social justice warrior princess. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm- I, I, I thought that that was a letdown of a first issue as well. I'm hoping that this is just the beginning of the series. She's trying to get into it and we'll go forward with that because I think she's a great writer. It didn't seem like her. It's almost like when we talk about the terrifics that it just doesn't seem like Jeff Lemire. Uh, This just didn't seem up to her par. And I know I got in a little bit of arguments with people about this. And it's not that I don't think it was good. I just didn't think it was great, and I expected great. I and that's you know it's kind of the double edged sword where if I'm a fan of somebody and I think they are that good, I'm going to expect them to be that good on any book they do. So if it's not as good as what I expect, then I am a little disappointed. Though again, I think it was okay. It was okay when I thought it would be great, or at least hoped it would be great. I'm gonna. I'm cautiously. I'll stay with it until I don't enjoy it. If it goes the direction I. Saw it going a lot. I'm going to have to drop it because I don't know. So the American soldiers are the bad guys. As the American, here's the thing. You say that, Mike. I don't think the American soldiers are the bad guys. It just is the any soldier that is shooting a gun was a bad guy, and they just ended up having that. And I don't even think it just it it had a weird. Just a weird thing going on with that book. Troops are the bad guys. That's what we're doing. I don't know. I spent eight years watching, you know, Poindexter mom jeans go around the world and badmouth okay. America, apologize for America, and and say that the America was a problem rather than a force for good in the world. And I just don't know if I want to go back to back to those days from a couple of years ago in my comic books. So I don't know. I'll give I, you don't want to have the Dixie chicks. Is that a what chance? You mean? But if I'm not enjoying it, I will drop that like a rock because. I 
I have no obligation to buy these. But- well, and the other thing is that's the problem where I, I do end up, and I'll even say I end up talking with John Wayne a lot. And we argue a bit about politics in comics, and he is a political science guy. He ends up being very big on politics. He, and he reads a lot of political essays, things like that. The problem is, and it actually shocks me that a company, you know, you have G. Will Wilson, and she is writing a little bit of politics into the book, but you are going to end up, you know, probably insulting one half or the other. And I don't know why, you know, I don't enjoy it myself, but I don't know just the idea of doing it. You really are going to ostracize one of the sides for the most part. And uh, it just – it doesn't seem like a good business practice. And again, these are the sort of things that I try to read comics to escape, stuff like this. But again, I – people could just yell at me that I have blinders on, that I shouldn't be a guy who just sits back and like, oh, you want all your things perfect and, you know, wake up, get woke, Jim. But I really don't want to be woke. I want to read comics to get unwoke and just smile and, and read something to escape stuff. But again, everybody has different reasons they want to write but or read. Uh, it just is amazing to me that you would want to try to get half of the population against you trying to throw things out. Because like I don't that. have to read them or review them, which is why I don't follow Scott Snyder or Tom King. Yeah, so- Mike is getting very – if he drops Wonder woman he is really limiting the the books that he's reading and it, it goes to show why he does read a lot of archie stuff deja thoris he he does expand past the dc he has some image stuff as well uh that i know that he reads and enjoys so anyway um that being said so that was says you wonder says you woman um almost like says whooper girl on the cw boy i'm rooting for the bad guys in that series so far this year I've never I'm hoping the Supergirl it. dies and or fails. Um, oh my. But that's another thing that's that's the CW. CW is open to all. By the way, it's hashtag CW open all. So they have this multi-culti rainbow of actors and actresses from the CW telling you how they're open open to everyone, accepting of everyone. You love everyone. Yes, everyone I, I is like welcome this. here. C, hashtag CW, CW open to all. Yeah. Now I am 50 years old. I am a cisgender you old man sexual Christian conservative male do you think they're open to me do you think I could just walk into their community and they would open me with no prejudice and no they'd kiss you right on the lips right on your sexy lips there you would end up going there they would take you to the Smoky Mountain Brewery and get you some pretzels with beer cheese is what they would do Uh, judgment no uh, criticism no hatred of me for who I am they say they're open to all open anyway but for the most part these characters they ain't real <laughs> they're, not, they're not in reality so maybe they're not but actually you would go there you, you bust in say hey you're open and they're calling security immediately is what they're doing uh because melissa benoist does not want anybody near her she won't even let you look at her in the eye i heard and that's alleged and that's made up I don't know. I, I don't watch any of these shows. I have not ever seen one episode of Supergirl, though I was excited when it was coming out. I was going to watch it. I've never seen Legends of Tomorrow. I've never seen more. I watched one uh, season of uh, Arrow. 
I've seen probably two episodes of The Flash. So you're asking the wrong guy. I have no idea if they would be open to you. I I have no idea. Um, so open arms. They would open mouth too. Now back to comics. Um, Hawkman number. I believe it was number. Was it number six? Um, I enjoy. He'd get open beak. He'd he'd want you. Hawkman. I know that you guys didn't like it, and you had. A- Here's the deal. I I don't. I haven't not liked. An issue of Hawkman, I'm just getting bored, and I don't think it is going forward at a pace that I like, and it's very Venditti-esque. It's starting to drag a little, though, I because I, I just want to find out what's going on in that book, and some of the things that it seems like Venditti seems like he wants to kind of, you know, drag out the Adam and, the, and Hawkman – I don't really need that. It's neat to have, but please give me something more than Mazga. I don't need Mazga. Mazga, he'll open. He's open. Hashtag open to all as well. Unless you're a pilgrim on him asking for a wish. Then he's hashtag no wishes. Is what he asked. Uh, Jim was kind of throwing some shade at people, saying the people that would see Hawkman and Adam together are kind of, you know, those those people are probably, you know, gone by now. No, not necessarily. No. Well, not necessarily. We've had it now two issues. I don't need that because we're not moving forward the story. Now, here's a caveat. First of all, I'm an old dude. Second yes, of all, I had two older brothers. So when I was growing up, there were comics oh, all around dude. the house from them also. Even a few, you know, 12. I never heard Mike uh, mention any other family members. I actually assumed that he was an only child. I don't know why. Issues floating around here and there. So um, I have, um, you know, a bit of experience with the older older continuity of the Justice League when, you know, Hawkman and Adam were uh, good friends. And yeah, those, they those. are. I mean, we just ended up doing the uh, Back Issues podcast on the Patreon account where we did the JSA number 54, which was the Thanksgiving issue. And they ended up even in that where Hawkman sneaks into the kitchen, grabs, he's stealing a drumstick ahead of the meal, and Adam's there with him, and it's nice. I, I get it. I know that they are, you know, best friends, partners, whatever. It's just that in my mind, that's those two issues pretty much is all you got really from that. You ended up where Venditti is using that as the main bit of the 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 issues and we're not really pushing the story yeah you get the forced in nature of let's go to the microverse talk to mazga and then dig up a ship that was there 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 wasn't that much to it and so just having the atom thrown in there does not make that any better maybe it does a little for some people but it, it was just forced it was again i hate when you read an issue and you get this idea of the first bit is just the idea and then we'll write around the idea instead of it seeming it didn't seem like a natural progression of any sort of story it just was okay we're going to do ray palmer the last time we saw him was in the microverse let's go there he is on mazga we'll dig up a ship that ends up having an nth metal engine that, that's all it it just didn't seem like a great progression to me and it just kind of angered me that it was like oh look the wow moment of the you know the adam and hawkman together early comics like that so i i didn't i liked seeing hawkman and adam together i know it probably doesn't make sense in the current continuity and yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck scott snyder we don't was even doing know with what's hawkman going on. in the metal bullshit but um yeah i think it, it, it doesn't even have to do just with him it's just in this continuity you didn't have 
a Adam and Hawkman. They just haven't been together. So that's Everyone's just where – pick and shoot. And that's something, if you remember it during the thing, that's something Eric brought up. That's not really ever my sticking point. I just need a story to make sense within itself and to be fun and, you know, not digging up a ship on Mozgov. Once you bring a Mozgov, I think of Steve Orlando, and then I lose my mind. Use your own continuity now anyway. So, yeah, it is. And maybe the Doomsday Clock will throw it all out of altogether, and, or maybe it won't fix a thing. I think it will. I think that all it will do is open up the pre-Flashpoint continuity to let the writers do And it doesn't matter. They're already doing what they want. Thing, I don't know, but... Like I said, everyone's throwing their own continuity in there anyway. So if you I make agree. Adam and Hawkman friends again yeah, for a couple of issues, mind. it was fine. It's like, uh, you know, blue and gold, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. It doesn't make sense. It hasn't happened in this continuity, but they'll still throw it out there. And, and I love that. And everybody loves it. Eric will lose his mind. But still, it's something that people like. Again, I just need a story based around it, not just have the story just that. With me, and I thought it was a fun issue. I'm not yeah. giving it a ten out of ten. How dare I didn't think you? It's you know groundbreaking. I'm not seeing it, it was groundbreaking because all they did was dig in the ground. Get it? It's the best it, comic I ever read, but I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it enough, and I did have a fun time with. It. I thought it was a. A return to a bit of fun times with comics. I thought it was a, a, a pretty good issue as you know, as far as that goes. And I'm hoping Hawkman uh, is hitting with enough people to make it succeed. It's selling and, pretty uh, good. Going an ongoing series at that yeah. one rather than a six just or still, twelve. Just so we'll see. It I'm, still feels like, like a twelve Hulk issue myth. Superman is a complete mess right now. I don't know. Again, with the continuity, uh, it's with the Phantom Zone. It's the th- same thing. Everyone oh, pick and choose it. what you want to do with the Phantom, Phantom I hate Zone. It. I'm not real fun of a Phantom Zone where people. People beat each other up nope. and, you know, not they can like... There's no reason for a Phantom Zone. That's the main thing about the Phantom Zone is they're incorporeal. You send them in there so that they can't do things like that. Now, everybody wants to make this Phantom Zone. And they might as well put a boxing ring around it and, and just have, you know, wrestling matches in there. Pretty much kill each other in the Phantom Zone. That's, I thought that's it was ridiculous. The, I thought it was kind of the opposite of that. I thought it was kind yeah, of a non-corporeal so kind of it's holding cell uh, kind of thing. That's what it was supposed but to be. Like I said earlier... And that was why it was supposed to be where Superman actually looked into that and saw that everybody in there was just there as kind of a ghost and it drove them insane and superman did not like that we even had that in this continuity and yet everybody steve orlando was the worst yeah he had pirate ships flying around everybody building castles i'm telling you it was like your sexiest self was in the phantom zone there was no reason for that you know like you you guys have said also everyone has their own version of the phantom zone and this one yeah, it's it's a uh, it's yeah. A- they, they really need to have one of these retreats called the Phantom Zone Retreat, where they get there and everybody just decide on something. <sighs> It's something all right. So I don't know. We'll see where Superman goes from here. I'm still – he does – Bendis is just enough to keep me interested I'm in it without you. pissing me off completely. So we'll see where Superman goes from here. I know I'm talking about last week's comics. So, yeah, that's about okay. all about I this like week. It. So um, like I said, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't think that the guys from the Pop Culture Podcast will be popping no. up 
to Culture nope, Night. that was this last Monday. Monday. But it might be the next Monday they do It that. will be. And that is, of course, on patreon.com slash weird science, yes. where you will find a plethora, a cornucopia, which is a good word this weekend, a cornucopia yeah, of shows featuring, uh, let's see, I think there's sometimes you'll hear the man-child Eric Lee. Sometimes you'll hear, hear the guy kid uh, yeah. Jimmy Alvin. Or sometimes you will hear the cellar dweller. Sometimes you sometimes. might hear the Phantom Reviewer. He's a Dracula, I hear. He is a Dracula. And, um, of course, you will hear a plethora, like again, again, a plethora of shows featuring everyone's favorite podcaster, the straw that stirs the drink, the head honcho, the A number one, Jim Werner. Oh. So, and <laughs> we thank LeBron you for James. all that you do, and uh, we thank you from from our hearts and our wallets. Yes. So everyone needs to go to patreon.com slash weird science to support Jim, well, actually to support his wife and yeah. uh, kids. Buying and those great Eric shoes. And the Transformers franchise exactly and um let's see i think that's about all. Oh, oh jim i did have to mention i did actually enjoy the uh, tribute to the best songs ever uh, oh, dancing mic edition i did not that for my that. wife she was like why did you have to die so uh, apparently <laughs> she was upset that i died so besides that i and i'll tell you that was not planned i started just doing that and basically i sat and recorded each little segment just off the top of my head for some reason i wanted I thought that it would be a good tribute that you died. She thought it was nonsense because she thinks that all my songs, she calls it ruining songs. I call them uh, tributes. But anyway, that's about all I've got for this week. And uh, again, support patreon.com slash weird science. Keep it weird. And I will see you all in seven. I will see you in seven as well. And that's the end of the rant and raves. And I, I can tell that I'm still not 100% because as I was doing that, I'm starting to lose my voice. I don't know. Maybe I was getting a little too angry. But uh, we're going to go off now to a new segment that's an old segment, but it's going to be the flash reviews that I did of some books that me and Eric are no longer talking about. So we'll go off right now to the flash reviews. Hello and welcome to the return of the Flash Review is a segment on the podcast where we mention some books that we didn't talk about in full on the podcast, kind of give blurbs, a little quick rundown of them. And since this is the first time we've done this in a long, long time, and I say we, this is just going to be me by myself, but I'm going to focus on a couple books that came out not just this week, but a couple that have been coming out this past month or so that I want to focus on because I think they're worth it. The first one is Border Town Number 2, written by Eric M. Esquivel, art by Ramon Villalobos. It's published by Vertigo. And this first issue, Number 2, was released October 3rd, 2018. I don't know why I said this first issue, Number 2. That is a little bit confusing, but issue Number 2 came out October 3rd. 2018, obviously. And this issue begins with Frank and the other kids trying to figure out what to do after the explosive ending of issue number one. They pretty much decide to do nothing, but after the reader gets a look at the mystical things happening behind the scenes in this book and learn a little about the border between worlds, the kids are again thrown into the fire as they protect the troublemaking Cupacabra from being ripped apart by his fellow demons. And this issue ends with a cliffhanger showing that 
that the town definitely has a lot more going on that meets the eye. And maybe it was destiny that Frank got there all along. I like this series a lot. The first issue I thought was tremendous. I didn't like this issue as much as the first. And it's kind of the surprise factor of everything is gone a bit. And this issue is a little more set up than anything else. But I'm still looking forward to issue number three. And I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. We're going to move to issue number three, Border Town number three. Again, written by Eric M. Esquivel, art by Ramon Villalobos, published by Vertigo. And this one came out November 7th of 2018. Issue number three of Border Town starts with a history lesson of the interactions of man and the land of the dead that leads to Devil's Fork, the town that this series is based in, being a literal hell mouth. After that, we get a more political issue focused on hate that is brewing in town and some of the consequences of it. There is an uncomfortable scene with Amy and the school's vice principal, but the wow moment is left for the cliffhanger when we see what Blake has been up to since the end of issue number one. It looks like he is going to be back in the mix big time next issue, and I'm sure that's not going to be a good thing for Frank and the gang. I like this issue a bit more than issue number two, but still not as much as the first issue. Escobar is taking his time with the overall story. While I like each issue by itself, I'm really hungry for the overall narrative to pick up the pace. I still give this an 8 out of 10, and I think that when Border Town number four comes out, if you haven't been keeping up with this book, Uh, I'd suggest getting it or waiting for the trade. I think that when it does come out in trade, I I think that it's going to be a really good read. It's kind of a mix of a Stranger Things type vibe, a Goonies type vibe mixed in with the uh, Mexican land of the dead. And it's got a little bit of, you know, political thing going on with hate breeding monsters, things like that, that actually in my uh, review show on my other review show on the Patreon, I talked about a book, Bitterroot, that came out by David F. Walker, kind of has the same kind of thing that hate breeds these demons and monsters. This is a different with a little Hispanic, you know, flavor to it that I really, really like. And the art, I really enjoy. The art's one of those things. Things that I saw some people not liking it, and I really do like it. It's a little more gritty, cartoony style. Uh, Ramon Villalobos, I don't know much about him, but I really do like the look of the book. And Eric Escobar writing it is really concentrating on the characters right now more than the overall story. And I think that it's going to pay off big time. Now, I'm going to move on to a little Jinx World, and it's the one Jinx World book that I actually enjoyed the first issue, or at least enjoyed most, and it was the United States of America versus Murder, Inc., Uh, and this is issue number two, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Michael Avon Oming. It obviously is published by DC Comics and Jinx World, and the release date of this was October 3rd, 2018. This is and was my favorite Jinx World book after the first issues came out. While I still like it enough, it is one of those take-it-or-leave-it kind of things, and what I mean by that is eh, I don't really need to read it but when I read it I like it enough and years have passed since the first issue and Jager has grown up and I, I still go by Jager maybe Jagger, Jager, Jogger has grown up a bit and her world has gotten even darker. We follow her on a job to kill her uncle, who was a big part of the first issue, uh, trying to get her into being the first female hit hit girl, uh, hit woman of the mob families in this world, who has been stealing money for years and gets hint 
at a job gone wrong in Vegas that shows that she and her partner, Valentin Gallo, may be in some hot water to come uh Coming up in the book, Bendis does a good job at showing the life as a mob enforcer isn't all it's cracked up to be. And I care enough about Jagger to keep reading. Now, Omen's art is going to be a sticking point for some. I actually like it a lot and even more now that I'm used to it. And I like this. I like the first issue of the United States of America versus Murder, Inc. Now, the whole concept of the book is supposed to be the U.S. government versus the mob families. And we haven't gotten that up in this issue, too. It's more about Jager kind of setting up her rise into the ranks of the mob. I'll also tell you, if you haven't read this issue number two, there is a bit at the beginning that explains what's going on in this. And it's a very weird thing to go from issue one and issue two. And if you don't read this little blurb at the credits page, you might be lost. It's very important to read that, though, when we talk next about issue three, there isn't such a blurb. It's just a weird thing that was thrown in there that I just want to point out. I give this a 7.5 out of 10. And the next one is the United States of America versus Murder, Inc. Number three, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Mike. Michael Avon Oming, published by DC Comics and released November 7th, 2018. We finally get to the United States versus murdering part of this series as we see that the Madam President isn't going to sit back and let the mob scare her into doing nothing. She indeed does something and it's pretty drastic, which leads the Don to get Jagger and Valentine together again with the order to assassinate the leader of the free world, the president. I still am enjoying this series, but the story is starting to get a little disjointed and it's hard to follow at times. There was part in this story that I can't just say that it was art that confused me. It was art and story. It kind of feels disjointed in this issue. If you like what we got in the first two issues, I'm sure you'll still like it. I would not recommend this to anyone who didn't enjoy what we've gotten so far. So with you hearing me say, hey, we're starting to get this United States versus Murder, Inc., the title of the book, we're actually seeing that kind of, I I don't know that if that means you're like, oh man, I should check it out now. Uh, If you haven't liked the first two issues, I don't think that this is going to change your mind. I think it's going to be a series that if you're not on board already after these couple issues, I don't think you ever will be. I think that this is a niche title that it's one of those when you read it, you know you like it or you don't and just go with that. Again, I said after that second issue, it's one of those that I just kind of caught up with, uh, but I really don't care that much about it but i i will continue reading and i'll continue reviewing it for flash reviews but yeah it's not it wouldn't be on my do or die pull list that that's for sure now the next book and the next two books are things that came out this week one is sideways which i said we were done we were done with it after that what I considered an awful annual with Dan DiDio and supposedly Grant Morrison just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And really, in my mind, nothing did. But the Sideways number 10, Hussein ended up reviewing it on the site and did say to me that I should check it out because I think that I w- he said he thought that I would like it a little more because – it's kind of a back to the basics deal. Sideways number 10, written by Dan DiDio, art by Kenneth Roqueford. It came out this week, November 21st, 2018. Sideways kind of takes a turn for the better as Dan DiDio stops writing about the stuff he likes and gets back to the stuff that fans of the book have been waiting on. Derek returns home and finds out that his father is a piece of shit. That we all thought he was. Anyway, when he decides that since his wife and Derek's mom is dead... 
He no longer has to be Derek's father. It seems very simple the way he does it, too. Uh, Maybe I could thin the herd the way Derek's father does this. It's just like, well, you know, your mom always was the one who wanted to adopt you, so she's dead, so I'm out of here. And then Derek finds out that Ernie's parents are splitting, and so they rift off to Paris to eat burgers on the Eiffel Tower. Now they start to get... A little bit romantic and twice in this issue this happens first they try they almost they start holding hands and then stuff goes wrong and then later ernie at the end of the book wants to know hey what was going on with that and then things go wrong again because after continuing as this goes on there's explosions that happen in paris and they end up being the the work of leviathan leviathan who out of nowhere is in every book though brian michael bendis seems to be giving us the rise of leviathan in, in his super books but we'll see the trend of leviathan showing up in all these books continues and we see derek's new villain whose name is bolt who has uh he was hired by dark star industries so that is back as well grabs ernie using the same rifting powers as Derek, and he does. He has the same powers of rifting that Derek does and even throws shade at Derek and says, I have your powers. The the only difference is I know how to use them. I'm better at it. And I like the art by Kenneth Rokefer. As usual, I'm a fan of Kenneth Rokefer. And this back-to-basic issue is easily the best we've had in months, and it's a 7 out of 10 for me. And if you have kind of given up on Sideways, I'll cautiously tell you that maybe you should check this out. Uh, it's still a little ridiculous from where we had the issue where, you know, Derek was rifting too much and this couldn't happen till now. Not only is Derek rifting all over the place and he ends up stopping these Leviathan terrorists using the rifts in a pretty cool way. Kind of reminds me a lot of Midnighter's Doors. Uh, but he ends up going against now a villain who also rifts around. So I don't know. Tempest Fuginot's probably going insane with all this rifting going on. And the last issue that I'm going to talk about tonight for the Flash Reviews is going to be American Carnage Number 1, written by Brian Edward Hill, art by Leandro Fernandez, I'm sorry, release date, November 21st, 2018. Brian Hill kicks off his politically charged book this week, and even though this sort of thing is usually not my cup of tea, Hill's character work won me over. American Carnage is a story about race and justice, and Hill does not pull any punches when it comes to language or subject matter. Story follows FBI agent who is investigating the murder of her partner. She believes that Wynn Morgan, a radical author and speaker, was ultimately involved and on her own hires disgraced ex-FBI agent Richard Wright to go undercover to prove it. Most of the issue involves Wright trying to gain entrance into Morgan's group and ends with him at the doorstep of meeting Morgan and eating ribs or possibly being killed. And the second half of the book ramps up the tension, which I think is going to be the centerpiece of this series. I like the art a lot in this issue. I wrote in my notes, I likes the art a lot. I like the art a lot in this issue. And while the book was uncomfortable to read at times, I think it's something well worth giving a shot because of that. And it is one of my favorite books of this week. It is the, the language is there. There's a couple words that might get people a little uncomfortable, but it fits in the book. It makes sense in the book. And I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And yeah, it's probably my second favorite issue that I read this week. And where I was saying it's uncomfortable, where I said that it's not usually my cup of tea, I actually got a advanced review copy of this back at the end of July. 
and I read it. And I got that in Border Town. They they sent those out in in advance, months in advance. And I read both, and actually didn't really like either at that point. Then when Border Town came out, I read that, and suddenly I really liked it. The second read. This is one of those books that I do think you will like the more you read it. Once you get past the language, once you get past a, a bit of the shock of what it is and the uncomfortable, you know, way it's presented. I think that you will really like it, and I, I do recommend this to everybody to just check out and see if it's your cup of tea, because usually this thing is not my cup of tea. Those sort of books, you know, ripped from the headlines. Now, this guy, this uh, radical, Win Morgan, some people are going to make connections with him to other politicians and things like that. I tried to stay away from that and just looked at him as a radical author and speaker and not trying to put him in the place of anybody that is, you know, a real world type of guy. Uh, so I, I think that that's a way to go about it. But yeah, that is the end of my flash reviews. I hope that you like that. I hope that this is going to allow me to kind of focus on some things that me and Eric aren't going to be talking about. It'll allow us to kind of push some books into this section to allow us to talk more about the books that we keep. And so next week, I know I was going to do uh, Hex Wives number one. In this, uh, in this episode as well, because I did enjoy that Vertigo book, the number one issue. I believe that next week, number two comes out. So I think that since I've caught up to some things in the past, I think next week I will do both issues one and two, uh, in this little section. I hope that everybody enjoys it. I hope that I get a little bit more used to doing this again. It's been a while since we did flash reviews, though it's, it's very similar to if you're listening to the Marvel podcast, our quick books over there and also this is kind of a little sneak peek at the patreon podcast that i do jim's other review podcast where i talk about books that aren't marvel or dc and kind of do it in this quick book type of fashion so uh thanks everybody and we're going to go back and finish up the podcast And here we are. We have a couple more books, and we're going to start with one of my favorites of the week. And I don't know if this is a spoiler alert. It is my book of the week, easily. Uh, This week, we don't have a lot of books, and we don't have a lot of good books either. Uh, So I would say that this is definitely going to be my book of the week, and it is what, Chris? Because we're here with Chris. I forgot to even say. Yes, hey. We're here with Chris. How are you doing here on Thanksgiving (laughs) week? Chris is over there doing stuff. Yeah, there's Chris there. They they missed the Teen Titans, so there it is. It's spoiled. Since we we are doing one of your favorite books, I I should announce that this is Raven, Daughter of Dark. I was going to say, that's what I was hoping. I was going to (laughs) say, maybe we are talking about Raven. Uh, Could we be so lucky? But no, that would not be my book Somehow I lost a week in my life. I don't know what. Happened. That book comes out <laughs> weekly, I hear. But uh, yes, uh, we are here to. Weekly. Yes, really. What are we talking about, Chris? Uh, in reality, we are talking about Teen Titans number 24. The uh, story is called And They All Fell Down. It's by Adam Glass, Bernard Chang, Marcelo Maiolo, and Rob Lay. And uh, we pick up right where we left off, really. Um, yeah. The Titans are all trapped under that blown up building. Uh, after we had... the other blew it up after yes. killing the Lady Vic in the yeah. last issue. Yep. 
Yeah. Yes, indeed. And uh, this is uh, one of my kind. Uh, this is like one of my weak spots for storytelling. I love it when people are trapped. Yeah. It's it's one of the one of my one of the itches I like scratched is when they when they Ooh. trap a bunch of characters together. Yeah, not, nothing silly like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I was actually reading your review about this earlier. Like whether it be in a carpool, an elevator, I like you don't care. Trapped. as yeah. long as they're trapped. <laughs> It's even better when Zach Morris is delivering a baby. But that is we don't true. Have that that would be the best. Uh, <laughs> Why couldn't he be there? The next room would have been great. I know it. Now they are That's under the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, uh, really. We got we got Crush holding the building up all by her lonesome here. Uh, we do a pan around the little wreckage here. We got Wally with a beam sticking through his thigh, yeah. and uh, he thinks maybe he should vibrate, but then and realizes he probably shouldn't. That's one of my first bits of like, you know, I know that you really enjoy this issue. I know that Jim really yeah, enjoys I this don't. issue. I actually thought this was a bit of a down issue from what we got because I do like a you know this whole idea of like the, a team building issue where we can have our characters come together. They're forced to work together more than they ever have because if they're not, they're going to die in this situation. But Right away, when I jump in here and Wally West is talking about vibrating through stuff, I'm like, we had made a serious point in the flashbook to say that Wally West or Wallace West could not do that because every time he does vibrate, he it's explodes slow. energy yeah. out. And hey, that's reason, why they say not decided, to. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't do <laughs> it. So. He does not do it. But yeah. we, they've talked about it before where he's vibrating stuff. And for some reason, this book decides, you know, he's a speedster. So he will have the ability to vibrate through stuff. I'm like, I just don't know why we spend so much time saying that, oh, this this Flash, he has a different power than the rest when it's hmm. just going to be tossed aside. Now, if that's the case going forward where it's never brought up again, because I always thought that was a silly power for Wallace West to have. I'm OK with it. It just kind of, you know, sticks with me a little bit when I see it thrown at me like this. Yeah, sure, I, I mean, sure. even even the vibration, though, and they say and really, I thought myself that it kind of seemed like they might have been pointing towards the explosive nature of it as well, because just vibrating his leg to get that out, I don't think would cause that much of a disruption, as they say, but they say if you're going to do it, it's going to bring down the building. So maybe they're like, you know, we, we've heard about this, you know, nonsense. And now, you, Eric, you said you don't like it. I do like it. And I no, like no, the I, idea. I like, I like the issue. Yeah, don't I like the idea like the of the issue. I like it because this isn't just the, hey, I don't like you. Oh, man, I don't like you. Well, you're eating dinner or something that they have <laughs> a lot in this. Again. Yeah, yeah, and I quit yeah. or whatever. This is there's all these stakes going on. Everybody has something that they're doing, and then you have the you know deal where Crush is pretty much saving them all, but she's you know she's running out of steam, and now they have to figure out a plan. I like it. Now, what it does remind me of, and when Chris said that he likes. Uh, the issues where they're trapped it reminded me of one of my least favorite type of issues like this and that is in rebirth it was brian hitch's justice league issue where they were trapped under canada and just sat there bitching and moaning and doing nothing and it didn't make it didn't make sense within the series it didn't make sense of what they were doing and then really nothing was resolved it was nonsense so when i read this Mm. it reminded me of it right away i'm like oh no here we go and i like it because he gets all the characters and he actually uses it for a good reason. Plus, you don't have the thing where if you're under Canada and Canada's going to fall, a lot of people will die, which Brian Hitch didn't seem to care about. This is just this building. They would die if if they end up going. And I, I do like it. And I like it also because every character gets something to do, even if they're just sitting there. He, Adam Glass, since he got on this, has done a pretty good job of giving us each character just a little bit at least each issue, which I really do like. But go on, Chris. Sure, Tell us sure. what happens as it goes. Yeah. 
this definitely isn't the, the the type of an ensemble cast where like Starfire just appears in the background yeah, of two panels yeah, yeah, like, right. at, at the dinner table. You know, this is uh, everybody is involved here. And uh, one character we don't see is Jin. Yeah. And uh, Damien is worried about her. That's his. That seems to be his initial instinct. Is you know yeah. where is Jin? Uh, you know, love interest. He's gonna yeah, be all that's true. And, and Red Arrow sees it from a mile away and, and starts grumble, grumble. Yes, there's only one time where I, I actually thought that was odd because they do. She ends up, and it's funny because you have Damien say, "Hey, uh, I bet her magic helped her," and that is what happened. And he's even like yeah. gives an "I told you so." But when they do break up into teams a little bit later, he picks Jen right away, and I thought that Red Arrow would have said something, and she kind of just. Uh, Let's that go. But uh, yeah, that well, was kind of funny. Even with that, the whole idea, you know, Red Arrow, whether or not there could be something romantically between Red Arrow and Damien, which I don't, because there was a bit of a, you know, age gap. And at that point, you know, that kind of age gap means a lot to you from 16 yeah, yeah. to 13 and stuff like yeah. that. But like, I actually think I like this whole kind of, I can't even call it a love triangle. It's a thing where Damien is leader. He has a lot of, you know, like, you know, he needs to know what's going on with Jin, protect Jin, make sure Jin is doing something while Red Arrow is upset at the idea about this. And I think he comes more off like, a more leadership, you know, triangle because I like this whole thing where she does not trust Jin, even because Jin this whole, has that whole thing where she can't use too much power. It was brought up the first time we saw her a bit where there's something that's after her, and if she uses too much power, they can track on her. It's a, talked about yeah, a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, we, we knew a like, little even, about it before. Yeah. By the end of the issue, where Red Arrow does seem to go and con- like confront Jin about this whole idea, of what the like you know secret she's keeping, and you see Jim go ape shit on her, and whether, <laughs> whether or not it was a dream or not, I'm like, this is a really cool dynamic to start adding to this because I'm thinking, you know, if Damien does get too into Jin, I think people can actually go and kick him, like you know, not kick him out of the Teen Titans, but actually make Red Arrow the leader as the series goes forward. Yeah, because well, he's yeah, not thinking straight. Well, he isn't yeah. because even when he says, you know, oh, we got to find her, and she's like, oh, you know, it's a miracle she even survived. It's funny you say an age gap. She's over a thousand. She's four thousand years old. <laughs> so there's more of an age gap yeah, but, with but her. Once you go over a thousand years, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it, 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 what yeah. is it? Goes back to zero. It's an odometer. It it's the dating okay. odometer <laughs> that Eric Shea has made up over here. Holy moly. But yeah, even that. And I really like the lines. I like the dialogue in there. a 4,000-year-old teenager, and yeah, I'll tell you really. why it's okay. I like I it, though, when, when Red Arrow says, you're right, it's a miracle she survived 4,000 years before you wrote in Prince Charming. And he's like, it's not like that. And again, the other thing of this issue is – I, I don't know how you guys feel. We've kind of turned around on him, but I, I love Roundhouse. I love his stuff. He is there, I'm and I'm telling you, he too. is yeah, just, I'm, I'm all about it, too. He is For just sure. there as comedy relief, with it, but it, it hits. I like him. I like that he's just a goofball. I like later, especially after they do go off of this, and you will get into – you can tell us, Chris, what happens. They they devise a plan of how to get out of this situation. That, yes, uh, yeah. Because we've got uh, well, before we even get to that though, uh, we uh, one of the things that uh, I've complained about uh, a lot during this is just uh, like what a bitch Kid Flash is. Yeah, you yeah, know, he, yeah, he whines a lot, but uh, and he does whine more here. But like like we kind of said earlier, it, it's not like it's like it's not him saying you know I don't trust you. I yeah, quit. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more it's, uh, of him just pissed off. Actually, before they all like started playing nice to get out of there, I really thought we were along those lines again, and I don't I understand so because. Too. It seems that, like, you know, the whole idea that we, you know, Robin got this intel and it was, it went south. This was bad intel. It was all a trap to get them there so the other could try to kill them. And 
I don't know why he won't talk about who his, you know, intel is from because it seems like he doesn't want to talk about his villain dungeon. But I'm pretty sure didn't he get this information about Gordon being assassinated from Red, from Hood. Red Hood? Yeah. So I don't understand why he's all mum about this and wants to create a division in the team where he creates untra- you know, like mistrust and stuff like that when there's no reason for it. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know if it's just Damien thinking that he doesn't have to explain himself the way he is. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, a, a Kid Flash in this, I don't mind because he, he is there. He can't do anything because he's got that through his leg. So he's, like, trying not to. But he is kind of, it's funny of how it gets resolved because he really could have done that at the beginning but kind of saying about losing blood and things like that. Uh, because, yeah, in that, I'll even say Red Arrow comes over and starts, smi- starts <laughs> smiling at him. And he's like, what, what's going on? Why are you smiling at me? Zoom, she just pulls this rebar away. Whatever it is, the shard <laughs> of metal out of his leg. And then he's like, oh, man, you can't do that. Ah, eh, you know, you're super speedy. You got big meta- your metabolism yeah. going. It makes me laugh. But one of my fu- my favorite parts of this, they do decide that they're going to blow a hole in the bottom, you know, the, the ground there to go into the underground sewers so everything can collapse and they'll be in the sewers underneath. But it, it made me laugh because it's it's Eric Shea. Eric Shea's there because, because Damien's like, hey, Roundhouse, he has the explosive catch. And he's like, I'm not really an athlete. I'm a nerd over here. He starts not yelling. Not really a hand-eye it's, coordination it, yeah. kind of oh, guy over here. It's so funny <laughs> to me because that's hey, Eric look, his at work. his glasses are broken. Yeah, and he, he yeah really. Anything? And he almost has like a headband. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a headband. It makes Makes me laugh so much <laughs> that he does that, but yeah, I, I really like. I really so like Roundhouse right now. It makes me laugh so much. He's just good. But yeah, they end up blowing a hole into the sewers and then they go up. But you continue, Chris. You tell us. Oh, yeah, uh, one more thing with uh, with him not revealing that Red Hood gave him the intel. It, it almost seems like he's. He's kind of divorcing his Titans family from his Bat family. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we've got Roundhouse suggests like, hey, you know, why don't you send the signal up for Batman? He'll yeah. save us. And he's like, nope, not going to do that. Yeah, he's like, I can't do that. No, never well, mind really, about that. We're pushing before the idea, like when all these stuff were coming back and like, you know, the idea of the Teen Titan renegades or whatever, because they're off on their own away from the Justice League and all the other heroes, it seems like. But we really haven't seen that besides for the whole demented nature of Damien's, you know. Dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know why at this point we are at this, you know, I, I knew they were really pushing the whole idea that we're going to separate the Teen Titans from yeah. the Renegades are on the, like, on the run. They don't want to be a part. But I haven't really seen that in the series so far. Yeah. And, and mm. even then they even say, uh, I think it was Kid Flash possibly who says, like, you know what? You've been leaving late at night. I don't know what you're up to. And it kind of points that they're going to find out about that dungeon soon, too. And, yeah. uh, you know, see how they go. But even, like you say, that separation, even Kid Flash, the one point says yeah i really wouldn't want to call flash right now but i'm like it, it seems not someone i'd like to see yeah today, it yeah. seems though it should be more than just that you know the yeah. things they're doing not just like ads eh, it's like i don't call my mom but there's other you know the whole deal it just seemed a little bit like not as pushed towards sure. them being these renegades but they i don't know the thing is if i was trapped in a crumbling building i wouldn't call my mother either because if there was the off chance that she could save me she'd never no, let your me mom wouldn't down. do it she's not the flash <laughs> either she would come and she'd lean on the building and would just fall on you and then she'd claim it wasn't your her fault uh but yeah they they kind of get out uh by going they, into the sewers like we said yeah, they're able to uh they're able to escape uh roundhouse can't swim but uh no we don't get any follow-up on that fortunately <laughs> yeah yeah uh we wind up back at the uh, Titans, you know, Brooklyn headquarters, and yep. it's it's a very it's it's a refreshing scene because it seems like everybody's getting along. Yeah, even like, Damien smiles yeah. because they're smiles. getting along. Smirks. It's, yeah. It made me I so happy. At that point, 
It's odd getting to that point, though, because we're like, you know, I was talking to Jim a bit about this, and he's like the idea of the team building. And yeah. so do I. It's just that while we are getting a bit of progression in the team building so they can work together where Damien's laying down, even when they're escaping through the sewer, Robin's like, I'll take Jen, you go with that person. And nobody sticks to the plan, even though they're no, able they to accomplish go. what they need yeah. to. But nobody sticks to the goddamn plan. Yeah. Like, you can't even do this right. What the hell is wrong yep. with you guys? Yeah. And and with that, we don't we didn't even push the whole deal really was that they said Jen teleport us the hell out of here and she says i can't i can't do it uh, i'm not going to explain myself i don't need to explain myself to you guys that kind of leads into like everybody and they say everybody has secrets here we all are team. filled with secrets and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah they actually do kind of want to kick her out at one point because of the fact that she should be able to do this damien even says give me the ring if that's yep. the you know if that's the problem she's like it's nothing about the ring we know that there's that whole deal that if she uses too much power and she even spells it out too much too soon or too close right. together because she had seems, just used the magic to protect herself yeah, when so, the, when so the, you would and, came and then so. they even yeah. say that oh well it's fine for you to save yourself but not us even though when they say that if they die she's gonna die too it's not like yeah. you know she's just gonna survive now but yeah you get the idea that it's one of those like uh almost like a gps of magic if she uses it she's too close ping. too soon yeah, yeah she's gonna ping and they're gonna be able to get a read on her so she yeah. doesn't do that that but you know even by the end then you know you have Jin and crush kind of have a little moment they're smiling at each other and stuff and, and saying that crush pretty much and she was she was the hero of this whole thing she held Absolutely. that building up i i have to laugh too because kid flash looks like he's playing madden on the big tv <laughs> and in a, a deal to be you know specific uh crush is wearing a saquon barkley jersey there as she comes out of the shower so they're being very specific what with is that some kind of like, deal. Uh, he's a giant he's a rookie on the giants oh. so oh. <laughs> she has that on which i actually got a little chuckle out of but again roundhouse steals the scene this bit because he's he's just hilarious i love he smells uh, kid flash man like you smell sewer. so yeah. good you smell <laughs> good man how do you smell so good he's like that's super speed there buddy and crush comes and grabs him like get your swampy butt back into the shower for round I, two I, I didn't get the idea of the super speed because in my mind he still would have had to soak for a little bit yeah, I, like, I just no. think he's just saying he got there and, and showered yeah. already and showered, stuff. But, it's just yeah. goofy uh, the thing is, though, you see. All I can a, imagine was, you know, Kid Flash taking really quick showers and eh, still stinking afterwards. Yeah, eh, eh, you see, <laughs> smells sweet, says Roundhouse. Probably smells like a hamburger, the way Roundhouse looks. Yeah, but uh, Roundhouse, then now. you get a little hint of power slash whatever, where they say, this time you got to take your clothes off there, buddy. He's like in the beginning of Weird Science. He's showering with his clothes on, and he says, uh, you know, it's, it's complicated. complicated. I told yeah. you And so. I really am interested in the idea of what is up with this and suit that's and why is this so that, complicated. That is in the, that's in the solicits. I think that that's coming oh, nice. in like February. February. Yeah, it's coming out oh, later. Good. That We're going to get an issue where we're going to get a, in a row Crush's mother, Jin's history full, and Roundhouse's power. So then we can kind of go from there. I do so, look forward to that. Yeah, I do yeah. too. And then uh, the book ends. And I'm telling you, up until now, I'm having a smiling good time, especially actually seeing Damien smile and smile not because somebody kicked devious. ass yeah. or somebody's de- or him being devious or he just put together. Now, he may be smiling because the team is coming together in a, that sort of way. This actually seems to me like a smile like he has some friends now and he's mm-hmm. actually happy and happy that everybody else is happy. But it ends a little dark and it, yes. it ends it, the way it ends. 
up my score because I didn't expect this. I no. had no idea. I'm thinking, oh, we're having this fun little get together issue. It's it's nice. I I enjoy it. And then what happens, Chris? <laughs> it's messed up. We've got Emiko enters Jin's room to to you know maybe read her the riot act, maybe question her a little bit. And like you said earlier, uh, Jin goes ape. Yeah. <laughs> she uses her. She lights up and. Who like are a, you to think you can come in my room? Do you oh have God, any idea is... what kind of power I possess, you little insignificant creature, you? And just to the whole idea that She's Jin choking is, her out. She Darth Vader's her. weapon. Yeah. <laughs> she chokes her and lifts force her up choke, with a yeah. force choke. It's pretty vicious. Or did she? Yeah, well, that's yes. the thing because she says all this stuff. Or is Emiko just a dream warrior? Well, I think that she's both <laughs> because obviously she seems a little upset. She may have even gone into the dream uh, to dream. do that, you know, dream warrior. But uh, <laughs> you have her there and the stuff she says is just plain out awful. Now, again, yeah. we have seen that Jin kind of knows about people. She can kind of sense things. And with that, yeah. I'm not so sure that she's there. I expect my genie to know about well, me too. I, I'm thinking that maybe she knows what dream happened and mm-hmm. she's a little upset that this is how Emiko sees her or you know but I, I think there's something to this I think that there is a part of her she can't control I think that that is another bit of her secret and whatever with that uh, but yeah it's it's good and I love the art throughout this whole issue oh, I, yeah. I think the art is, is great in this I really enjoyed it and again a lot of the times that I've read issues where people are stuck like this it's been you know garbage It's it's been a mm. Brian Hitch this is not garbage. <laughs> this is really good. And this book has become one of my favorites. Eric even said it's pretty much his favorite team book. It's my favorite book. team book. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's, it's mine as well. And it's just nice to have at least one book like this that every month you can enjoy. And I, I really enjoy oh, it. I have been. Yeah, yeah, I have too. What did you give it, Chris? Well, I, I uh, there were a couple of things in here that I would not have liked a few months ago, uh, yeah. like like Wally, like Wallace being kind of a you know a, a petulant kind of jerk, right. and, and that little that brief scene with the uh, where where they're trying where they all talk about having their family baggage, huh? yeah, they're yeah. all messed up. That kind of stuff really kind of grinded on me back in the last run, but uh, after like the past four or five issues, I feel like we kind of earned this. Yeah, like I agree. It, it's not, it doesn't overstay, and uh, and, and it, it actually makes sense now, and it's more novel. Where last time it was just okay, this again, we're gonna do this again. Oh, we're gonna talk about how bad our parents are again. Yeah. Uh, where here, I feel like it was kind of earned because they were trapped, they were trying to get something out of somebody, they were all trying to negotiate. So yeah. uh, I think it worked here. I thought uh, this was wonderful issue. I I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm going eight five, and I agree. And and with that before. Uh, in other runs of Ben Percy before or whatnot, yep. we would have had the, you know, hey, call Batman. I'm not calling Batman, you jerks. Why don't you yeah. get out of town? And like, you, you're you one to talk. You're this. And, and it would have just went on. This was just kind of like a nod together. Like, yeah, we're, we're pretty messed up. We're, yeah. we're a pretty <laughs> messed up team. But it, it ended up where the way it was and how this goes, it just seemed to bring them together even more. And For even sure. with even with Emiko, Emiko fighting with Damien is not the I'm gonna quit. You're full of shit. You're this. It's it's starting to be almost like an older sister yelling at her young brother, uh, uh, you know, to stay focused and oh, things Damien like ain't that. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but still, I like the way that she is. She because she it's was kind of yeah. yeah. I really like these characters together. Uh, so yeah, eight five for me. What about you, Eric? 
I like the art in this issue a lot. I am going to go down to a 7.5, though, because while I did enjoy the issue, like, you know, pretty, pretty decently, it's just that for all the bickering we have, I'm getting tired of all the teams needing to be a powder keg. And where things are resolved because they are saved by working together, it's still a team that did not follow orders and work together on their own. And all the problems that we have with these characters, none of it was resolved here. So we are going to have to see it again. Like the idea that, you know, Robin's hiding stuff. Now we have Jin, people knowing that Jin's hiding stuff. And like, you know, Kid Flash, he's just going to continue not trusting Robin as this goes on. And it's just, I feel like we're just seeing the same thing here that we're seeing other places, which did bring my score down to a 7.5. But like I said before, this is my favorite team book. And I look forward to it going forward. I just, want to get past the idea like i've i think i've said this every time we've talked about teen titans i just want to get to that great place where they can work as a team and mm. it's a well-oiled machine yeah yeah i i don't think they're ever going to be a well-oiled machine the, the main problem and when that whole deal goes south the main problem is roundhouse just wants to impress damien so bad that he ends up just leaving whatever plan they have just to help damien at one point i got you there <laughs> leader and he just i liked it because that's when emiko's like you're supposed to have me you asshole <laughs> get back here and then everybody that's what happens then because then crush falls you have kid flash then has to go get emiko Jin gets aside. It's all Roundhouse who can't stop trying to impress Damien. He wants to impress him so bad. And I, I kind of like it. I, I like his goofball ways. And yeah, we they have a lot of things. But become one of my favorite characters like somehow. I said, I with, the idea, <laughs> with the idea of uh, Crush going and finding her mother, supposedly, in the solicits, yeah. That's something that isn't a secret. That's something that it started out as, hey, I'm going to help you do this if you join. So at least we're getting yeah, beyond yeah. that. And I can't even say that Roundhouse is really keeping secrets. Nobody really cares about him. But, yeah, I, we're going to find out about his uh, power. His he, suit, yeah. He can't catch. He's like Eric. Ah, things, Eric's arms <laughs> cross and things are hitting oh the floor. Oh, my God. He, he does a jumping sky hook uh, to throw trash in the, the garbage, and it, it doesn't go anywhere <laughs> close. But yeah, that that is it for this. And it's I, like I Jim trying to hit something when he throws yeah, at it. Yeah, really. Right on the money. You right in your face. But yeah, uh, that's, that's I, what it does become. You do can, get frustrated. Yes. Can we talk about uh, this book uh, next week? Uh, do we have to talk about <laughs> Raven? Do we have to? Can we just talk about this issue oh, again, please? We are getting down uh, to the end we're of almost Raven done. Daughter, yes, exactly. we are we're almost yeah. done. And then the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, yeah. it's got to yeah. get good by the end, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's like Vigilante Southland. That, that got good, right? It never, it never ended. But yeah, we're going to go off now to talk about another book that should end, Damage. Uh, yes, Damage number 11. Hi, Hank. Chris. Uh, yep. Ah, uh, yes. You love that Damage, don't you? You well, it's love very consistent. It. I'll give it that. Damage. That's the what damage. I like to call it. I say, when somebody says, what comic is your favorite? And I say to them, talks hey, to you? Damage. And then they damage. think I'm fancy. They think I'm a fancy fella, though if they knew that I meant damage, they would laugh at me. They would laugh in my face, Eric, my stupid, pretty face. They would laugh at I, I shaved my head I said, today. And world designs. Designs? I don't know. Designs? Designs? Yeah, I shaved my head today, and Tanya came in, it's, it's and no I, thought that November, she, I thought she was trying to get good luck. She was uh, the only time she's ever rubbed my head. Oh, yeah. It's no shave November. There, like, what rubbing the hell are you the doing? Not in this house. She told me, and my hair. What was is that for? Do you even my hair know? was getting crazy. 
No idea. I, I don't know everybody's always talking about things. No Shave November. It's a big thing I'm for sure some reason. Yeah, I don't know what something. it's about. And I take it as a challenge where it's like, I'm going to fucking shave the beginning of November now. It's like November 2nd. I don't I'm remember this I don't stuff. Ever shave. I'm telling you. We would have those days in school. It's like wear pajama to work day or to school day. I thought, well, Damon Black does that every day. But I I sit there. I never remember that. Or it's like the blue and white day. I end up wearing green, Eric. And you know that that is a bad thing in our school. You don't wear green on blue and no. white day. Well, yeah, yeah. Pen rich for life, I was, baby. I was thinking about this whole thing of No Shave November, I never November, know though. these things. But I it's never like, know. It's, it's the whole month. That's the thing. Is It's yeah. the whole month of No Shave <laughs> I November. I don't know. And I don't know what it's for. I'm getting to the point where I actually have this whole idea of a conspiracy behind the whole thing where it's like if everybody's focusing their will on this one thing, it's somehow the Illuminati sending this energy to Cthulhu. That's the the energy of no shaving. That sounds reasonable, the, the right? The energy that they save from electric shavers. You know me, the Illuminati like are using anything. to power the world. The whole you idea, haven't though, looked like, it up now? You're talking this long. You looked up Streusel, but you're not looking up the no, reason I look up for them. I still don't know what the hell Streusel is. Damn right. No you, you know shave. now. Uh, but we're going to be November. talking about Damage, Eric, <laughs> while you look up No Shave November. Is that what it is? Movember? Is that Movember. what they're going? Movember. Movember. Damage number 11, Eric. And really, whatever you look up is going to be uh, more interesting than this book. Written by Robert Venditti, art team of Aaron Lepresti, Matt Ryan, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolitano. Have you found out yet, Eric? Oh, yeah. The concept, the goal of No Shave November is to grow awareness by embracing our hair, which many cancer patients lose and letting it grow wild. And this thing is... Like, is it like, haha, I can do this and you can't? Why wouldn't we shave for November? We're actually, Jeez. where we do something instead of not doing something. Well, I swear maybe to God, December a, is when you have locks for lives. You, you cut things. them off. And- the committee comes around. It's like this whole concept is put, put together by a committee. What we're going to do to raise, like, you know, cancer awareness. It's just one guy with a beard. How about we don't shave for November? That's you what son you- of a bitch. Yeah, that guy. It's that one I don't guy, get it. isn't it? It's Just always that idea. one guy. Let's not do anything, and that's going to raise awareness. No, fuck off. Mm, do something, go. God damn it! No, no, you just don't shave. That's what you do. I mean, really. <laughs> I I end up, some of my stances that I take are actually sitting down all day. That, that's one of my things that I do. <laughs> I love it. Sit that's down. A stand to sit take. Sit down September. I, I like to call that. Uh, I, like I also have October, what I like November to call too. no exercise December and overeating January. The, these are just some of the causes that I have started, Eric. They don't seem also the hate everyone March and then love everyone April. It's it's a weird deal. Yeah, I don't you have kind of go back life. and forth. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You're a man on his own, Eric. You're on an island of misery where only you are there to pilot the ship. Do I get internet there? <laughs> no, you're not no, allowed like internet. It. I don't know. Like what it. would you take? What would be your uh, desert island movie? What would be that? Why now, I, I will tell to you, too, you're not going to have electricity or anywhere so, to yeah, play, but you have that. So I'm just going to look at the no, cover you and read go the back by the cover. Again? Here you go with the cover with a sexy lady. That's what you do. <laughs> you need some material. <laughs> so for, for a later. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's all you need. What would be your Charlie Angels season one? What would yeah really? What would be your truly your desert island uh, movie? You have to pick one movie that you're going to watch. But I what like a be? lot of movies, and I don't put one over the other. I believe mine would be Castaway, Eric, so I could just Piece see somebody shit. else in the same misery that I am. 
How about that? Castaway. Why is he doing this so much better Gilligan's than I am? Island. I'm like, why are they having so much fun? And why can't I make a, a radio a out of coconut coconuts? Something. I've tried making coconut radios. It ain't working. All it I can make with a coconut is some more coconut. I love Gilligan's Island so much. I love that show and the Brady Bunch just so much. They make me smile all the Just thinking about it makes me smile. And really, I don't smile a lot. So that means something. I ain't fake of the funk here. They make me smile. Damage continues in the same exact way it has for 10 issues before it. The Justice League strike squad. <laughs> strike squad. Fight him for most of the issue. And for some like reason. The Suicide Squad XL. Yeah. And for some reason, Robert Venditti wants to focus more on these guest stars than his goddamn main character. We get the usual timer that means nothing. And the issue ends with Superman showing up to start the rinse cycle all over again for yeah. next issue. Well, there this you go. You just did the whole thing. This issue looks good, but it is about the thinnest story I have ever story. read. Yeah, they're really. I know what you're saying there, buddy. I get you. My big takeaway about this was confusion over the idea where we have the Justice League Strike Squad, right? Where we have Green Arrow, Guy Gardner, Vixen, and Barry Allen Flash. And they have a little description of who these characters are. At the end, you know, Barry Allen, the fastest man alive. Now, and go see Heroes in Crisis number two or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, we don't have any idea how this is going. I'm saying we just (laughs) had in damage earlier where, you know, Poison Ivy was there before she showed up in Batman to get her at the sanctuary. I'm like, how far? Like how long has Listen, he been walking I told across you, the country? I told you, number one, that 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 little editor's note is not to set continuity straight. Look, that look, is to I, just I know get people over me. there. I know, I know what you told me. I want to know who the person is that's reading Damage that has no idea about Heroes in Crisis. Though. You know, the the person the is a big fan of Damage. <laughs> Damage. And I, I am finishing. You interrupted me, you son of a bitch. If you are interested in a Hulk oh, book, Eric, go over to Marvel and read Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk because I really this is one of the things. Now, one of the fun things about this that makes me giggle, it makes me laugh, Eric, is that It people, makes you laugh with the Damage? People have had a lot of problems with the Hulk book in the, in the past, where you have a character that you don't really have a lot to do with. You know, I'm not talking now. <laughs> I know. People I like know. it now. I'm talking all the history. The biggest problem with a Hulk book at points has been the idea that you, you don't have anything for him to do. So when DC decides they're going to have their own Hulk book, it has the same goddamn problem. There is no reason <laughs> that this book, number one, should ever have existed. It shouldn't have gone on this far, and it's going to continue. Care it's about one of Elvis the three. Ethan Avery? Ethan Avery, he is more concerned about these guest stars showing up. And, and really, uh, you know, I'm a Guy Gardner fan. Guy, Guy Gardner is just nonsense in this book because he just shows up. Damage is going to kill him. And he's like, yep, looks like it's time for me to get physical. And I'm like, you're, you're going to die. God, God, God. Also, I don't know what the heck is going on because at points it does seem as if Vixen's powers are so weird in this. She is not channeling the oh, powers that's the thing is, of we anything. We actually saw this where I had a problem <sighs> with it. And I th- what was it? Was it JLA when we first saw I think this it like, was. recently? And it, where, this like, you know, really we, we pointed it out more to me. Idea. Because yeah. like, you know, growing up and reading Vixen, or even my 20s reading Vixen, or just reading Vixen in general, when you it's see like an the animal, animal type outline, of deal. exactly, when you see the animal outline around Vixen, you are just showing a representation of what that she's channeling at that the moment. representation of the animal she's challenging so if you see idea, a hawk she can fly now, 
Well, that's the it, thing is we actually talked about this in JLA when like I yeah. think it was was the butcher it's King worse here I think went and grabbed it and broke yeah. it and then she yep. was, like broke knocked it. out the rest of the whole story arc or whatever it made I'm, no like, sense it, it bothered made no the hell out sense of me. and then we have it here again I'm like so not only are you giving me a non-story and damage but you're taking what I understand yep. about Vixen and saying now this is how it really is when and, I've and never this seen is the this problem with it Steve Orlando book. because in JLA it kind of seemed as if you were kind of he was kind of you know playing around with the rules a little to almost give a Green Lantern style character to his JLA, and right. usually a Justice League will always have a, a you know a Green Lantern type of deal. So it's still fudging the stats. You can't do it, but I could see why you have a Green Lantern here, and yet Vixen is making animal constructs. And the worst part is, is when she traps damage in an anaconda that she is standing without i mean there's other points where i can say okay she's kind of grabbing him as, as a gorilla you, you, she's, if you have the anaconda power she has to be grabbing him then yeah, she's got she this, to like, grab the whole she the, like, is the, the definitely not grabbing him at, at this point what do they call she is that kind of what do they call that know, when a snake wraps around you the wrapping constricting, power there Eric, you go constricting, that's a word of that of yeah. that so you have that going on it's so ridiculous uh plus damage just breaks guy gardner's constructs i mean and guy gardner still look oh i guess i'm gonna have to get to physicals with i'm like are you retarded uh, i'm not supposed to say that word i'm sorry uh, he, why I is he mentally doing challenged this? Or, why is he doing this he just keeps attacking while Damage is just saying nothing except the same old, looks like we're going to have to break loose there, buddy. We're not getting any sort of progression with this character. We got Superman show up. Well, damage, but this is a damage book. (laughs) This isn't, I I wish this was really what you should have is on the cover. Uh, Justice League force strike force featuring damage or maybe not even featuring also guest star because da- damage Look, is a guest star damage, in his own who's book. Who's damage going to fight this issue? That's all it ever is. This is one of those issues that you would get from a series that you've had nine straight you know, really exposition heavy, story heavy deals, and then you just want to let loose and have a fight. That's all we've gotten from this this series. This series is pretty much we're at issue eleven. I'm not that was joking. Just one we of have the gotten, ones that are going we, along. I know, still. and it still keeps going. Now it's not canceled yet. We have gotten an issue and a half of actual story. We have a setup of this timer that has meant nothing. Now <laughs> I say this: I do believe at the end of next issue. We will have the timer go out so that Superman sees well, it's at 36 that it minutes is, at the end of this issue yeah, when Superman yeah. shows up. So he shows up. So I think that maybe we're going to actually see finally the timer end up, you know, going out and Superman seeing, you know, that Avery's there and kind of go and with the that. Thing is, so even but, with the, I think the majority of the issue is this going to be kind of. A, oh, like it's going to be a fight the whole time. of, of yeah. Doomsday versus Superman because that's what it, you know. Damage really reminds me of Boneless Doomsday. What I would guess is, yeah, it'll be that. And while we're going with that, you'll have Damage and, and Avery in in Ethan in his mind saying, "We can't fight Superman. He's a hero." <laughs> hey, Bob, shut your mouth. No, don't tell me that. Damage. I like to imagine I, that I, was I, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Damage. Don't yell at me. We're in this together. The hell with you there, pally boy. Oh, man, why are you throwing shade at me, Damage? Because you're a jerk. 
There you go. That's the whole deal. And that would have been more progression than we ever got. Why do you keep, why do I keep waking up and my pants are unzipped? Hey, that's my problem. The night's my time. Oh, man, you really are the Hulk. Yeah, get used to it there, pally. There you go. There's a little, oh, and scene. This book is ridiculous, but it looks great at least. And that's the thing is, I don't it does hate look myself great. It looks great. or it when I'm done it because well, of how you know non-consequential why? the this series is to me. Non-consequential. It's because, really, you think to yourself, boy, I wasted my time. And then look and say, hey, it was only two and a no, half minutes. Two, two minutes. I can deal with that. Hey, look good. Yeah, I can deal with two and a half minutes being yeah. and when we don't have to read. And Jess Random does it all the time. It. Yeah, really? No, she says two and a half minutes. What are you going to, what are you doing her three times? Uh, she ends up then, or Brandon ends up having to review this. And I was going to say, Jess, she ends up. Uh, I, I can't see how I would have more than three sentences to talk about in this book. There is nothing going on. How is this one that continues? Because we it. are with the newest solicits, the three remaining ones that haven't been canceled yet are basically damaged. Uh, Silencer and uh, the Terrifics And right. of those I like Silencer but of all these The three remaining because even Silencer Is guilty it's of not really Having anything going on It's just crazy I, I just don't understand but, It's like what mechanical assassin is Honor guest going to fight this month yeah, Really really and then Terrifics are just like How is this book going to drive Eric and Jim nuts this month oh, Because that, that book is all over the Find place Find a plot Terrifics god damn it <sighs> really, really find one you like because I haven't found one that I like. And uh, this book, it, it, this is one of those things where it, it reminds me of, say, we talk about, say, ACDC, Eric. If you like one uh-huh. song, you like it all. It's true. The problem is eventually you get a little bored and you got to ease off the ACDC and maybe no, play some Aerosmith yeah. and play some Led Zeppelins, play something like that. This book is a one-hit wonder that just keeps going and going. There's nothing different from issue to issue, and it's ridiculous. But and I that's do love why it art. has staying power and, consistency. And, so, and just think of it: the big moment, <laughs> the big moments <laughs> in this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here we come. The, the big moments in this are a you know Green Arrow shooting a you know a boxing glove arrow there you go i don't even it, understand it, why that was there it didn't make any it's, sense it's just a fan service moment but it was something was. for damage i i need something with this nonsense but yeah there it is uh i would give this a fuck you five because yeah. there's no reason to even have this and i again you have this it's just as i'm looking through you can have some people where you go online man if you like guy Gardner, you should read this issue but why no. why read damage <sighs> Really, like, Robert man, I don't get a lot of Guy Gardner lately. I better read some and damage this, to get it. And I love Guy Gardner, but I don't Vixen, need him fighting she damage. Been? Better read some damage and to really, get her. Has has is there anybody who is better? I mean, he might be world record holder of treading water. It, 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 Robert Van Ditty must sit in the pool all day and tread water <laughs> just to get so good at it. Because every book, Hawkman, Hawkman which we love, it's treading water now. He he can't do anything where you have any it's sort consistent. of progression. <laughs> It's consistently like He nothing. does one thing and he does it well, you over said, and over again. I can't say he does it well. By he the end, I don't get angry at Hawkman. I nope. didn't really get angry at how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps. Just at the oh, end, no. I was just like, eh, well, I got angry, but not angry. It really didn't not get angry, me curious because he knows how to write an issue. He doesn't he, – he paces it okay. I mean this pace is just have damage fight. There's the pace. It, it's not technically bad. 
It's just nothing going on. And so there you go. Just like you and Jess in the sack. Uh, but what would you said you'd give it a fuck you five as well? No, I guess so. I was going to go down to a three, but a fuck you five works for me. Either way, like I said, it's a non-cutscene. A three is pretty bad. The art looks really good. There's a big fight going on. That's for you. There is no story, and you're over two minutes, and you realize that nothing has happened. (laughs) I I love to. It says next super duel. I'm like, really? When 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 does it happen? (laughs) Really? That's all you do. This is basically damage. The book is basically what I deal with every day in this house. It's just a fight. It's just who with who's the next person involved. That's all it is. It's so you're you have damaged? to figure out. Yeah, you have you're, to. I, fi- knew, yeah. I knew you were damaged. I, I didn't know damaged. you were damaged. I, I just have to figure out who's fighting with me this issue or this day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Let's see. I'm podcast, Derek. That is the. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Well, I have this timer. This timer means nothing. It has never done anything in this whole deal. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Then it made me say the R word. I promised I would never say again. And now I just said it, and it makes me not be able to edit it out, Eric. So I apologize for that. I apologize. You, you oh, fucking man. dummy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I am a dummy. Uh, Someone's Eric, an R word. Yeah, really. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Nightwing number 53. No, really? Mine? Yeah. I, I actually thought that you gave Teen Titans a better score than that. But no, I guess I, like I am wrong. just a little bit more. Oh, my book of the week was Damage, number 11. No, my book of the week is Teen Titans. Teen Titans was my book of the week. Now we're going to talk about what we will talk about next week, Eric, if I had that pulled up here. Because I ended up up? going off of that. It's because I ended up looking. No, it was at one point where we thought the (laughs) recording went bad and I went away from it. So as we sit here. Time to break up. We have Action Uh, Comics number 1005. Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth number one, which ends that whole deal. I hate how they do this. They did the same thing with Justice League Dark. And uh, the Witching Hour deal, Just League Dark Wonder Woman, where they end up switching it out. So the first one was Aquaman Justice League. Justice League or Justice no, League No, I like Aquaman? Justice League Aquaman that started it off. It's only to get like another one. Bullshit. It's such ridiculousness. Batgirl number 29. Batman just, Beyond I, number like 26. It's a good story that made sense all the way through. That's what I want. Touche, my friend. Batman <laughs> Kings of Fear number four. How we have Books of Magic on? number two. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Books of Magic number two that Reggie and Chris will be talking about. Eric, DC Nuclear Winter Special number one. Really? Oh, good. You're going to make specials up, and it's for the nuclear winner. Wait, that's not something right. to joke about, DC. Get woke. Yeah, really. Get, get I think woke that's how it indeed. works. <laughs> get woke indeed. This, is this the day after the joke TV about special nuclear. that I had to end up watching in school back it's in the day? The day special. After. Damn right it was. I, You know me. I was petrified of anything. <laughs> I sat there. I'm like, first you tell me about AIDS. Oh now God, we got, got nuclear, nuclear winners. Holy moly. Detective up, Comics number 993. AIDS, and still that with that, just like AIDS, I didn't know the rules involved and somehow thought I was the only one. And nuclear winner would happen by me sitting on a toilet. Detective, And, and sometimes it did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Detective Comics number 993. Heroes in Crisis number three. Uh, we have Injustice versus Master of the Universe, number five. Me and Brandon will be talking about that, the penultimate issue. Justice mm. League Odyssey, number three. I wonder if Fordak's going to fall over on that. 
I don't know. No, he knows better than that. Justice <laughs> League Odyssey number three. It seems like we should be at issue six at least there. Old Lady Harley number two. I like that first issue. Yeah, Raven's Daughter of Darkness number 10. <sighs> Oh, my. The Flash, number 59. Silencer, number 11, which isn't the Human penultimate Lion, issue of, of the series. This, this I know. Up. Uh, the Silencer, number 11, may not be the penultimate issue of the series. It may just well be the penultimate issue of the series on this podcast. The Terrifics, number 10. Again, we talking C, about that? <laughs> C, Silencer, number 11. We'll get to 12. Titans, number 30. And Wonder Woman, number 59. Eric, we have tons of books this week now two of those will be Patreon only one. spotlight yeah i know you get out but the next week it hits you and it hits you hard what you, you it, think that you you have six then you think that you hit plymouth rock plymouth rock hit you buddy the next week you know what i'm saying but yeah that is it we, we will have two of those books as Patreon only spotlight hey, books. Gonna cut it. We might have six. We're going to cut this fucking really? list down. <laughs> we'll have 10. 10. And we'll still have a longer podcast than tonight. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go over there and support us, it is at www.patreon.com slash weird science. We also, uh, you know, would like you to go over to Great Shoes. Why and, wouldn't we? And yeah. our- Enter the code Weird Science, one word with a capital W. Also, go over to beardbrand.com slash weird and take the quiz and find out what type of beard you are. But, Eric, that. that is the end of the podcast. What do we say? Everyone, have a great week. week. Keep it weird. And weird. we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!